Bobby Fuller from 1966, I Fought the Law. Welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Druff and Friends show. I am Todd Dandruff with Tellus, and that song is about a number of uh, people fighting the law tonight, especially the most recent Bellagio bandit who held up the poker room cashier. That'll be our lead topic tonight. And I have a co-host, as usual, the guy who's been here for just about every show of 2017, Cal Welcome to the show. How you doing, Drew? Glad you did not go to sleep yet, because there is $11 bounty on you tonight for the free roll, which starts in a whopping two minutes. So I should tell Oh, somebody wants some. Who wants some of this? Well, so I'm going to tell everybody about the free roll tonight, and... uh, Calwatt is fresh off a free roll victory in seven game, and kind of an interesting victory we'll talk about in a second. But uh, tonight at 8.45, it's actually not, it's in seven minutes, not two minutes. At 8.45, we have a free roll, no limit hold'em. It is $62 plus 11. That does not mean $11 entry fee. It means you can win $11 extra if you knock Calwatt out. But watch out, he's probably the most or one of the most successful players in the free roll, despite the fact that he often has uh, stuff going on in the background. Sometimes he's not even at the computer and still wins. So, Don't worry. I'm going to punt it off. Don't okay. Worry. So Cal Watt, uh, $11 bounty on him tonight. It'll be uh, 30 for first, 16 for second, 10 for third, 6 for fourth. That's 30, 16, 10, 6, and then $11 bounty on CalWatt, which is slightly better than third-place money. This takes place on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which you can find near the top of the screen. You need a Poker Fraud Alert forum account in good standing and uh, some other eligibility criteria right there to uh, qualify for the free money. Go to PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll, all lowercase, PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll to read about the eligibility requirements to win the free money. This is real... You know, ca- you know what would be a fun... Bounty druff. What would that is be? If you put a you put a bounty on someone, but you you had to get it in bad against them. That, that would be I, interesting. I, I don't know how you would like be able to actually like track that unless the software would track it. But it would be I mean it would be awesome for action because everyone would just be trying to suck out on. Well, if it were you against know? you, you could just track it yourself and just tell me uh, you know which person right. got it bad and beat you. So right, right. So and knock you out. That is. But so, that would generate a lot of action. That would. That's interesting. Right. That, that actually is a good idea. So, the free roll uh, tonight, it starts at 8.45. There is 25 minutes of late registration. The money this week came from various parties. We have $25, which came from Seriously Serious. We have $20, which came from Mr. Smith 9999 a recent frequent contributor from Norway. Flipper Fair gave $10. Dice Pops gave $7. And Snow Tracks is the one who donated the $11 bounty. So, thank you to... Uh-huh. All of you for Come donating, get some bitches. donating to this free roll. Yeah, CalWatch <laughs> taking on all comers here, and oh. this is this is no limit hold'em. And I want to mention quickly what happened on the free roll that ran for the special show. There was actually a show on Friday that I was not part of. It's it's one of the very few Poker Fraud Alert radio shows, at least in the last few years, where I have I was not to be found anywhere. I did not call in. I was not a host of the show. It was a total drug-free show. It was a special that was hosted by Brandon Drexel-Gerson, a forum member who goes by Adamantium, who's from Norway. Uh, Seriously Serious was actually hosting it and running it from his computer. He was the one who was running the technical stuff and also ran some very 
interesting and fun contests that, to be honest, kind of blow away all the contests I've run. The very interesting stuff he came up with. And a fourth host is someone we're going to discuss tonight in uh, yeah, kind of something unfortunate has come to light. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Michelle Kilgore Trout. She a uh, very popular member of the community. She was good on radio. People on the forum liked her. Uh, unfortunately, some information came out about her and her recent past that kind of shocked some people and has caused some controversy. So I'm not going to ignore that. I'm going to discuss it tonight, and that will be one of the earlier topics of the show. So if you're here to listen about that, we are going to discuss it. I'm not going to hide from that topic. But she was a host uh, just before this information came out. I mean, like, just before. So uh, she was the, the fourth host, and she, she did a good job. It, that wasn't It wasn't related to uh, her doing a poor job hosting. But anyway... That yeah, I told them to give my my winnings from the free roll back to whomever. I have no idea. Oh, really? Who the fuck I ended okay. up with it. But. Well, so they had a free roll, and it was a seven game. So it was a seven different games. It was not the normal no limit hold'em free roll. And Calwatt was playing, and Calwatt told me in the middle of the free roll that uh, basically he's not going to be able to complete it. So, so Calwatt, why don't you tell everybody why you had to stand up and leave the computer and just blind off? I mean, you know, I was sitting there in bed and just playing a little bit, and my wife came in uh, wearing some lingerie, you know? Yeah, I mean, so so he decided to have priorities and that the uh, the free roll with the top prize that, uh, that wasn't exactly life-changing money was not worth continuing, and he went uh, – he, he made the, the right choice. So well, – it, it would have to be – I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it would have to be some decent money. Yeah, you know? so it, it looked like that was done, even though Cal Watt was doing pretty well. It looked like – it was done for him. He was going to be blinding out for a while. I, I don't think you tried. Oh, but that's the awesome thing about seven game and those mixed games is, especially when it gets into like the stud rounds and such. Like you can you can actually sit out and it doesn't really hurt that much. Yeah. So I guess that's what yeah. happens. So how long were you out? How long were you out of the, the free roll? I I don't know. I didn't time. It <laughs> okay. I, so he took he took the sufficient time, whatever it was going to take, returned, and somehow came back to win the free roll. Yeah. He somehow was the winner despite taking that uh, lengthy break. At least we think it was a lengthy break. I, I didn't. Uh... Can I tell you, I, I cleared my head. I cleaned the pipes out, cleared the head, and I was good to go. I've know? advocated this before. We're talking about the World Series. When I talked Not in about... the middle of it, though. No, but I've talked about uh, you know, on breaks or, or beforehand that, uh, you know, it's uh, even if you're by yourself, you know, you just got to take care of it so that doesn't distract you. I've, I've described that before, and I've said actually the only time it's not good to do that, uh, when, you know, I'm talking about when you're alone is, well, you know, alone or not alone, but the only time it's not good to do that before or during a break of a tournament is if you're really tired, because that will make you more tired. But if you're not tired, I, I think it's actually a good thing to do. So Cal Watt proved that. And well, horse, horse and seven game used to be my grind back in the day on full tilt. Yeah, so he like had... I used, to, I used to play that all, and, I, and believe me, I'm not saying that the reason I won was skill, because... I fully realize any tournament, you know, there's tons and tons of luck involved. But I used to play, I used to play those games all well, the time. Right. Well, so he had, he did have an advantage because he he did used to play these all the time. And a lot of the people in the free roll are only holding players who said, you know, what the hell, might as well play because it's free. So yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good way to get exposure to those games and and have fun playing them without any losing any money if you're terrible at them. Oh, I think they're just fun, man. I, I think it's just fun to play. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So people can they don't have to risk any money to do it. So yeah. 
Anyway, that that's what happened last week. So Calwatt, uh, he wins even when he's absent for a large portion of the tournament. So watch out. You will have well, to. Well, let's not give. I'm not going to brag that much. It wasn't a large portion of the tournament. I'm trying to make going. you sound better. I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> it's me. It's me saying it, not you. So all right. This All this right. way I can toot your horn. You, you don't sound arrogant. So All okay. Right. So that that's what happened on Friday. So this, if you missed the show on Friday, if you or if you didn't know it existed, you can go back and listen. It's in the archives, just like the rest of the shows. It was a bit of a different format than what we typically do here, where we talk about poker topics and gambling topics, and uh, that was more of a show that was about personalities, about uh, people from the forum, uh, about various contests and games. So some people love that type of show. Some people were saying, wow, we should have more of this, or you know, they really enjoy having a show like that, especially people on the forum. Uh, so some other people prefer the, the show that actually does you know, regular topics. It's, it's just a matter of personal taste. Some people like both. But the show was very well received, and people really enjoyed it. We got, got a lot of compliments. I was reading on the thread on the forum about it. So you can go listen, or if you just miss Brandon hosting, you can, you can go listen. And you know what? Especially if I am your least favorite person on Poker Fraud Alert Radio, if I'm the person that you don't like listening to and you listen for everybody else, then that's a perfect show for you because I was not there. You will not hear a peep from me. I, I meant to call in. I just uh, – it was a it was kind of at a bad time of the evening for me. I just – there's a lot going on that night. I just did not get a chance to call. And I, I remember I turned on my computer at 1130 or so and said, okay, I'm going to call in now. And it was already over. So it, it ran from 6 o'clock to, I don't know, 1030, 11, something like that. So thank you to Brandon for doing that. Thank you, Seriously Serious, for hosting it. Thank you, Adam Antium, for coming on. Even thank you to Kilgore Trout for uh, for running it, too. Uh, her story is, is very interesting and kind of unusual in a way for, for this forum. Given. I feel like we need that dun dun dun. Are you saving that for the the actual segment? Or yeah, what? yeah. This is still all the right, intro. Right. I'm trying to all right, all right, trying all right. to keep the intro lighter here. So okay, if you want to call into the show, the phone number is seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. That is the number to the show, the main number. You can also call the Mount Charleston line. The Mount Charleston line is a separate line into the show. It is an old 70s rotary telephone, which sits on top of Mount Charleston, which is about 45 minutes away from Las Vegas by car. It's about 30 degrees colder there than Vegas. The number is 702-430-1808, 702-430-1808. It's a separate line into the show. No matter which number you call, make sure to show your caller ID. And if I don't answer when you're calling, don't hammer the phone lines over and over. It just means we're not ready to take the call. Wait until the current segment is over and try to call in between segments or wait until I say we are taking calls. If you want to text me during the show, you can. In fact, you can text me anytime, before, after, or during the show. I will respond to you, and I will read your text on the air. I shouldn't say will. I might, unless you ask me not to at the beginning. That phone number is the same as our main phone number. 775-372-8355. If you wish to listen to the show without having to use a computer or the internet, you're tired of the buffering, you have a lousy cell phone connection where you are, maybe you're driving, a very easy solution. It's something called the call to listen line. I've had it for two years. You just call it up and listen. It will work from any phone in the world. It does not require a smartphone, does not require the internet, does not require a computer, will not waste any data if you do have a smartphone. 
That phone number is 712-775-8162. There will be no buffering. The, the call to listen line does not know the meaning of the word buffering. 712-775-8162. You just call it and listen, and it works. And when we are not live on the air, you will hear streaming reruns on that number. So you just call that number, and you can hear one of our more than 260 shows that we have done. selected at random. And then when that one's over, it picks another one and another one and another one until we come back live on the air again. You can always cast the show in the archives. There are many ways to listen. You can listen on the TuneIn app, the Stitcher app, iTunes, Google Play. There's an RSS feed if you know how to use those. You can just play the MP3 directly from the Poker Fraud Alert server. Just go to the radio page on PokerFraudAlert.com, the radio tab near the top of the screen, and you will see all those options listed. And... If you forget any of the phone numbers I gave you here, just go to that same radio page, and they are all listed. They're all listed right there. You can chat during the show. Only the live show, though. The archives, there will be nobody in the chat. But if you want to chat during the live show, you can just click on the chat button near the top of the screen. You need a forum account in good standing to get into that chat room. And, CalWatt hates this, a flash-enabled device. (laughs) There's the groan. So uh, the chat room, mainly talking to other people, and CalWatt, too during the live show. You're just trying to, to push me to the point where I'm just like, fuck it, I'm going to fix it for you, aren't you? <laughs> if, if I mean, that's, to, that's where this if, is going. If you'd like to. It's, it's, it's already going a little bit corrupt like it did last time. It's, it's, uh, I, I know this because when the time starts just inexplicably changing on it, like the time is totally out of whack there, when, when that happens, that means it's starting to go corrupt again and I've got to reset the data. It's, it's not exactly the most robust product, but... You think? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you know, it manages to work. The reason I'm using it, it's it's one that's that was written to integrate with VBolt and our so- our forum software pretty well, where the other ones uh, would have been a lot of work to do that. So I like just where you click on it and it just puts you in there under your current account, and that's why we're using that particular chat room, which does have its flaws. So single sign-on is a thing, Gruff. It's not that not that terrible to do. Just saying. <laughs> okay, so. Here's the agenda tonight, and then we'll get going. The lead topic, the Bellagio Poker Room got robbed. The cashier was robbed at gunpoint, and the victim so far, or not the victim, the perpetrator so far has gotten away. Mm-hmm. Right in the poker room. Controversy on Poker Fraud Alert, as I mentioned before, Kilgore Trout, a popular female user and radio caller and even radio host on Friday, has been revealed to have multiple recent arrests for fraud dating back to 2014. I forgot to enable your sound effects. I'll put them on right now. Thank you. We got Trader Ruski? No, not yet. He's welcome to join us, though. Playing cards, you know, playing cards that you use for poker, for blackjack, anything else, they probably are not something that you would think are dangerous, but uh, maybe you can get a paper cut or something. But uh, Radioactive playing cards were found in Berlin, Germany, presumably for cheating. So we're going to talk about that and what the possible applications are of such cards. Breaking news, Mike Matisau is claiming that uh, WPT Deep Stacks director Chris Torina stole from him He's actually mm. claiming this on Twitter. Are we going to get Matisau? 
going to get Mattisau on here? If this hadn't been such short notice, I mean, if somebody wants to uh, to contact him on Twitter, I'm, I'm on good terms with Mike Mattisau. So he, he'll come on here, if I think, if he's available. So I, this came to my attention just minutes before the show, so I didn't have time to contact him. But he is somebody who might come on. I, I don't know if we've ever had him on Poker Fraud Alert Radio. I know we've had him on, on Dockdown Radio and some of the other shows I've been part of. But uh, as I said, he and I have always gotten along well, and uh, he is someone who I could easily see coming on the show uh, about something like this. San Manuel Indian Casino, which is in Southern California, kind of in the Palm Springs area, they're claiming to give a 10% bonus on new credit lines. So you establish a credit line for say five hundred dollars, they'll give or five thousand dollars, they'll give you five hundred in free play. So what is the true story with that? Can you is there any limit to this? Is there any restrictions? Well I, I decided the only way to find out is to call them. But I realized that me calling them would not make as good of radio as Chico Loco calling them. So Chico mm-hmm. Loco will return and call up San Manuel Indian Casino and try to get uh, a very, very large bonus on his new credit line that he wants to establish there. And I really don't know the answer to these questions. I'm not just uh, pretending not to know. I'm, I'm going to find out when you do. Or shall I say, I will find out when Chico Loco finds out. I had a nightmarish customer service experience with Bovada. I know you're all shocked. They're famous for their uh, impeccable telephone cu- uh, customer service. But uh, yeah, I had a nightmarish experience today where I spent 100 minutes on the phone with them and accomplished nothing. <laughs> what a disaster. Diane Feinstein and Lindsey Graham, two U.S. senators, have uh, written an anti-online gambling letter to the U.S. Attorney General. So we'll talk a bit about that. Finally, Turkey. They have a very large online gambling community, despite the fact that it's illegal there, over 10% of their e-commerce economy in the country is from online gambling. So we will discuss Turkey, and I will tell you about my personal experience playing against Turks in online poker and how they were different from other poker players. So that is our agenda for this lovely evening, which is November 29th, 2017. It is almost 9 p.m. You still have nine minutes, or actually more than nine. You have, uh, you have, I think, 14 minutes to get into the free roll because there's 25 minutes of late registration. And we shall get going. By the way, I just want to mention, when we get to the Kilgore Trout segment, I have a feeling she's listening. She's listened to this show pretty religiously dating back about two years. When we get to this segment, if she wants to call in, I would love to have her on. I would is, love, Larry, is Larry going to call in? He can call in too, honestly, because he has a little <laughs> bit to do with this. He, he really oh, does really? a little really? bit, okay. a little bit. I don't want to overstate this. Okay. He has, he has a little right. bit to do with this. Now, here's okay. here's a man calling in who has nothing to do with this, but we're happy to have him here. Trader Ruski. hello, Trader Ruski. Are you there? <clears throat> What's happened to drop? There we are. Now hello, what? welcome. Now, are we sure that Trader Ruski is not involved? Not a hundred percent. I'd get. Well, he was on the show. He was on the show with her the other day. So uh, uh, maybe, getting suspicious, maybe, Trader Ruski. Maybe he is. You got anything you want to tell us? I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, and you know, I'm going to be fair during this segment, by the way, because I have no problem. I'm going to tell you right now, I have no problem with Kilgore Trout. She's always been nice and respectful to me, and uh, and I want to state before 
we even start that segment, which will be the second segment here, that she, to my knowledge, she has not cheated or attempted to have cheated anyone from Poker Fraud Alert or anyone in the poker community. So that's that's an important distinction to make here. This is not a you know this is not a poker scam we're going to be talking about, and it's important to know that. So and that we'll discuss you know, how that affects the perception of all this. So before that, I want to discuss something much more serious, a much more serious uh, criminal situation, and that is the Bellagio Poker Room, a place I have played many times. I know Trudorowski's played many times. Now, Cal, what you're out on the East Coast? How many times have you played Bellagio? You think? Um, I played there a bunch of times. Okay. I don't know how many. Probably, probably not nearly as many as you guys because you're right out there. But I, when I used to go to Vegas regularly, I used to play there a decent amount. Yeah. So, truthfully, I think a fairly large percentage of listeners to this show have played at the Bellagio Poker Room at some point. It is one of the biggest and most active poker rooms in Las Vegas. It has a very wide variety of games, from low limits all the way up to high limits. Uh, a lot of different games they spread there. So most people I know in poker have played at Bellagio at some point, even if they're not professional players, even if they're not high-limit players, uh, just people have played there. So most people listening to this are probably aware of the layout of that room, and it probably hits a bit closer to home because you can picture yourself there when you hear this story. I know I could. Yeah. So It's not it's not that big of a room, though, and that's actually kind of what makes the uh... – the story a little scarier too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, well, it's known to be very cramped. People have complained about right. this that it's very cramped. It's hard to walk around. You're squeezing between tables. Uh, it's it, it's not uh, a relaxing place to play for sure. Though I still think more relaxing than Commerce, which is not quite as cramped, but uh, people are angrier at Commerce. Yeah. At Commerce, everyone's pissed off all the time. I I just I I feel like there's a, a weight of stress on my shoulders at commerce and then when I when I walk out I feel it's lifted so I I don't f- I quite feel like that at Bellagio but it is very cramped and crowded there and when I play in other rooms which are not like that I definitely notice the difference and go oh this is nice I can I can kind of relax here I'm kind of spread out and it's uh I can walk around without squeezing between people anyway that's you're gonna you're gonna do your man spreading yeah I can do that too yeah that's that's nice mm-hmm. so the big story this week was from uh, from the poker room where there was a robbery. And so far, the criminal has gotten away who did this. And of all people to be reporting on it, first, it was James Woods who was in there. So this was yesterday, November 28th, 6.14 p.m. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Ruff. Did the teenage girls hang out at the Bellagio poker room? <laughs> Maybe with him. Actually, I, what I th- the fuck was what the fuck was Woods doing there then? I mean, you know, I'm looking at a screenshot, which is I think it's 414. I think the person who posted the screenshot is from Chicago, but here here's the report from James Woods. I think at 414 Pacific, he says, "So we are playing poker at Bellagio, and a guy walks up with a gun and robs the cage 30 feet from us 10 minutes ago." Mm. So that's. Uh, that's pretty amazing that this happened. And uh, so, so the guy walked in with a gun, and uh, he he uh, demanded money. And he, he had a handgun and a mask on, and he got away. I'm not sure how much money was given to him, but uh, no, nobody was injured. And apparently this was such a quiet thing 
He didn't walk in and go, this is a robbery, everybody have your hands up. Like He just walked in, just quietly flashed a gun and said, give me the money here. And was very quiet about it. Obviously, it's to his advantage for it to be quiet. So it's not like everybody was in terror when this was happening. This uh, uh, People were not even realizing what was going on. Uh, James Woods went on to write, staff were fantastic. They surrendered the money quietly so no customers would get hurt. Nobody even realized it was happening. Excellent staff, cool under pressure. Then he went on to write, in true poker player fashion, we were all focused on the hands we were playing and nobody actually realized it was happening. The gunman pointed his weapon at the cashier with his back to the room. And then uh, some other people tweeted shortly after that. Uh, Todd Brunson, LOL, can't buy chips in the Bellagio poker cage because it just got robbed. <laughs> well, wait, he, wait, he should still be able to get chips. Right? Yeah, I don't understand that. Like what happened? He went up to the cage and like, uh, yeah, we can't give you any chips. We just got robbed. Like, is that what happened? Or did I, I think they just probably closed he just, the whole... He just couldn't cash in his chips. I think that's what he meant. They can't buy they're chips. They're out of money. Yeah, that is that. We well, said the guy can't buy chips. Maybe they just shut it down. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I you think know? they probably had a police yeah, line around. They probably around just it. shut it down. Yeah, and and then uh, so this is what uh, the Bellagio said. We are working with Metro, as the police force there in Vegas, as they investigate this incident. And that that was pretty much it. They they, they don't they have not said anything now so far. Nobody has been caught from uh, from this theft, from this robbery, not theft, this robbery. Uh, some of you may remember that uh, in 2011, there was a guy who actually he was nicknamed the the, uh, the biker bandit, who uh, who stole, who made off with 1.5 million dollars from a craps table, and he got away. And got busted though, right? Yes, and and sped off on a bike. And uh, amazingly, two plus two had to do with catching him because he showed up on two plus two, and I think his name was like Ocean Spray Twenty Five because he stole twenty five thousand dollars chips known as cranberries because of the color of them. So he called himself Ocean Spray Twenty Five <laughs> and started asking questions there about uh, you know if I wanted to sell cranberries, how would I do that? Can you imagine? Like he steals what from there and then shows up on two plus two and asks, calls himself Ocean Spray about the cranberries and, and, and makes it account to ask about selling the chips that he just stole. So they they tra- tracked him down from that, and his, his name was uh, Tony Carleo, and he got a nine year prison sentence. This was in two thousand eleven. So, I mean, talk about someone that just fucking deserves to get caught. Right? <laughs> I couldn't Wasn't believe his him. dad like a judge or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah, it was something like that. His dad was a judge. His dad was someone important. Yeah, so he came from a poor, underprivileged family. Yeah. I can understand why he would have to resort to crime. So it was a call for help. <laughs> yeah. So this this person apparently isn't quite as stupid because he has uh, so far gotten away. He has not posted on 2 Plus 2 to our knowledge about uh, – we don't know if he got cash or chips. We just know that he – this guy pulled a gun and said, give me the money here. We don't know what he got. Uh, I, if, if he was smart, he would demand cash and chips that are uh, 1000 or below because they, they don't ask any questions about those there. Anything 5K or above, they ask you a million questions, and uh, it's going to be very hard to get rid of them. But, so any of you who want to rob the Bellagio, that, that's my tip to you, is that you need to ask for cash 
and you need to ask for for chips of a thousand and below. That's that's my advice to you. If if I were to rob the Bellagio, that is exactly what I would do. So Jeff, I'm starting to worry about you. <laughs> La- last week you were talking about how easy it would be for you to smuggle guns inside a room, and now this week you're you're giving advice on how people can can rip off these casinos. I mean, what's the deal? No, man? It's just all theory. Is this like a Breaking Bad episode or what? Man? It's it's all in theory. You you have to uh, you have to understand poker fraud before you can report on it. So all right. So that's now because the attorney is the sponsor. I think is getting a little more brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that's right. You think someone's got his back, now. right? I, I, I have someone who can get me out of this now. I so, so he, he has not been caught. He was wearing a very strange disguise. He had like a giant bandage on the side of his face. It looks like a bandage, like if something like you got a burn on your face or or something. A bad rash or something like a a big bandage. Really bad herpes. Yeah, and and yeah. here's something else that's weird to me. Why are is the security camera resolution so terrible these days? I, I saw the pictures and they they looked like a fucking Bigfoot picture. <laughs> yeah, so so it's 2017. They should have very high resolution cameras at this point, where that you can zoom in and the resolution should still be good. This isn't like on on CSI on TV where they can just zoom in and say, uh. You need to sharpen the picture, and then it becomes a super clear picture. Like you can't do that in real life. If if the resolution isn't there, there's nothing you can do. So, I just I don't understand why the resolution is so poor. You would think on the cage of all things, they would have very sharp cameras. Like like how come I can fly my drone like way up in the sky and, and get a, a 4K picture and be able to zoom in and see things in, in decent detail, like way way down on the ground. And, and here from the, the ceiling of the Bellagio, they can't have a high enough resolution camera to where someone robs the cage. It, it doesn't look like, uh, as you said, like a Bigfoot photo. So it's a very poor resolution. It looks like this is a photo from a security camera in 1988. Yeah, you'd think these, uh, these casinos could afford something better than that. It looks like... It looks like a picture taken from one of those old Nokia brick phones, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. You know? Or, or it kind of also looks like, uh, like, like back in the very old days of computer bulletin boards, if you would like upload a, a picture of yourself, a GIF, which wasn't like a moving GIF back then, it was just yeah, a, right, right, right. Like, like it was two fifty six colors maximum and uh, very poor resolution, and you would say, okay, well here's my picture, and you're like, oh, that doesn't really tell me very much. So this guy, here, here's what appears to be his disguise, from what I can see of this low resolution picture. He had on a like a ski hat, but not covering his face, just like like he's really going skiing. <laughs> Then he had on glasses, which I assume are just disguise glasses. Then he had the, the weirdest part of the disguise is that weird bandage on his face, on only one side of his face though. And then he had, I think, some kind of wig because he had this, this weird curly blonde hair on the side that I have to assume is not his regular hair. So it looks like a pretty low budget disguise. Like he just got some crazy wig, almost looks like it's a woman's wig. <laughs> Put a ski hat over it. Got some fake glasses. Which looks like it may even have a tape on the top, like you know, like a like nerd glasses with a tape uh, on, on the on the top center. Kind of looks like that, but it's hard to tell. In the it could be a reflection too. And then the weirdest thing, the bandage. Like, what was going through his head when he thought about this bandage? Nah, they, this wasn't. This doesn't look planned, man. This looks like this guy just like rolled into the the Bellagio corner store and <laughs> bought whatever he could find and threw it on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so they, this is how he's described. Between the ages of 30 and 40, now the next part, just in case you guys think this might have been me, because uh, 
you know, I've talked so much about the strategy to rob the Bellagio, and it was in the poker room, and the guy said between 30 and 40, which, which I'm not, but I'm not that far from there. So just in case you think it might have been me, here's what clears me. He's said to be between 5'7 and 5'9, his height. So obviously that's not me. I, I, there's no way I could pretend to be between 5'7 and 5'9. Uh, he was last seen to be wearing uh, a dark-colored hooded sweatshirt and, and jeans. And uh, they said he looks like he weighs between about 160 and 170. That's the description of him, and he's a white male. They didn't say that, but it's obvious from the picture it's a white male. I guess he could be a Hispanic male. He kind of looks white. It's probably the judge's other son. <laughs> that would be funny. They're all bad seeds. This is, the, this is the revenge for the first one. He's like... I'm going to do what my brother could not. I'm going to do the same thing, but not post on 2 plus 2. It's a perfect crime. So, so far he's gotten away. And Devadi on the forum, he, he kind of brings up a good point. He says, it's probably Stephen Paddock. Oh, wait, never mind. There's actually a picture of him in the casino. <laughs> It is interesting how they've never released a picture of Stephen Paddock like in the Mandalay Bay, going back and forth between the room. Nothing. That's. I don't want to branch off into that topic, but that is kind of weird. I, I, I'm not like a conspiracy guy, but that is kind of weird. So I wish they would say how much he got away with, unless – does anyone in the chat room know? Have they, have they publicized this? Because everything I've read, they have not said what he got away with, whether it was cash or chips. Everything I saw said an unknown amount. Yeah. I immediately just said bullshit. I mean, the fucking casino knows how much he took. Give me a break. Why is it a secret? Like, they, they were very upfront about the, the the guy in 2011, the biker bandit, and the cranberries he stole. Why, why is this a secret what the guy took? He knows what he took. It's not like they're keeping it from him. So... Why not tell people? And it can also help catch him. Like it helped with this cranberry nonsense. Someone noticed this and reported it. That's how he got caught, this guy with the cranberries. So like, let, let's say, for example, he, he did – he took my advice and said, I want chips that are 500 or 1,000 denomination and cash. Sam Sneed gets an $11 bounty. Oh, nice. Congratulations, Sam Sneed. You, you knocked a very tough guy to knock out. So say that – he did that. And then let's say he made the same mistake. He, he, he started posting online that he has Bellagio $500 and $1,000 chips to sell. Well, okay. Now people can report this if they see it. Now the police don't just have to look. Now now everybody's looking. And that's what happened on 2 Plus 2 is that people saw this and go, wait a minute. Could this really be? Could this really be the same guy? And it was. It was the same guy. And they reported it to the police and they, they got him. So I don't know how it's helping the Bellagio to not disclose this unless the guy didn't get away with much and they, they want to make it seem like it's like they don't want to make the crime seem like it wasn't that serious. Like if the guy got away with uh, $10,000, maybe people just go, ah, $10,000, the Bellagio can afford it. Screw it. But I don't know. That or they don't want to let people know future robbers, how much money they can actually make. Yeah. Right. (laughs) From the cage. I mean, I would think that they would be more worried about that, you know? Yeah, I wonder if how much... People, if, if it's on the news that the, this guy went into the Bellagio and robbed the, the cage for hundreds of thousands of dollars, there are a lot of people that are going to be like, oh, hmm. I <laughs> wonder know? how much they That's keep... more than the local Seven Eleven has in their register. Yeah, I wonder how much they keep at, at 
up front there because this didn't take very know. long, and so they have to keep you know many thousands of dollars up front. Yeah, but depends on how big the games that are running are, right? I would think. Okay, so so here is uh, here's what was said. JSTAT says the news said it, thirty-five thousand was stolen from the Bellagio and an undisclosed number of chips. Maybe this guy did take my advice. <laughs> Flipper Fair is suggesting that the, the the cashier should be smart after this happens and just grab some chips for himself. Ah, that's that's clever. That's actually a good point. That's clever that you get robbed. But there are cameras everywhere, right? Yeah, that, I guess. Well, not, apparently not very well, good cameras. Yeah, it's going to be a grainy picture. <laughs> It'll be a super yeah, okay. grainy picture. He'll go, oh, you know, I was just, I was just twiddling my thumbs down there. Well, we can't tell. It kind of looks like you might be taking chips, but uh, if, if only they, if only they made high resolution cameras, maybe by the year two thousand forty-seven, we will have cameras that can actually focus. On, on you got to love it when they spend all the money to wire everything and get cameras in there, and then the pictures are useless. <laughs> like, what a fucking joke, man. And it's right on the cage. It's, it's not like this is in some place in the casino that's, that there's not likely for a crime to take place, and they, have a, they can't have a camera like every foot. This is on the, the cashier. This, there's only two cashiers I know of in the Bellagio. There's the main cage, and then there is the poker cage. And I, I don't think there's any other cashier in Bellagio. So how hard is it to have a high-res camera on both cages? Someone three tables over taking a selfie of them with their chips has got a better picture of this guy than that fucking security <laughs> camera. You know, just him like in the background somewhere. Oh my goodness. It, it, yeah, it, they should just put iPhones in instead of the camera system they have. It, I mean, you know, ridiculous. I think they'd be better off with like a the security camera that people have in front of their house like back in 1990. I think they could borrow one of those. It would do better. This is a, a horrible resolution. <laughs> Has any other videos popped up? Like, did anybody video him doing something? I would assume that somebody did something. Oh, there's another. Well, let me finish the story, though. I forgot to continue. I got so distracted by this camera that uh, apparently he got away in uh, a car that was a silver Chevy Cruze, but this was not his car that. Uh, Apparently, he must have carjacked someone. And then uh, I, I guess the guy he carjacked, he left the guy. I don't know what happened to that guy, but they said that, that he arrived at the Bellagio with a guy you know, in a car that belonged to and was being driven by a guy who, quote, was not there voluntarily, which makes it sound like he made someone drive him there. And then... And I don't know how you how do you go in and rob it then without the guy running out and telling the police like where does the other guy go during that time? I, I don't understand that part of it. So that's that's kind of weird too because if you're going to take a hostage for this, then what, what do you do when it's time to rob it? Do you bring him in with you, which I don't think he did, or, or do you leave him in the car and say, okay, now don't get out of this car. I'm going to go rob something. Just just sit there. I guess it's possible you can say say that and just tell the guy you're going to shoot him if you see him try to get out of the car. But uh, um. I and then now I'm not seeing much about that anymore. At first, yeah, here it is. The suspect arrived in a car in the valet area with another man who was there against his will. He would not elaborate. Said police were interviewing the man. To me, this really does sound like that he just threatened the guy, "Don't get out of the car," or or something, or maybe uh, like otherwise. How do you do it? How, How do you leave without the guy as soon as you get out of sight? Jump out and tell security that he just got carjacked. But maybe he just told the guy to stay in there, and then when he uh, made his getaway, he just told the guy to get out. Maybe that's what it was. 
kind of a threw him a couple cranberries to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> so good good luck cashing these in, but if you can, here you go. That would actually be a great thing to do. Don't you don't know, if he had any cranberries, he'd know that they were worthless. He'd just give them to people. Yeah. <laughs> here, take it. How, how about on the way out, you just toss them to poker players there and go, okay, <laughs> here's your here's your cranberries. Oh, man. Let, 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 let the casino figure out which ones are really yours or which are stolen. Yeah, or if you need a distraction, just like toss a bunch in the air and watch everyone yeah. go like piranhas after them. Hey, everybody, who wants cranberries? Yeah, like that. You did some story in that dude that was throwing money out of the window, right? In uh, Vegas. No, he was just standing ago, there right? throwing it up in the air. Yeah, yeah. And then people were like fighting and getting hurt and all that shit. So, yeah, for sure it would work. The problem is the Bellagio poker room was so cramped that if you did that, you would never get out. <laughs> People yeah, would be blocking your way out. You're like, damn it. Come on, guys. I gave you this money. Let me out of here. Well, you throw them to the left so you clear a path. Yeah, I, I, or you can throw them behind you. You just, you just as you're running, yeah. kind of just toss them over your shoulder. Right, right. You'll hit someone in the head. They go, what the hell? Did-? Oh, my God. It's a $1,000 shot. Okay, never mind. You can hit me again in the head if you like. This is like the poker version of how to get away with murder. You ever seen that show at all? No, but what I what I am wondering is how come all these people who rob the Bellagio? There's been a number of them over the years. How come they always like get out of there? There's never like once the security stops them. Somehow they get all the way through the casino and to the exit without security stopping them. How does that always happen? Well, if he had a gun, though, they may be instructed just to let him go. Because you know, what do you want to do? Get in a gun? fight in the middle of the Bellagio. I mean, I would think that would be the protocol that they should do. If it was reported that they got robbed at gunpoint, the guy's running towards the back door, I would think you should just let him go. I, I think he's get out of the casino. I think it would be smart to, to post security, even if it just as their headquarters, so you can just kind of kill two birds with one stone. Post security at the various entrance and, entrances and exits of the casino. So this way, if this happens, you don't have to worry about a gun battle with a guy carrying a gun there. You wait till he approaches the door and either just apprehend him there or wait till he gets out and then chase him. So he's not in the building anymore. Uh, but it, there's just nobody blocking the door there. It just seems like if, if you just do it and security can't get over there fast enough, you can get to the door before security can and you can get out of there. So. I've just I've never seen it where security even seems on his tail or anything. They just seem to get away, and then they have to count on info after the fact to track the people down. So now, of course, if you don't get cash, then you have the matter of having to cash in the chips. It looks like this guy got both, not a staggering sum of money, it sounds like. But uh, but but still, if you, if you have an accomplice and the chips are not high enough denomination, you can cash them in over time. They they ask you no questions at Bellagio if you bring a few thousand to the cage in thousand dollar chips. They don't ask a single, a single question. It, but and don't they have RFID ch- chips now in all the chips? I, I not the last I saw it. The win is the win has had them for a long oh, the time. Wind, the win the yeah, win the win has yeah. had them for a long time. The Bellagio does not. So yeah, it's it's very easy to cash in thousands or below. Uh, you you now if you steal hundreds of thousands worth of those. No, you can't just show up with them. You're going to have to slowly do it over time and through accomplices and all that. So it's, it's you know, you, if you're a loner and don't have people who will help you with this or you can trust to not turn you in, then you may have a hard time with this. But uh, 
it's not that hard to cash in a few thousand a day at Bellagio, especially if you stagger it. You know, I, it's funny. I, the more I listen to myself, the more I realize that I'm giving more and more tips to would-be robbers of Bellagio. I, oh, I bet, shit. I, I bet the next one is going to say – they're going to say, that, wow, you did a great job robbing this place, better than anyone so far. Where did you learn all this? I learned it from Poker Fraud Alert Radio. I would all the druff. They're, they're going to come and, and seize this uh, this broadcast. They're going to charge me as an accessory. So I am stating this is all just in theory. I'm not encouraging anybody to do this. I'm not yeah, going to just do this. like bringing all the guns up to the room was all in theory. <laughs> I'm not going to do this myself. Uh-huh. I'm not, I don't agree with people doing this. I'm just stating my observations of these sorts of things. You're right, Trader Ruski. He really is emboldened after getting this lawyer on board. <laughs> you think you're, well, you're, un- and- you're he's like a mafia boss who thinks he's untouchable because of his lawyer. You know. Well, and I had another theory too. I think maybe part of the sponsorship is free legal service. Yeah. And Drop wants to maximize every. You know, he doesn't uh, want to leave any money on the table. That's true. I, I, I get to be trying to get into some legal. That's true. I, I I do get I I will get maximum value out of this if that is my payment uh, is representation. I will get the maximum value if if I am arrested as an accessory or, or sued over this. So that, that is. I mean, imagine if you couldn't use the legal services, you wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Yeah, all the money you left on the table. So so here's the the hypothetical. Let's say uh, Druff that you he, the lawyer offers you ten thousand dollars. In legal services, or no, forget it, $100,000 in legal services every year, right? But it expires at the end of the year. Would you intentionally do something to make sure that you utilize that, that money? I may have to just hit people I hate with frivolous lawsuits. I may have to do that. <laughs> you just pepper them with shit. Yeah, I just start hitting everyone with frivolous lawsuits. Like, who pissed me? Who trolled me on the internet this year? Oh, okay. Well, he's, he's going to get a bad news when he's uh, served with a. So you, so you would do something to make sure that you. you uh, yeah, use I think up I'd have money. to. You know, this reminds me a little, even though this is not a, a legal story. It reminds me of when I had a five hundred dollar food credit five years ago in Atlantic City as part of my Seven Stars trip, and we just did not end up eating $500 worth of food in the time we were there. And I had uh, $74 left after we had eaten lunch, and we're going to leave right after lunch. So I go, crap, well, we can't eat anymore. We're, we're full. So so what do I do? And I can't just, you know, I can't take hot meals into a car you know, for later. It just, there's no, we, we were leaving and driving elsewhere on the East Coast. So I said, what do I do here? It, it was bothering me so much to have $74 left of food credit and not be hungry to eat. And nobody else was hungry to eat anymore. We had just eaten. And I, it was painful. I was actually feeling physical pain that I was going to have to check out of there and leave the $74 unused. And then well, it, imagine how you would feel if it was $100,000. That's what I'm saying. But, the, but then it came to me. Then it came to me. I said, wait a minute. We're on a road trip. What do you need on a road trip? You need snacks in the car. So I went to their little food cart that had fresh fruit and drinks and uh, chips and that type of stuff. And I ordered $74 worth of food from it. They couldn't believe it. I'm I'm, like carrying bags and bags of food. This is like the type of place you stop and order like one or two things and pay like 10 bucks. So So you'd probably like try to trademark poker fraud alert. You probably (laughs) a couple of frivolous lawsuits against two plus two just for shits and giggles, right? I mean, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it would be utilized. I would just... <laughs> I, I, I would make sure I'd say, you know, let me think of all the legal things I wish I could do, but it was always too cheap to do. I go, ah, 
There's so many things I can do now. Oh, if this ever happens, Trader Ruski, you and I better watch our back. Absolutely. We may have to have some disclaimers, uh, <laughs> some release forms signed at the, yeah. the next show. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we'll see what happens with that. I have a feeling they're going to catch the guy eventually, but I guess they'll have to wait till he does something stupid. Of course, the big question is, is it a poker player? Is it someone who knew that the cage was, was vulnerable, that, that it probably gets less attention and less security uh, in the poker room versus the main cage? Or was it someone who just uh, cased the joint and walked around the two cages and said, oh, this one looks a lot easier to rob, which honestly it is. So I wonder if it is someone who learned this from experience. Maybe he sat there at the table and what you said is, you know, a small room area-wise, and was just kind of staring at the cage going, wow, this would be really easy to just walk up with a gun and I have my back to everybody. No one will see this except the employees and just demand money and chips and run out of here. Hmm. Hmm. I've been running so bad at the poker table lately. It's really tempting to just get this back. Uh, uh, Well, you know, there was this wig that my last girlfriend liked to wear when we were together. You know, I I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do this and... I don't have a mask, though. Oh, I know, I know. When I had that rash last week. Oh, perfect. So, we'll see if it it ended up being a poker player or just someone who knew that cage was easier to rob. It it really could be either one. Because there's only two cages, so it's not like... Like, someone who wants to rob the Bellagio, it's not too hard to figure that out. The, The only reason I would say it's more likely a poker player is that a lot of people are just kind of not even aware that there's a cage in the poker room. A lot of people just who don't play poker wouldn't even think of that. Because usually you just, you're just you expected to walk from whatever game you've played over to the main cage to cash out. So people who don't play poker would probably think the same would be true of poker. But it, but it also could be someone who's just played poker a few times and knows enough to realize that there is a cage there. But we will have to see when we find out who did it, if we ever find out who did it. I guess it depends... How good this guy is at covering his tracks, and how cautious he was, and how good he is at keeping his mouth shut. Okay, now most of you guys know that I'm very picky regarding which sponsors I take. If I don't believe in the product or service being offered, I don't take the ad. And that's why I lose money on this site every month, even though I'm a cheap Jew, and it kills me to send out that money every month knowing that it is not coming back in. But I'm really, really excited about this new Poker Fraud Alert sponsor because I feel he's providing a service to the poker community that they really, really need. Eric Bensamokin is an attorney and a longtime poker player who provides arbitration and mediation for poker and gambling-related disputes. Now, simply put, if someone owes you money or if they think you owe them money, he's a fully impartial third party you can trust to listen, understand, and decide who's right. The reason you can trust him is because Eric is a licensed attorney in the state of California and federally, and he's able to arbitrate and mediate for you no matter where you live. So you don't have to be in California, you can be anywhere, and he can arbitrate or mediate for you. What makes Eric perfect for this is the fact that he's an attorney bound by the rules and ethics of the state bar, and he's also a longtime poker player, so he understands the issues of our community. 
And at the same time, he's an outsider, and he, he's probably not likely to know anybody connected to your dispute. So you're not going to have to worry that he's friends with a guy that you're disputing with, or even friends of a friend. He's really an outsider to the community who plays poker for fun, but knows the community really well. It's perfect, and he's a licensed attorney. You can't do better than that. This means you will get a completely impartial decision from a qualified attorney who understands everything. And I'll be honest, if I had a poker-related money dispute with someone, Eric is the exact type of arbitrator or mediator that I would be looking for. Take down his email address, eric at eblawfirm.us. That's eric at eblawfirm.us. If you feel you're being scammed or if someone owes you money or if someone's accusing you of owing them money, just send Eric an email. It's not going to cost you anything. It's not going to hurt you. Just send him an email, and he'll tell you what he thinks of the whole situation, and then he can go from there. Eric can perform both arbitration, where he decides who's right, and mediation, where he helps both of you figure out your own agreement. Keep the email address around, even if you don't have a dispute at the moment, because you never know when one will come up, and Eric is exactly the man you need for the job. That's eric at eblawfirm.us. That's attorney Eric Benzamokin, eric at eblawfirm.us. Okay, so I want to talk about the Kilgore Trout situation, and this is a segment I wish I didn't have to have. Can we get the dun-dun-dun? Come on. Well, we'll do it in a second. Okay. But this is a, I, I wish we didn't have to do this. Not, I mean, I guess I don't have to, but I wish it was something that just wasn't true. And everyone could have gone forward and been friends and been happy. And, you know, we don't, we wouldn't have to deal with issues like this. But the poker community, unfortunately, can uh, attract a lot of people who have gambling problems, who have drug problems, who, want easy money, who are, are kind of in a, an unstable life situation. There, there's a lot of people attracted to the game of poker, and by extension this show, who they, they have very unstable lives. And I don't know what you're talking about, Drew. Just salt of the earth. <laughs> so, so we get a lot more of these type of stories in the poker community than you would find in average society with the same number of people. So when people show up to Poker Fraud Alert, whether it's guests on the radio show, I mean like recurring guests, not like a one-time guest, or uh, or pe- people who post all the time on the forum and get to know others in the community, um, there's always possibly an air of suspicion you have to have of some people until you get to know them better and get to really you know, know enough about their lives and yeah, and have them be around for a long enough time where you say, okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure this person is okay. But even then, sometimes a life circumstance changes and the person is not what you believe they were. So I, I've kind of stopped being shocked about things like this when some very scandalous news comes out about someone who before you thought highly of. But still, Matt Lauer. <laughs> still, that's not surprising. But <laughs> when when there are people you know and have gotten to know and interacted with a lot, and then something comes out, it's still shocking. You still, even if it's something you're not totally surprised about, there is some degree of shock, unless the person is just really, really shady, and and you're just waiting for this to happen. So, 
Let me tell you the story of Kilgore Trout, a.k.a. Michelle. It goes back to 2015, and she showed up on the Allen Best Buys forum, which is now Vegas Casino Talk, which I own. Back then, I did not own it, but uh, I was an active member there in the technical administrator. And it was run off Still the poker. trying to pick up chicks. Poker Fraud Alert server. Well, she she posted this long, kind of hard-to-understand story about the Flamingo fucking her over, you know, promising comps, going back on it. Uh, it was a very weird, kind of convoluted story, but it, it, I, don't know, I, I saw enough truth in it, even though it was confusing, to where I said, okay, I, I think it's possible that this person was really screwed over. At first, yeah, I thought this it was is where you, you you mounted your steed, you got your shield and your sword, and you became the white knight. Well, right? at first, I thought it was a guy, but then it, it uh, then the person posted that they got a manicure there, and then uh, it was pretty clear it was a girl, and uh, then she said she was female. People kind of laughed on the site because she posted like a picture of her holding something like chips or whatever, and and they're like, "Wait a minute, you said you got a manicure, but how come your your fingernails look so bad?" <laughs> so, which I, we never got an answer to that one. But but anyway, she was having some kind of issue there. And I said, okay, uh, you know, let me help. I know a whole lot about, about Caesars. I, I can try to give you some advice on how to rectify this one. Because I, I obviously had dealt with many, many Caesars property fails in Vegas over time by this point. If this was a guy, be honest with me, if this was a guy, would you have still gone to this extent yes to help yes out? i and i've done it before there have been many people before that i have uh put out effort to give them detailed advice in fact you can even find it on the forum like long things i've written but like for example i don't want to get into the whole long story but a guy talked about how he you know you don't pay resort fees if you're diamond or above at caesar's properties and he's platinum but he's going to earn diamond while there so is there a way he can get the resort fees waived? And I, and I gave him a long thing, a very long thing I typed up on how to do that. So you know, I'll help anybody. I, I just kind of feel bad for people having to deal with Caesar's fail. And whether they're male or female, I want to help them. So I, I had one phone call with her back in 2015. And I tried to understand what was going on, but she was kind of all over the place. She was kind of very hard to follow. Like I was, I asked questions. I wasn't getting straight answers. It was, it was a very difficult phone call to follow. So I tried my best to give my advice, but uh, my feeling from this call was okay. I'm not really understand everything she's getting at. It's uh, no matter how much I try to press for clarity, I'm not getting it. I don't know exactly what this chick's deal is, but all right, all right. just to make this topical, I feel like I need to ask: uh, Did you make any uh, sexually inappropriate innuendos no, to her no, while you were on the I, phone? I, but I, this isn't going to be this thing that. It comes out later, and we're going to hear in the news. Back in 2015, you know, I mean, <laughs> no, I, I come might clean, I, come clean now. I might as well have been talking to another dude. That's the way the conversation went. It was it was strictly about uh, the property she was All dealing right. with. All right, just want to clear the air. Yeah. So anyway, I don't think I I gave some advice. I don't know how helpful it was. So then people were posting on the forum. Well, okay, can we have an update? Because I, I told people on the forum that I called her and that I tried to give some advice to her. She never posted an update. So people got kind of frustrated that they had spent a lot of time in this thread talking to her about it, and then she never came back and tell, told anyone what happened. But yeah, she didn't have to, but I, people thought it was kind of you know a little bit crappy not to do that. I didn't really care either way. I just said, whatever. If, if it helped, it helped. If it didn't, it didn't, whatever. And that was 
the last I had heard from her, and that was the last I even thought of her for a long time. Fast forward to January 2017. And I, I think about a year and a half later. I was on the Real Grinders group that Ray Davis runs, and we were discussing this uh, Brandy Blackley situation. And there was a woman on there named Michelle Ilana, looked like a first and middle name, Michelle Ilana, who was posting things in response to me that made it very clear that she was a radio listener. So I was thinking, what? I've never heard of this Michelle person. Like I, this person knew a whole lot about radio. This person had listened a whole lot. This person knew so many things that they had to have listened to many shows over a long period of time. And I said, how do we not know about this? We have very few female listeners. How do we, and this was not, she was from the picture. It was kind of hard to tell, but she, she looked like she was probably around my age, maybe a little younger. So, this wasn't even like an old lady. I'm thinking, how, how is there a, f- a female, like, kind of around you know, 30 to 40 that listens to every show religiously that we don't know about? But uh, apparently there was. So I asked her. I said, how long have you been listening? She said, since 2015. And, and uh, I said, I'm surprised we haven't heard from you. She said, oh, actually, you have heard from me before. And she told me she was the same person who was Kilgore Trout over on the Alan Best Buys form, now Vegas Casino Talk. And I guess she kind of found Poker Fraudulent Radio because of interaction with me over there and never told me. It's not, it's not like she said, hey, I'm listening to your radio show now. Like I didn't, she listened just quietly and did not contact me whatsoever. So I saw oh, that's kind of cool that we kind of picked up a listener that way. And then she registered on Poker Fraudulent's form and as the year went on, she got better and better known there. And she called into radio a few times. I think the first time she was on radio was in April. But she, on radio, it's funny. She didn't have the same issues on radio that she had the first time I talked to her in 2015. In 2015, as I said, she was all over the place. It was hard to understand what she was trying to tell me. Did she ra- sound drunk? No, it was just it was just kind of like... The story wasn't making sense. I was getting a hard time getting a straight answer. It was a very weird conversation. But on radio, she seemed very, very coherent, totally normal. She had a nice voice. Uh, She was an interesting guest. Uh, The segment with her went over very well. People really liked it. And and her posts on the forum were, were pretty good. And people got to like her there. People thought she was intelligent. They thought she had a good sense of humor. She made some funny photoshops. Uh, she very quickly kind of picked up the lingo and the attitude of the community and, and blended right in there. So, and, and she also told some people over time some stuff. And when I say people, I mean she was posting on the open forum about her life, that she was an attorney, that I guess didn't practice anymore but, but was an attorney, that she lived in Ohio, the Cleveland area, that she was a former professional blackjack card counter, but didn't do that anymore, but uh, has transitioned to other things and doing some other kind of business of, the, of her own. She I never mean, the research gave, I found had her as a paralegal, not an attorney. Right, but, right. That, well, whatever. that came out later. But yeah, so, so then she also said that uh, she was a business owner. And uh, anyway, uh, people thought very highly of her. And she posted pictures of herself. She was a very... Uh, 
small white woman around 40 years old. She was like 92 pounds and uh, kind of short and uh, like a short, skinny Jewish woman around 40 and, um, you know, pretty attractive. So she seemed to have a lot going going for her. And as you might imagine, a forum that is almost all guys was uh, very fascinated by her. Because here you had a woman who's around their age. Because, you know, a lot of the guys in the forum are kind of around 40. So you have a woman who's around their age, is attractive, is uh, smart, has a good sense of humor, uh, can, you know, bullshit back and forth with the guys and not get offended. She even said, hey, look, I'm not a feminist. I'm just, you know, I, I think a lot of that stuff is, uh, is stupid. I, you know, like you can respect women without being a feminist. She said, she said all the right things to really get into the guy's hearts here. So you're saying she sounds too good to be true? Yes, yes. And, she, and, and she was, I feel like this is being set up for disappointment. Yes, and, and, she, and she was a, a former attorney, and she was someone you know who, who, who played poker and gambled. It was like, I think, a dream girl for a lot of the guys on Poker Fraud Alert. A lot of them didn't want to say that and sound creepy, but I, I could tell a lot of them thought that. And, uh, and she spent a lot of time on the forum. She also listened to every radio show. She called in sometimes. So there, there was a lot that people liked about her. And over time, however, over this year of 2017 that we're now near the end of, people, including myself, started to notice some inconsistencies in her stories about herself. I, I noticed when she talked about the blackjack card counting that there were some things that didn't make sense or add up from my knowledge of card counting. Uh, I didn't call her out on it. I didn't want to be like that and try to give her the third degree when she was coming on voluntarily to, uh, you know, to talk to us and to be social with us on radio. Like, you know, I, I don't want to do that to people when they call up and volunteer something about themselves. And even if it's a lie, it's a harmless lie. So I, I don't want to make people feel like they're going to get the third degree on here about something harmless that they talk about. But I noticed it. I, I noticed it, it seemed like she wasn't quite telling the truth about that. Then I also noticed some other things. Like, I was in Atlantic City in April of this year. I did not tell anyone beforehand that I was going to Atlantic City. I, I told a few people, but it was not publicly known. Well, she announced, I forgot where, maybe on Facebook, maybe on Poker Fraud, I forgot where, but she, she announced that she was taking an Atlantic City trip. And it just so happened she was going to arrive the same day I was arriving. She didn't realize that. She didn't copy my trip or anything. She just uh, she didn't know that I was going to be there too. So I, I just mentioned offhanded when we were talking about something else, I mentioned to her privately. I said, hey, you know what's funny? I'm, I'm arriving the same day as you. So, uh, you know, are you staying in the same place? Are you at Caesars? May, may I see you around Caesars? And she acted really strange. She like There was something about her response to it that kind of seemed like she was very uncomfortable discussing it with me. So I thought this is one of two things. Either she's not really coming and this whole, this whole thing's made up, or she was afraid of, of meeting me for some reason. She's afraid of having me see her. So I thought, well, you know, she, I asked her, are you, are you coming with your boyfriend? She said, yes. She, she had a boyfriend who's like 20 years older than she is. 
So they were coming together. So I thought, okay, maybe the boyfriend's unaware that she's on these poker forums and gets to know guys from there. Maybe he's jealous. Maybe, you know, if I saw her and came up to her and said hi, that he'd get pissed and think that, you know, maybe she's having an affair. Like, so I thought, okay, may- maybe that's what she's afraid of. So maybe that when she announced she'd come to Atlantic City, she didn't realize that someone she knew from the forum, in fact, owned the forum that she posts on a lot, was going to be there at the same time. So maybe that's what this is about. So I, I just dropped it, but I quietly looked at some things, and uh, I, I have access to, you know, login information, IP information, and stuff, which I which I never look at unless there's a reason for it. But I, I looked, and let me just tell you, I, I believe she never left Ohio. And same thing when she claimed she was coming to Vegas for the World Series. Same sort of thing, you know, wouldn't give details, and then from what I could see, she never left Ohio. So this is the conclusion I came to prior to what just came out. Okay, I I thought there was still a lot good to be said about her. I thought that she probably was exaggerating some details about her life. I thought she was probably fabricating some trips that she was supposedly taking and maybe not a lawyer. Yeah, I, I even thought of that. I said maybe, maybe she's not really a lawyer, maybe, you know, maybe she has a life that isn't that exciting or glamorous. But she's fine. But she wants to make it seem like that on the internet where you know everyone is right. looking up to her and admiring well, her. That, and- I mean, let's be honest. That's what Instagram is. Yeah. Right? I mean, really, everyone's life on Instagram is just a vignette of exactly what they want you to see. So, you know, whatever. I, I'm not going to condemn her for that. Yeah, so that's, that's, and that's what I thought. That's why I said nothing about it in public. And people came to me in private. This is where Larry comes in. Larry, she and Larry, if you guys remember, she had, they had a fight on, on radio back in September. And, and they, this was from a fight they were having on the forum. So they were friends for a short time. And while they were friends, Larry was coming to me and saying, you know, I'm concerned about Kilgore Trout. I think she's telling some lies. You know, she's talking about taking such and such trip. And I look closely at the picture. It doesn't, you know, the clothes people are wearing in the picture doesn't match with the time of year that, that, uh, these were supposed to be taken. And, and he pointed out some other inconsistencies and he told me some other things that she told him that didn't seem to add up. And he said he, he thinks she just doesn't tell the truth very often. And, and he's very suspicious of her. And he said, you know, I still like her. We're still, we're still friendly, you know, but I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried, he told me. So I told him, you know, you know, I, I understand, and I, I didn't want to tell him that I had some suspicions, too. I just said, you know, that's interesting. You may have a point, and, you know, if, if, if you think that she's not honest, maybe you should stay away from her or just watch out. I don't know what to say. So uh, that, that reminds me of there was a story about a uh, a student who convinced her whole family that uh, she took a trip, like a, a month-long trip, like traveling all over the world, and she never left her room. Well, that, that was... She, she did it just by posting like Photoshop pictures of places she went, you know. Well, that well, that's interesting. You mentioned that because where I came into contact with Michelle—I shouldn't say in the first place, but I should say where I came again into contact with her in 2017, which uh, after not having any contact with her for a year and a half, was in this whole thread on Real Grinders about Brandy Blackley, who, if some of you remember did exactly that. She posted about all these phony trips she took around the world, to China, to Prague, and posted pictures that some of some of them were later found on the web to be the identical pictures from somewhere else. Like she stole pictures from around the web and claimed they were her pictures. So it's, it's funny that she did the exact same thing too. But uh, now I don't know 100% sure, but from what I saw, it's very likely that these supposed trips she took were not real. But but getting back to whether this is that bad, the answer is no, just like Cal Watt said. Uh, as far as people lying about themselves on the forum, 
or online in general. The, the way I feel about this is if it's just stupid white lies that aren't uh, meant to be harmful in any way, then it's not a big deal. So if, if someone wants to embellish you know, trips that they haven't really, you know, they want to make up trip stories or they want to... Uh, they want to pretend they last a lot longer in bed than they yeah, really do. Take yeah. a long time to come back. You know? <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is, unless the person is using this as a form of arrogance, like oh, I take all these trips. You know, what what, what trips do you take? You know, loser, you're sitting at home all the time, and then they're really they're really at home all the time. Then that's when you should call the person out and go. Actually, you know, like if they use it as a form of arrogance, right? Or if they they're using it to trick people and scam people, or uh, if someone's pretending to be a different gender, that's that's something that's got to be called out for obvious reasons. So, you know, major thing or, or someone I, I, you can't identify as a different gender here. What kind of fucking form is this? Now we're, we're kind of stuck in the past. And then there's a or if someone's like a, telling a major age lie. They're, they're claiming they're 20 years old and they're really 60. Like things like that, you, you can't just say, okay, well, that people want to have fun online. But you know, the small embellishments or, or, or white lies aren't a big deal. Unless the person's entire identity is fabricated, if the whole thing is is a complete bullshit story, then yeah, at some point it probably should be called out. But if someone is 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 mostly real with us, but throws in the occasional BS story, then whatever, it's not a big deal. You you can't believe everything you read read online. So that was my attitude. I just thought this was a kind of a bored middle-aged woman who kind of wanted to embellish her life, and guys were really eating it up, and guys were really admiring her and liking her, and. She was getting a kick out of it, and it wasn't hurting anyone, so fine. You know, and it, and it was good for the forum. And people always talk about traffic. It's not really about traffic. I don't try to get tra- traffic here. And if I do get traffic, it doesn't really help me. But I, I do like it just for my own enjoyment of the forum that the forum is more active and people – and when more interesting people show up. And she was definitely interesting, and people were intrigued by her. And she, she made some funny photoshops, and she made good posts, and she contributed well on radio. So – uh, I, I, I wasn't going to be a jerk and call out things that I noticed probably weren't true uh, because for the most part she seemed like a, a positive addition to the community. However, I did have the, the small nagging concern that when you have someone who doesn't tell the truth all the time, could this be indicative of a greater problem? So... Everything fell apart very shortly after this radio show they did on Friday, where she was one of the co-hosts. And I guess uh, there, there's one other female poster, there's one other active female poster on Poker Fraud Alert, and that's a woman named Split This, who I believe is over 50 years old, and she's been part of this community for a long time, dating way back to Never Win Poker. I've never seen a picture of her. Uh, I don't think anyone has met her from the forum, but, uh, you know, she's well-liked and respected, and she she even once donated uh, $565 for a, a World Series of Poker event, so that was very nice of Split This to do. So, you know, she, she's never been a friend of mine, Split This, but uh, I have no problem with her, and she's the community likes her, and she's been around for a long time. So, Split This seemed to have an issue... With Kilgore Trout, like they, they were already starting to snipe back and forth. And at first, I was on Kilgore Trout's side. To, to me, it kind of looked like jealousy. To me, it looked like even though Split this, she she doesn't try to like use her sexuality or or the fact that she's female to get guys to talk to her. Like that's not her. She's just like kind of like a 
older woman who's on the forum who just is female but isn't using the fact that she is female to really get attention. But uh, I, I just kind of felt like she felt some kind of competition there. Like she was the only female before. Now now there's a second one who everyone's fawning over and she kind of didn't like it. That, that was kind of what it looked like to me that Split This was doing. I take my dogs out and they all piss on the same tree. Yeah, that's what was happening. And 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 Split This was accusing her of something that turned out not to be true. was that she was a catfish, that she wasn't really female, that the, the pictures really weren't of her. Uh, or, the, or the pictures were very old. She claimed the pictures were probably from the 90s. And I, I, I thought these were highly unlikely to be true. I, I was pretty sure that Kilgore Trout was posting real pictures that were current, that she really was 40, that uh, it really was a female. I mean, I was sure she was female. The rest of it, I, I was almost 100% sure just from... I've been, to, I've been to Thailand. Don't believe anything until you check the package, truck. <laughs> the voice is actually a very get, big giveaway, though. It's it's hard to do huh. a convincing female voice uh, it, it, no matter what. You know, so, now, some transsexuals luck out that they already have kind of a high-pitched voice to begin with, and then with practice, they can actually... There was one year that Miss Thailand was a ladyboy, and they didn't find out until after she... Well, that's won. what I'm saying. Some, some of them, through the fact that they have a higher-pitched voice in the first place and through a lot of practice, can do a convincing enough female voice to where you don't notice it. But there are some other female voices you hear, and you know for sure that it's a female. And and that was the type of... like I would have been absolutely shocked from her voice if it turned out to be a dude. Like, absolutely shocked. It wasn't one of these voices that could go either way or, kind of, you know, sounds like a female, but, you know, it's believable maybe if you, know, if you hear later that it was a man doing it. The, her voice sounds very female. She had a good voice, too. So uh, that, that was Split This's original accusation about her. And Kilgore Trout was angry about this and said some nasty things about split this on radio including calling her a whore wow so i I didn't actually hear this but i I heard about it so uh this got people to finally split this has a lot of friends on poker fraud alert that have known her for a long time and and this kind of put off a lot of people uh kilgore tried also pissed off some people recently because she posted the name of jay searle's wife so yeah that 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 got people angry so she had been kind of irritating people over that past week. And after the split this thing, after she called her a whore, some people just decided, when I say some people, I'm not saying this in code for me. I'm I'm not friends with split this. I wasn't outraged by this. In fact, I hadn't even heard about it yet. And I I did not do any research. But some people on the forum did. And through some carelessness on Kilgore Trout's part that I will not reveal, because I don't necessarily need anybody to reproduce what was found or yeah, you know, I'm not trying to give out her personal information and that I'll, I'll tell you guys in a second why, but, uh, she was found her name, which she had very closely guarded. She gave her, you know, real first and middle name, Michelle Ilana, but she had never given her last name. But between the carelessness she had exhibited on another site and, uh, she actually she posted her birth date up. She posted like a redacted version of her license, which showed her birth date, which was uh, I think eleven eight seventy six. Anyway, all, all these things together, clever people on the forum were able to find out her real identity. Then they googled her name plus arrest, which is kind of funny. To just guess at like, oh, I wonder if she's been arrested. But anyway, they google her name and then arrest, and sure enough. Her mugshot came up from a matter involving fraud, bad checks, 
and telecommunications fraud in 2016. So that was kind of surprising. Did you hear the sound effect, by the way? I did. Okay. So, yeah, that was pretty shocking. And as you can imagine, word started to spread quickly. Not publicly yet. It was being spread in PM and people telling each other, but it was not public yet. But... It, it More and more people got to know, and I knew it was just a matter of time till this would be exposed. Furthermore, as the owner of the site, I had a dilemma on my hands. So, let's say something is found about someone's recent past. And I mean pretty recent. I don't mean anything like, like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean pretty recent. You know, last few years. That they have committed and been arrested for crimes having to do with uh, you know, financial crimes. And this person is someone who's popular and, and, and a lot of people admire them on the forum and they're you know, relatively new to the community. If I say nothing and if I try to suppress this or, or just encourage people not to say anything who know, what if something happens? What if something happens where they end up scamming someone? Obviously someone who's convicted of, or, or at least arrested for, I don't know if she's convicted, but arrested for various crimes that have to do with uh, with theft or fraud are at a much higher risk of cheating people here than people who are not arrested for such crimes. So the question becomes, if this doesn't involve anyone here, which I don't believe any of it did, these arrests, is it any of our business? And I think the answer is yes, because of the danger that such a person can have where they start getting stakes or loans behind the scenes and I don't find out about it till later and then by the time I find out it's too late. Like you, you, The community should know that somebody who's relatively new has this history so they don't stake or loan them any money. So they don't ever have that person holding any money or they don't ever get involved financially with that person unless they know the background and are willing to take the risk. It's not my responsibility to do back, background checks on people, and I, don't, and I don't. So if you meet someone on Poker Fraud Alert and they screw you, it's not my fault. But if I get to know about it, and I'm not talking about legally here, I'm talking about morally. If I get to know about this person has a past like that, should I, from a moral standpoint, warn the community? And how far should I go? Should I... Put a link to the mugshot. Should I, you know, make the whole thing public so where the person's full personal information is out there, or should I just say, "Hey, we've come up with this, but I'm not giving out her info." But this is, you know, this is what we found out about her. Or should I say nothing? It's it's not an easy decision because again, this person has not done anything to anyone here. And I say this right now that Michelle, aka Kilgore Trout, to my knowledge, has never scammed or attempted to scam anyone on Poker Fraud Alert or anyone in poker. So is this any of our business or not? And that was a tough thing to come up with because I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this show have skeletons in the closet, even recent skeletons in the closet. But, you know, someone who's just a listener, I don't care. That's that's not my business. If you want to, if you are robbing banks or whatever you're doing, 
and also listening to this show. That's not my problem. Uh, you know, this, this is something. Yeah, you know, if you, if you were to show up in the community and and start to interact with people here, then 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 if I were to find out about this, yes, people should be warned. But uh, it's a matter of how much interaction are these people having with the community, and then I have to weigh the decision of privacy versus warning the community. So I was discussing this with with a few other people who were in the know of this situation about what to do about this. And we decided that uh, we're going to wait to see if this comes out anyway, and if if it doesn't, then within the next few days we're going to have to uh, make it public in some way, just for the protection of the community. Uh, but, but there are a number, this was not just one situation. There were a number of different arrests. And, uh, some of these over, you know, over the same thing, like passing bad checks. But, but there's some, some other stuff that's, it's all kind of along the same lines. It's all along the same lines of kind of like theft and fraud. Now, I do not see evidence. I, I don't have the full details on this, but it, it doesn't seem like it was individuals being defrauded. It may have been, but from what I can tell, I think it was against uh, companies. But I, I can't tell for sure. I, in fact, I, I probably shouldn't even say that because I'm kind of just guessing based upon some limited inf- information I have. But but I just I'm saying this because it, this is not someone we discovered has been scamming everybody in poker or or. or uh, you know, running some kind of scam where a lot of individuals are getting screwed. This is someone, you know, like passing bad checks, that type of thing is usually done against businesses. So, but there were enough of these. There were enough of these arrests in the last few years to where it was not just one mistake. The first thing we saw had to do with telecommunications fraud and passing bad checks, and it seemed to be all over the same matter. So I thought, hmm, telecommunications fraud, what is that? Like, Back in in the eighties and the nineties, that meant you were, usually that meant you were uh, making free long distance calls without paying for it. It's more than that now. But but now n- nobody needs to do that. I mean, f- long distance calls are basically free now. So, what does that mean in two thousand seventeen? And the answer is I don't know. So uh, I was guessing maybe it had to do with a, obtaining cell phone service that wasn't really in her name. And just, you know, I, I thought it may be something stupid like that. So. Do I care if a member of this community uh, is, is cheating AT&T and getting a cell phone through some sort of fraudulent means that no one else is getting ripped off only AT&T? No. Uh, do I think it's right? No. Do, do I uh, – would that make me trust that person a little bit less? Yes. But is it really my business? No. Like it, it, because it, to me, it's different. To me, it's different. If, if you're cheating individuals, it's much worse than – Cheating a large corporation. Not not saying that cheating a large corporation is right or okay, but I, I just think like morally one is worse than the other because one is is taking a very tiny percentage of, of the profits away from, from a corporation that basically no one's going to feel. And again, I'm not defending it. I'm just talking about the actual consequence from it, from it being done. And, and the other one is directly taking money from an individual. So... You know, if it was just something like that, like a one-off thing where she ripped off AT&T and got a cell phone 
for free that she cheated them in some way and then got caught and arrested, you know, that wouldn't mean very much to me. Or if it was something many, many years ago, 20 years ago, and now she's a different person. Then again, it's uh, even something more serious than that. You could say, okay, well, this person, they've changed. It's been so many more years. They've grown up. They're different. They haven't been in trouble since. You can trust them now. But there were a number of these in the past few years. And then also upon looking into her, it appeared that she never really was a lawyer. From what I can see, she was never a member of the bar in any of the 50 states. We did see evidence that she's a paralegal, or was a paralegal, so she was in the legal profession, but not a lawyer. So... On this one site, it found, like... And I, I don't know if this is just the way the site works, but it found, like... Uh, over a dozen different aliases that she used, like different combinations of her name and stuff. I mean, Sometimes that's not uh, accurate, though. Sometimes that's just what it finds you using online. So if yeah, just, if you, that's if, why I prefaced it with that. Yeah, yeah sometimes if you're just using it uh, for to keep yourself private online, it can make it look like yeah. you're some shady person using aliases. So I won't accuse her of that, but... Uh, I, I, want, I, I want her to come on here and no, tell so, us what the deal is. So I know? do, too. So... There, there's various theories about her at this point. There are some people who believe that this was part of a long con, that she was trying to get close to everybody. And then at some point, when she got close enough to select people, was going to start hitting them up for stakes or loans and then cheat them. So there was, there was some suspicions about that. And, and you know I, I can't say that is not true, but we don't have any, any evidence that that was happening. There are other reasons she could have been here and still have this recent past that do not involve a long con. Now, she posted a thread uh, last month called, like, And So It Goes, a confession. And in this confession, she talked about having some uh, drug and gambling issues in the past, in the recent past, and that she has since gotten over that, and that she's not gambling anymore, and that she's not... uh, She's not doing, I think, Adderall, which she talked about that she got uh, addicted to. So Maybe that's why she sounded all scattered when you first talked to her. That's what I thought she might be the case. Had yeah. half a bottle of fucking Adderall. Yeah, that's what I thought may have been the case. So yeah. so I, I, so she posted that about a month ago. And I think the reason she posted that, and obviously did not include the stuff about the arrest, is this community, there are a lot of people who have gambling problems, as you might guess. <laughs> And, uh, and if you don't have a gambling problem, at least you can relate to gambling. You're probably not listening to Poker Fraud Alert Radio if you hate gambling. And then there are a number of people who have or have had drug problems. So the people in this community as a whole... Some people have had both. Yeah, a lot. So so, <laughs> so people in this community as a whole can, can see something like that, especially something that someone has since taken care of. And, and you're not going to judge them very much if you're part of this community. This community is not going to go, oh, my God, she, she had a, a drug issue and, and a gambling issue. Oh, my God, how can she be on this site? Like, that wouldn't happen. That People here on this, in this site go, yeah, I can kind of relate to that. Or, oh, yeah, a lot of people have this problem here. Well, I'm, you know, I'm glad you're getting over it. I'm glad you've, uh, you've improved yourself. I'm glad you've, you've caught this before it got too bad. So kind of the narrative that we were supposed to understand from this story was that she was starting to have her life get a bit off the rails from this stuff, and uh, she caught it in time and, and has since corrected it and, and now has sure. been going several months without uh, lapsing into those behaviors. And, and so people applauded that. So uh, so I'm not saying she portrayed herself as, as Miss Perfection, but she revealed something that I think she knew the community would not judge her too harshly for. 
so when you have – something she had from everybody was respect. And once you – Larry. Yeah, and Larry. So, once you go from like, oh, I had some drug and gambling issues, but I've just gotten past them and you know, all the other positives about her, you can still say, okay, you know, those are all still true. It doesn't change my mind about her. But when you say, oh, yeah, by the way, I've been – arrested a few times in the last few years for different fraud-related crimes, then you go, wait a minute, what's going on here? Is, is, is she broke? Uh, does, does she have uh, ethics problems? Has she hit rock bottom? Like At this point, you start changing your mind. Like what, what is driving a person to do that? It's either their life has really hit the bottom where this is, they feel this is their only option or where they're just uh, – they have no ethics to where they're just willing to steal and scam over this all the time. So either way, it's not a very good look. So at that point, your respect for someone like that uh, can can start to drop pretty quickly, and especially your uh, opinion of their standing in life. It's just hard to be a person. You, you see someone revealing things like that. Oh yeah, I've been arrested the last few you know, a few times in the last few years for various fraud and, and scam and uh, you know, financial related crimes. Uh, it's hard to read that and still think very highly of the person, even if you're willing to kind of forgive it and think, okay, well no, nobody's perfect, whatever. Your opinion changes very much from the successful former attorney who uh, now runs her own business and can kind of you know, bullshit along with the guys and everything seems – she seems to have her shit together to something like this. Then you can immediately think, oh, wow, she's screwed up. There's something really wrong with her Like when you hear things like this. So that's clearly why she did not reveal these things, I believe, and – is it possible a long con was also part of this? Maybe. I wasn't really getting that vibe. I, I think she enjoyed her standing in the community. I think she enjoyed all the attention she got from the guys here. I think she enjoyed the admiration she got. And I think this was uh, this may have been separate from everything else that was going on in her life. In fact, it could have even been an escape from everything else wrong in her life. So... Cal Watts said he'd love to hear her story, and I would really love to hear her story, and I told her this. I told her this, that the good news is you did not cheat anyone here or anyone in poker, to my knowledge. So it's not like we have to forgive you for harming the community. You didn't harm the community. It's fine. No one got hurt here. So, okay, you, you've made some mistakes. You, you've, uh, you've committed some crimes, some financial crimes, and you've, uh, you've been arrested a few times. Okay. Not, not a good thing. You made some bad decisions for sure. But I, I think people on this site both radio listeners and forum readers, I think they would love to hear the story, even if you have to reveal some unflattering details about the last few years. But they, I think it would be an interesting story, and and uh, especially if you, you've since worked through this. And, you know, she did tell about the story about how she uh, hasn't gambled in a few months, and someone claimed that isn't true. Someone claimed that they saw evidence she has gambled. But okay, whatever. Um, I, I think everyone would just like to hear what the truth is, even if it's not a flattering truth. And then, you know, they, they may actually respect her in a different way at that point. Maybe, maybe not want to trust her to hold any money. Maybe not think her life is perfect or that she's a, a person with all her shit together. But they will say, okay, you know, thank you for coming forward with this. It's an interesting story and uh, even could be a, a cautionary tale for some people because she does seem to have a number of positives going for her. And that also kind of makes me wonder, she's not, she's not like your typical, uh, like low-end uh, bad check scammer. 
Like, just, just her intelligence, her writing style, her demeanor. This is not typical uh, of, of what you would think of someone who has uh, ha- had these arrests for things like bad checks over and over and other things a little bit worse than that. All, all kind of along the same financial lines, but... I, well, it kind of coincides with a gambling problem, right? She that, doesn't that, have money. She's bouncing checks. And that would be my guess. It's, it's blowing, either, blowing a gambler. Yes, I think it right. probably is, is a combination of the drug and, and gambling issues and that uh, things got out of control, and she just resorted to that to try to get more money. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm not making excuses for it, and people should not do this. When you, when you go broke gambling, it sucks. It's a horrible feeling. But, uh, you know, you, you can do the responsible thing and work to earn money again, or if you can find someone to loan you money, understanding that you're broke then or stake you, then that's fine too. But, uh, yeah, or you can go the, the selfish route and, uh, and scam or steal. So that's, yeah, I don't agree with that, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of gamblers here who have been broke, who can understand the temptation that they may have had at some point to do it, even if many people have decided, no, I, I, I could not bring myself to do that. But I, I think people can relate to it at least and, and, and uh, would like to hear the story. And especially because we have this unique situation where this stuff is found, but not involving any scam that has occurred here. Right. And, and that's, that's where the big difference is. With, with, with scammers we've had in this community, we usually find the stuff out after they ripped everyone off. Here, nobody has been ripped off. And I don't see evidence that she was going to rip anyone off. And she's been part of the poker community for a few years now. And I've never heard a complaint that she's ripped anyone off. So, okay, maybe that's not why she's here. Maybe she was not ever planning to do this. So uh, I, I assume she's listening tonight. And if she's not listening tonight, she's probably listening sometime in the near future. And we would like to have you on here, Michelle. And, and we would like to find this out. And if you don't ever – you don't have to. You don't – I'm not – saying you're required to come here or something's going to happen. You, you you do not have to tell us anything. It's none of our business. Uh, it's, it's our business to the extent that the community, I felt, had to be warned. So if you got close to anyone here that they wouldn't think of sta- staking you or backing you or loaning you money without knowing what has been occurring recently. So that's, that, that's where I feel my... I don't have a legal responsibility to, but I, but I think once I know this, I have some kind of moral responsibility if I think this person might be a, a danger financially to people here. A potential danger, that is. And I, I think we reached that point when I found out the information. And I'll tell you, it, it saddened me to find out this information because personally I liked her. She was always nice to me, always respectful to me. I thought she was a good member of the forum. She was good for radio. Uh, so... And, you oh, know, she's what, not dead, bro. No, I know, I know. That's why I'd like to bring her back. No, but 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 she left the community when this came out. Probably out of oh, embar- she did. Huh? Yeah, out of embarrassment. Yeah, she doesn't want to be part of it now. And uh, well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is that I, I think that what this is is that she had a gambling problem that probably coincided with uh, the the drug problem that she had. She probably ran out of money and wanted to fund her gambling problem and did some of this shit. And I think she's embarrassed now. I think that's probably what it is, you know. Yeah, that's that's what I think too. And so, yeah. you know, it would be nice if uh, if she could just uh, yeah, if, if we if she could come back and and I, I and as a, even on the forum, I think a lot of people would be surprisingly welcoming 
like here, here's a respected forum member who I know listens to this show a lot, usually live, and he he posted a long story about uh, his addiction to uh, to hard drugs, and uh, and and he he was really hitting rock bottom not too long ago, and that's a uh, Willie McFML. And I'm not revealing his, his private business. He posted threads on the forum about it. He he opened it, he made a thread himself about what was going on, and he even revealed that uh, there were some people from the forum that uh, he had even borrowed some money from to go buy drugs with. Now he paid these people back, by the way. He didn't stiff anybody. He ended up, you know, he paid them back, and uh, but 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 he even apologized to those people and said that uh, you know he he really kind of let some things happen in his life that he wasn't proud of and. Uh, that he was getting his getting himself together, and as far as I know, he's doing a lot better now. And and I and I like Willie, and and he's never rolled anyone here. So, uh, yeah, if people, you know, yes, when people have flame wars with him back and forth on the forum, sometimes they'll bring it up. But but other than that, people don't say, "Oh, look at this drug addict." Like people just see him as a forum member who had some problems, and and, and got past them. So. Yeah, people only have the like long-term bitterness when it's like a scammer who ripped off members of the community, or alternatively, a scammer who ripped off members of other communities. Like, 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 you know, if someone was a two plus two scammer and then came here, they wouldn't be received well. But uh, since that has not happened, she should uh, reappear here. And so I, Adamantium says one, she will never come back. Two. She will not listen to this in any way, shape, or form. Three, the story will never be told. <laughs> well, I, so I, kinda, I, kinda I, 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 okay, I, bleak. Okay, I, I may believe one and three, though it's hard to tell with her. Right now, I think that's what she's believing. I, I even think it's possible right now she's thinking, okay, I'm not going to listen to this, but it's very hard not to go listen when there's someone talking about you. It's, it's very hard. It's a, it, it takes a lot of strength. And I, I, can, I can say, if I knew a radio show was talking about me, I would listen. No matter no matter what, I would listen. I may not be happy about what I hear. I may be pissed off as I listen, but I would listen. And I think most people would. It's very hard to know you're being talked about and not listen. So I, I think she will listen. She, she may not acknowledge having listened. And as far as coming back, I think right now she has no desire to come back. But you know, in a few weeks, a month, two months, three months, she may change her mind. So I'm just putting it out there that she is welcome to come back. She's not banned. She's not, uh, you know, the cat's out of the bag now. So I, I don't think anyone's in, in danger at this point because if they if they want to deal with her with anything financially, they know. Like I'm not anyone's dad here, you know. Like uh, I I'm not going to tell you who you can or cannot deal with financially if they if they have some kind of history. Like you, if you want to do it and you're aware of their history, do it. I I'm not in control of that. Each listener here is is an adult and is in control of their own finances and their own lives. So, uh, yeah, Adam Antium, I knew he was uh, friendly with her, and you know that that's part of the reason she was involved in that radio show. And I'm sure he probably didn't like finding this out either. But uh, but well, you know, you said the cat is out of the bag, Druff. I mean, honestly, it's not a very big cat. It, it isn't. Right? I mean, it, it isn't. It's, it's just you know, it's just kind of like. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's nothing. But everyone has made mistakes. Everyone's done stuff in their past at one point that they're they're not proud of. I mean, I, I don't see this as that big of a fucking deal. Yeah, I, I am sure. I and I'll tell you something. I, 
I have heard a number of stories, and I'm not going to reveal any of them, but I have heard through the grapevine a number of stories of certain regular members on this site, especially in the forum, of, of, of situations in their personal lives that uh, are pretty messed up. And yeah, I don't ever bring these up. It's, it's, they don't even know I know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not finding out through some sort of shady means. I'm not like reading people's private messages. I'm like these people tell me things. You know, people come to me and say, "Hey, did you hear this about that person?" And they tell me the story. And like, I, I'm never going to like use this against them. I, I, I realize that a lot of people have a past or a history or mistakes they've made, and a lot of times they're on these forums and they're in these communities because they kind of want to get away from it and just be seen. Yeah, just. To have their problems not be part of a segment of their life, which is the segment of the life where they're online. So, fine. Fine. As long as you're not causing problems for others, then fine. So, I I just... Uh, it, it isn't that big of a deal, because it hasn't involved anybody from poker. So, yeah, I, I hope she does come back and we hear it. If we never do, I guess that's fine, too. I'll be curious, but I guess it's fine, too. So let's let's uh, move on here. We will go from arrests for uh, fraud and, and arrests for uh, or non-arrests for robbing the Bellagio to radioactive playing cards. This is such a weird story. This is a story out of Berlin, Germany. Police were raiding a restaurant in Berlin. And they found that there were playing cards there, you know, regular playing cards, that had been laced with a radioactive substance. And it was found that they were laced with iodine-125, and it has a half-life of 60 days. So it stays radioactive for a pretty long time. And in fact longer than most other types of radioactive iodine. Now, this venue there was not authorized for gambling, this restaurant. It doesn't mean that it, there was no gambling there. It may have been an underground game after hours at that restaurant. And it was not clear how these cards were used or where they were used, but the cards were found. And the police were concerned that perhaps uh, this was a form of marking cards and that uh, players could wear something to detect what cards were which from face down, whether it's glasses or some other device that would tell them that could detect the radioactivity. And this is the first time radioactivity has ever been found as a substance to use for cheating. And, w- and what concerns people especially is this is, this is uh, not a very safe thing for the other players around there. This is, this is more than just cheating. This could be a health risk for anyone playing with those cards. And what if this were to make its way into casinos? Now, it may be harder to do this in casinos because you know here they treated the cards first and brought them in. And this may be a tough thing to do to cards that are that the casino controls. When the casino controls it, you've got to find a way to mark it very quickly and, and not be detected. So I, I don't know if that could be done with iodine-125 without it being pretty obvious. But uh, now in a home game, or you know, an illegal underground game, then 
the game is supplying the card, so it's very possible this is like an inside job to cheat people. Now, how how harmful is this iodine twenty five? I do compared, not know. Can, compared to say like twenty five minutes in one of those fake and bake tanning salons. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's I was wondering that too of how how harmful it is. If, if if you were playing with those cards, would you be at any health risk? And I'm not sure. I'm betting very little. And here's here's the weird thing. You might wonder how how did they come up with the fact that uh, there was iodine one twenty five on playing cards? What would ever make the police think this? Well, apparently there was uh, a routine check at a waste treatment treatment facility, and it was found that there is radioactivity inside of a garbage truck. So then they investigated from that point and presumably found some of the cards and then you know probably went back you know where where had this truck been and somehow you know maybe from the garbage that the cards had been touching before I, whatever it was they were able to trace it back to this restaurant so i'm not sure if they if, if the raid was because they traced these cards back to the restaurant or if they happened to discover them. I, I'm guessing it was probably first the cards were discovered because of the radioactivity and then they traced it back there and then they raided it. That's, that's my guess. But the article I'm reading about this is not totally clear. So that that is uh, a little disturbing that there's a radioactive substance being used to cheat in cards. I, we don't know if it's poker or what it was, but uh, I'm guessing there was some kind of underground game or underground casino running from there. And they were using cards that were marked and then they brought their own house players in to rip everyone off. That is one problem with these underground games. You really have to watch out because they're already breaking the law by offering them so these are not the highest quality people putting it on. And they, I, I think some of them would be very happy to cheat you. So if, yeah, we see it all the time with <clears throat> with dealers, you know, dropping more than they should or palming stuff. I mean, that happens constantly. Yeah, so I'd watch out with these underground games. So you think, see things that are funny that are happening, or you seem to just be losing at an insane rate against bad players, and they always seem to be making the right moves against you. Or is anything funny that's happening? You may not just be paranoid. It may actually be that you're getting screwed. So that's the downside. One, one of a few downsides of playing underground games. Now, in some cases, that's your only option. Or in some cases, the games can be so good, it's hard to say no. Like, like Cal, why, you, do you still play against those farmers in PLO? I have actually been so busy, I haven't been down there. Like, I don't even know if I've been there this year. Hmm. Maybe in the beginning of the year I, I was. Yeah. But, you know, it took took me about an hour to get there, an hour to get back, and just reached the point where I had enough stuff to do that I'm like, it wasn't worth it. I miss it. I honestly you miss, miss the it. farmers. I do miss the farmers. They're a fun bunch, man. <laughs> All right. So, Mike Matisau is making an accusation against the director of the WBT Deep Stacks tournament series. And this is a guy whose name is uh, Chris Torina. 
and I believe I did. I did reach out to Mike. I didn't hear anything back. So. Yeah, others did too. And so, yeah, that, I don't know if he's not checking Twitter right now. I don't know what's going on, but uh, maybe, maybe. Well, I, I texted him, but I don't know. Okay, who knows? You have who his knows what he's doing? Hmm. You know. So you actually have Mike Mattis's number. Allegedly. Interesting. Okay, so this is what Mike Mattisau tweeted tonight at 6.31 p.m. Pacific Time. And this was in response to something from uh, Tristan Wade, also known as Tristan Creative, also known as the jerk who called a penalty on me on day six of the main event, and I got a 20-minute penalty over something stupid. And it had nothing to do with him either. Let it go, Druff. Let it go. He apologized later, but I still got the damn freaking 20-minute penalty on day six of the main event. So anyway. Druff, this is going to eat up inside, man. Just let it go. This is, what, this is what Tristan Wade said. Last two WPT deep, stack, deep Stacks events, I came in 7th and 12th. I have another 7th place earlier this year. Coming for the win this week. So that's, that's what he wrote. Kind of a harmless tweet, just kind of saying like that he's been doing well in the series and that he looks forward to playing again. So then Mike Mattisau gave a quite unexpected response to that. He said, Will criminal Chris Torina, who stole half my assets from WPT Deep Stacks, be there? Or is he coming up with another scheme to steal, to steal people's monies behind their backs? And then he did hashtag his day is coming. Mm. So, and he instead of steal, he wrote still, but I'm sure there's just a typo. Right. So, Chris Torina, there is a an article about him in Poker News earlier this year. And it's entitled, Chris Torina's Incredible Journey, Undercover Cop to WPT. So I guess this really is a situation, perhaps, of you need to experience crime yourself before you can stop it, or I guess the reverse of that. You uh, you need to stop crime first before you can commit it. This is what it says in this article on Poker News from back in February. If you're trying to get a read on a poker player, they say one of the best places to look is the neck. The speed and strength of the neck pulse is involuntary, the thinking goes. So when a player whose pulse visibly throbs is experiencing some strong emotion like stress, anxiety, or excitement. Just don't try that on Chris Torina. For a man who stared down loaded guns as part of his job for a decade, the turn of a card or placing of a wager won't move the stress needle much. Now 40, the undercover narcotics cop no longer deals in high-stakes drug busts. Instead, his trade is medium-stakes tournaments, WPT deep stacks to be exact. Tarina exists as executive director of WPT Deep Stack, a tour, he, a tour he launched from scratch as a live training course from back in 2009. Just one month ago, the World Poker Tour completed an acquisition of WPT Deep Stacks, fully integrating the former partner brand into its infrastructure. By the way, you, you think this is just newsworthy, or you think this might have been an advertorial on Poker News? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean... It's a fucking advertorial, I'm sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's a validation for Torina, the culmination of years of hard work in an often unforgiving industry. It sounds like uh, if, it, if it sounds like it's giving someone a hand job, if it's like a, a you know a hand job via words, then it's probably a bullshit article. Yes, you know. 
but, but while the future of WPD Deep Stacks looks the brightest it's ever been, it was the past Tarina discussed exclusively in a recent interview with Poker News. He shed light on his long, unusual journey from clandestine drug deals to poker business success. So I'm not going to read the rest of it. You, you. If you want, you can go read the Poker News article. But uh, that's that's the introduction to Chris Tarina, who started WBTD Stacks, and it was originally a training course, and then uh, now it's, you know, it's part of the WPT, and now these are actual events. So I'm not sure exactly what Mike Mattisau is referring to, but uh, it sounds like when he said he stole half my assets from WPD Deep Stacks, it sounds like that Mike Mattisau may have invested in it at some point. And then he's alleging Chris Torina ripped him off. So, now with Mattisai, you never know. Uh, there, there's been stories about him that have alleged that he has not always behaved in an ethical manner involving money. And it's possible this is his own spin on something, maybe... Uh, Maybe there's a reason that whatever he invested is gone. Maybe, you know, sometimes people invest in something they don't understand what their return's going to be or they don't understand all the terms. And then, yeah, sometimes it's not even the fault of the person they invest with. Sometimes people go in with an unrealistic view of it and, or don't understand what they're investing in or the, or the terms and weren't even scammed. And when they complain about something like this, they're just bitter about something. But, so I, I drove. I don't. I honestly don't know anything about this situation. Like yeah, nothing. But I can almost guarantee you that what it was was that um, Madison was one of the coaches at this uh, Deep Stacks University or whatever, and probably something that he was promised um, for doing that was equity in the company. Ah, yeah, that's got to be it. Okay. Right. Yeah. And and I and then you know the, this thing was recently uh, sold to the WPT or whatever. I can pretty much guarantee you that what happened is, uh, you know, Mattisau <clears throat> probably thought he had a piece of this company, and maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I have no fucking idea. Um, but it got sold, and my guess is he got nothing. And I think that that's probably what it was. So he says he's, I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. looking at this the wrong way. I, for some reason, I was thinking like Mattisau invested in it, but yeah, you're totally right. It really sounds like the since it was a training course. That Mattisau got in as, as, a, as a trainer at the beginning, and and that. No, no, I remember the ads. Well, I remember the. Ads. Oh, okay, okay. His name yeah. was in the ad. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, okay, sure I, that was I I didn't know the history of the WTPT deep stack. So that's okay. That's why I keep you guys around. So that's got to be it. And he said yeah, he. So it, it got sold, and he got fucked. So he, says, he said that he you know? they stole half my assets from WPT deep stack. So it sounds like yeah, he was promised some piece, and then. Tarina said, "No, you only have half of what you think you do." And then Mattisau got that pissed. That would be my my guess about what happened. That's what it sounds like to me. You know, whenever there's a company sale and someone feels that they got screwed, I mean, it's something like this. You know. So yeah. So, I, so the question becomes, and we have no way to answer this, but at least for now. But the question becomes: Was it a matter that WPT paid a lot of money for this, and that Tarina decided he didn't want to share as much as he should have? And just cut people's stakes in it and told them they didn't understand what they had? Or uh, did Mattisau just not understand and believe he had double the piece that he really did and now he's pissed when he got the half the payout he thought he would? So 
That's that's the question, and it's kind of hard to tell. I don't know this Torino guy at all. And Matisau, with him, I could go either way. With him, I really I could believe that he's totally right on here and he got screwed, and I could believe that either he's misunderstanding or or being unrealistic. Either way, I could believe with him. If I find out either side of this were true, I would not be surprised. Yep. I'm with you. <laughs> so that, that's a very tough person to figure out as far as, you know, when he makes an accusation like this. It's it's really tough. I could, I could well, see. and it's not even just him. I mean, there are lots of people that may, may, not, may not be that involved in business, and there, there are a lot of misunderstandings where they may feel that they've been deceived or, you know, whatever. Like, you know, maybe uh, – who knows what the – uh, the paperwork on this uh, company was, but it could be something where, you know, initial founders are allowed or will receive X percent of uh, net proceeds from the sale, right? And then he see, let's say the sale was for a million dollars, right? So Mattisau sees that it's a million dollars, I should get X percent of it. But it said net proceeds, so maybe the company had debt, and that came off the top. And then, you know what I mean? There are lots of yeah, ways that the yeah. money can kind of end up not being what people expect it's going to be. Yeah, so. yeah, there is, and and so yeah. it's, it's very hard to tell. But he but he is bringing this up publicly, so we will see if uh, now there's there's some responses to this tweet, not that many. Um, someone writes back, "Who stills instead of who steals?" Uh, were you not a full tilt pro? Someone asked. Hashtag people in glass houses. That's not really fair. Mike Madison had nothing to do with the full tilt situation. He was he was a pro there, but he didn't uh, know that money was being stolen. Uh, yeah, he he got, in some ways he got the worst of both worlds because he never got the payoff or never made the big money, and he got his reputation dragged through the mud on it. Yeah, he know? was also stolen directly from by Russ Hamilton, who who would play yeah. him, loan him money to play him heads up and then look at his cards. So that's, yeah. he, he he got screwed pretty badly on that one. Uh, then uh, someone wrote, I, I think someone misunderstood the tweet, which is a little confusing. Someone wrote, do you think it's wise to have half your assets in something called WPT Deep Stacks? Mike Mattisau made Mike Mattisau broke. I, I think he's trying to say half his assets in it, not that they took half his assets total. I think that's what he's trying to yeah, say. Yeah, th- those may have been one and the same, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. So, I mean, it, it's true that Mattisau's tweets are also, like, constantly full of drama. So, yeah, it's true. If you look at uh, it, the homepage listed for Mike Mattisau's Twitter, if you go to twitter.com slash themouthmattisau, it actually says his homepage is deepstacks.com. So... I didn't follow this stuff. I, I like so tune out all these training sites that I didn't even realize he was part of this until now. So, so somehow I just kind of missed that. I just I see it and then it just goes right out of my brain because I just tune out all this training site stuff. So yeah, and I mean I think he was pretty much the main person from the beginning, right, Calwatt? I mean I would have assumed that probably a big piece of it. I, I don't remember. But I, I, I know there were other people involved. I don't remember who they were, but he was probably the biggest name that was involved, as far as I can recall. Anyway, you know. Yeah. Well, some uh, some anger about this for sure. So we will see where this goes, or if it goes anywhere. We'll see if Madison keeps talking about it, or if Tarina responds. This just happened tonight, which is good from a breaking news standpoint. It's bad from a having much information standpoint. So, 
We're going to do a, a prank call shortly. There's been some complaints there haven't been enough prank calls. And I agree. There have not been enough prank calls. So we're going to do like a semi-prank call where we're going to be trying to get real information that I'm curious about. But at the same time, make a prank call out of it. So San Manuel Indian Casino claims that they give a 10% bonus on casino credit in free play. So whatever you get in casino credit, you'll get a 10% free play bonus, which, of course, will make you think immediately, credit does not mean that you have to use it. So let's say you establish a $100,000 credit line there. Are they really going to give you 10000 in free play? And couldn't you just run the 10000 in free play and then leave? And never use the credit. So, or is there some kind of limit? Is it like 10% up to such and such where it's not worth it to establish like a massive credit line just to get, like, let's say it's 10% up to uh, $2,000, so you get 200 at most. Well, okay. Is that really worth that much to go down there and establish a big credit line, just, you know, establish a credit line just to get $200 in free play? So, it may be something like that where there's a, a cap on it. I don't know. It's hard for me to believe that it's uncapped and that just whatever credit you qualify for, they'll give you 10%. But uh, this this is what I heard. And the funny thing is that I've, I've tried to find information about this, but I, I can't find it anywhere on their website. This was reported, actually, by the guy who used to own the forum that is now Vegas Casino Talk, the, the former owner of... The, of uh, Alan's Best Buys forum. He's the one who reported this. But he usually gets the stuff right, so I, I don't think he's making it up or got this wrong. So either way, unless this is completely incorrect, which it probably isn't, uh, we're going to call San Manuel Casino, and Chico Loco is going to find out the truth because he wants to get a 10% bonus on uh, quite a large amount of money. So we're going to call them up. I've never been to San Manuel. Have either you of you? Tell them that, that Chico made his money from uh, that mint poker room. <laughs> yeah. uh, he invested money in mint poker. He made lots of money, man. So, so Cal Watts, you're, you're in the East Coast. So you probably have not been there, correct? To where? San Manuel. I've never even fucking heard of it. Okay. Man. What about you, Trader Risky? I have not. Isn't one of Chico Loco's relatives, Sam Manuel? He might... <laughs> think there's some connection that's true know. okay that's that's it but i have not been there it's in highland which is in san bernardino county it's it's not that far from big bear in that area so oh I, and thank you for calling san manuel casino <laughs> california's premier gaming destination to ensure the best possible service your calls may be monitored or recorded please pay attention to the following menus as our options have changed i hate that for assistance press zero at any time press one if you know your party's Tired of that guy. Tired of him already. Hey, man. Um, I get this information from someone about some credit. You know, like if I want the casino credit at this at this casino, who who do I talk to about that? Let me get you to a cashier just a minute. All right. Win a 2000 
Hey girl, I got I got a question for you. Okay, I, I someone tell me that I can come down to San Manuel, which I never been to before in my life. But I was told if I come down here and get a credit line, that you guys give me some kind of bonus free play for for getting some credit line here. Is this is this uh, is this true? No, we give a bonus free play when you become a member and get a membership card issued out. That's kind of like your welcoming here. And it's anywhere from five to a thousand dollars of free play that you play for a chance to win. Okay, no, that ain't, that ain't it's what. It's not a credit line, that's just our membership card here from the casino. Okay, no, no, I, I, I know about the membership card, though. Since you bring that up, before I get to the credit line thing, because someone, someone has said that this is the case, but I, but before we get to that, okay, you would say if I get a credit card, if I get a, 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 a player's card there, a, a membership player's card at the San Manuel mm-hmm. Casino, you're telling me I get a, a free play somewhere between five and one thousand dollars. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Now, now, is 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 it just like maybe an average of five hundred, or is it probably everybody gets five except one in one million people get one one thousand? Is it is it kind of yeah. like that? <laughs> I wouldn't know the odds. It's a spin the wheel game that you play. Okay, it's, so, so you know, it's just I I always find I am tricked by that. You know, I come down, they say, hey, hey, you know, you you can get in between a, a, a ten and one hundred thousand. I go, oh man, I'm gonna be rich, fifty thousand bucks probably. And I come down there, and it's always ten. It's never even twenty. It's always like the very bottom one. I neck. I can't even get like like a tiny bit more. I I can't catch no break with that. So like I know if I come down there, it's gonna be five bucks. But okay, that that ain't that ain't even why I calling you. Okay, so it ain't no big deal. Okay, but I want to know. Okay, I I can set up a credit line there, and you're telling me there is no kind of bonus because I I read on a site called uh, AllenBestBuys.com, and this guy Alan Mendelson, who used to be a reporter on Channel Nine. And they fire him because he's too old. They say, we don't want you no more. You're too old. You get off Channel 9. And now he does this this website. He say that at San Manuel, if you come down, they give you a 10% bonus in free play for whatever credit line you are approved of. You're telling me this has never been a promotion there? Okay. A credit line, um, we have – we don't have cre- – what we have is markers. Now, with markers, that's only through your host. We have nothing to do with what you're approved on that. So I wouldn't be able to tell you that. That goes directly through invite only by your host. Okay, but I was, you see, he wrote in an article here that anybody who comes to San Manuel and gets, you know, the markers or whatever you want to call it, okay, you get this and then let's say they say, okay, uh, you're approved for $5,000 credit, okay, then they are going to give you a one time $500 free play. For getting five thousand dollar credit there, which I said, this sounds great. Uh, you know, I, I can I have a very very big credit line. I, I have a, a business in Mexico. It's very big. They give me very very big credit line at these casinos. So I say, you know, I get a million dollar credit line. I get a hundred thousand free play. That sounds good to me. Okay, so I, that's why I say, um, you know, why, why not? I, I come down and do that. But you tell me now, they, they ain't got nothing like this. This guy has just made it all up. Is that what you're saying? Give me one second. All right. Is someone asking for a loan back there? Man. Someone's already out of money. They're asking for a loan. I hear that in the background. Maybe they think I maybe they're talking about me. Maybe they say I'm asking for a loan. I ain't asking for nothing. I just want my free play. 
I wonder what they're doing when I'm at home. I wonder if I've uncovered a secret of the San Manuel Indian Casino. Whoa, whoa. I hate that. There's a worse sound. Hmm. I'm getting very, very impatient as I listen here. Very impatient. It's dead air here. You do not want dead air. You know, you've got, you've got to always keep the segment going. Oh, I think she's coming back. Oh, no, 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 no I'm going to interrupt. Hang, hang on a second. Hey, Lupe, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. I, I'm on the phone with the Sam Manuel about the, the free play. No, I clean up. I clean up the taco mix later. Okay, the, the, I, I do it later. Okay, this is a very important phone call. Yeah. Is she ever coming back? I think. I did not expect this. I did not expect they don't know nothing, and they just leave me on the phone here and saying nothing. They just leave me hanging. I don't know if I get my 10% or I don't get nothing. I can't even overhear some interesting conversation. There's something about someone wanting a loan. I wanted to hear about that, but then they go quiet. She's probably asking, hey, do, do you know nothing about the, some 10%? No, we don't know nothing about the 10%. Well, what, what do we tell them? Alan Mendelssohn says it's 10%. We got to give it. Yeah, now they're laughing at me. I get laughing at someone. Hey, hello, kids up raising his lance. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm glad you came on the phone here. Um, I I was told I, I read on a website called AllenBestBuys.com that this place on what website? It's called AllenBestBuys.com. It's 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 uh, and the guy reported there. Maybe he is incorrect, but he has reported that if you get a credit line at San Manuel, that they give you a one-time bonus of 10% of whatever your credit line is. Is this true, or he just make this up? That, that I'm, I am not too sure on, but to me, I don't, believe, I don't believe that that is true. But if you want, I can give you the credit department telephone number, and you can call them. They're not here right now, but if you call, leave a message. They'll get back to you um, tomorrow in the morning when they come in at 8 o'clock, and they will clarify that that question so so, so you, since they are only open during the day if i if i came like at night right 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 now if i walk in and go i want my credit line you're saying i could not get a credit line right now no oh man because you have to get approved for your credit line okay so some i know some places do like instant approval you're telling me the san manuel can only yeah. they can only do during uh, the business hours right correct okay okay so so you but you do not know about this promotion you, the, about the tempers no i haven't heard nothing about it i don't believe it's true but I don't want to tell you it is and it's not, and I'll tell you it's not and it is. Okay, now, now I got I got the question here. Since I cannot talk to the the credit line, and maybe you can answer a question for me. Um, okay. As as far as determining your worthiness for credit, uh, if do they really care about the source of your money? Like, is it a big deal if you know how the money came to you, or or do they not care as long as you got the money? Yeah, I believe they do everything because they check your credit, your assets, uh, your bank account how long that money's been in that bank account, if your bank account is established, and things of that sort. Well, that ain't no problem. You know, I got, I got the money. I, I, it, it, it's in my bank account. I got, I got assets. It's no big deal. It's just a matter of 
how I came upon the money is, you know, some places are care, some are, you know, they don't care as long as it is there. You know, so that is what I'm that's, saying. That's something I'm, I'm not too sure about. Okay. But I know they do, you know, the credit check and uh, your bank account and how long that money's been sitting there. Like some people have money in their account. They take it out, take it out, put it back, take it out, you know. Well, I believe that they need to see like a steady balance of your bank account. Well, I have kind of a steady balance. You know, I do take it out. I take it out. I meet with some people. You know, they get them some things. Uh-huh. They give me some things. You know, then we put the money back in, and it, you know, yeah, it it pretty much goes like that. And then then I go back across to San Diego from 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 Tijuana, uh-huh. and I go back and forth. And uh-huh. you know, but I, you know, the money is it, it's it, there's a period where it's not there, but it comes it comes right back. You know, it's just a, I have to buy some things and then sell some things, and it goes back and forth. So, uh, yeah. So that you you think that would be okay? I'm not, I'm not, honestly, I can't tell you that that would be okay because I'm not too sure what they, the lines of what they approve people's credit on. But do, do they care about, do they ask you about the line of work or how did the money come from or do they not care? They, they, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Okay, okay. So, all right, I want to play so here. You know, I, I, you want, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, go on. If you want, I can give you the telephone number and then they can, you can call them and, um, Explain to them the situation, and they'll be able to answer all your questions. Okay, and one other thing, do, do they care if you are a citizen of the United States, or does it not matter? Because uh, Donald Trump, he has not built a wall yet, so I can go back and forth. But, you know, I, 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 do, not, I, I, do, I do not have the, the right uh, card, so to speak, to, in order to be you know, a, a citizen of this country. Yeah, I don't believe it, it, it matters if you're a citizen or not. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, uh, so go ahead. Uh, give me that phone number. It's uh, 909-425-425. Yeah. Four nine two zero. All right, I I I I, I give you a, a call uh, tomorrow. Maybe I find out about the the ten percent. Yes, you will. All right, bye bye. All right, have a good night. All right, so we didn't find out anything. Yeah. Well, you didn't even ask him if they would take pesos, man. Come on, <laughs> you're off your game. <laughs> oh no, no no, not a million dollars, man. Million pesos. You take that. <laughs> Yeah, I should have been reading the chat. They're suggesting the pesos. Yeah. Well, I, I really want to know this, though. Because honestly, I will go down there and do this as myself uh, if they really do give this 10% and there's no real restriction. Even if it's not, like, super high, even if it's got a limit, as long as it's not, like, a really low limit. How long of a drive is it for you? Uh, yeah, maybe two and a half hours. So, like, it's 100 bucks. I'm not going to go down there, but... You know, like let's say let's say it's up to a thousand. It'll give me a thousand free play. I'll I'll go down there for sure for a thousand free play. Let's get Brandon on the phone. I'll I'll give him three hundred bucks. We'll send him down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I don't know where Alan came up with this because I can't find it anywhere else on the web. So, but but he's not the type who just makes things up. So I don't know what to say I, unless he heard the wrong thing. It's really I'm going to have to ask him. But maybe it's a specific invite. Maybe he got an invite because they know he's a gambler, and you uh, can't just be for anyone who wants to do it and take advantage. That's what I don't understand. Is with credit, you're never obligated to use the credit, or even if you are, like I could just take. Let's say I, I had a ten thousand dollar credit line. Okay, I could just buy ten thousand dollars in chips and go to a low limit table and you know, play a few hands of blackjack and cash right back out. So. Very strange. If there is, there's got to be some restriction, but maybe they're stupid enough not to think of it. So, no, there's got to be, man. Nobody's that dumb. You can't just go in there with ten million dollars and get a, a massive free. No, I don't mean no ten million bucks. Way. No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't mean that I could qualify somehow 
you know, thanks to the gold lettering in my pool, and uh, that that I could qualify if I got a ten million dollar credit line that I'd qualify for one million dollars. So, I I don't know what the limit would be. I have to imagine there would be some cap to it. Like, you know, what if I was somehow able to qualify for a trillion dollar line of credit? And then I would get free play there worth one hundred billion dollars. So there, there has to be a limit, but it may not even exist. Jstat is saying in chat, it's not wise to tell a casino your assets. Look, if they're going to give me ten percent free play, I'll tell them my assets. <laughs> if I can get ten percent, does unlimited of free play? I don't care what they know. Oh, and Druff, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but in the radio thread, uh, the guy said that uh, part eight of the Evil Empire was up. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. Well, I don't know if that's on your list or not, but no, I want to make not. sure you no, saw that. No, I'll, I'll, thank you for telling me. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about the crappy experience I had with Bovada. I'm getting so tired of them. Like They, just, they, they annoy me and piss me off all the time. Bovada... You know, they're an active poker room, though not as active as they used to be because they're stupid interface where you can't see what tables you're going to be sitting at or even what's running. But, yeah, they do have sometimes, not as much as they used to, high limit, limit hold'em games or semi-high limit, like 3060. They even have 306008 on there, which other sites don't have running. Uh, a lot of people like their tournaments there, and they, you know, so they, they have a pretty active poker scene. You can also use the same money on there to bet sports. And I will tell you, because they're what's known as a square sports book, you can get better lines on there depending on what side you bet on. I've been doing a lot of NBA betting lately, and I'm usually betting on a side that is not the same as the public. So I don't automatically oppose the public, but when I do bet, it's often against the public. So it's good to have a book like Bovada, because if you're going against the public, you're going to get a better line, because they most of their betters are ones who go with the public, and therefore they shade their lines in that way. So if they make it worse for those who bet on the public, then it's better for those who bet against the public. So th- that's a good thing about Bovada. Their sportsbook, the, the, the limits aren't super high. The limits, the most you can bet is like, uh, like uh, in a regular side bet, you'd be betting 550 to win 500. You, you can't bet more than that. But... If if that's all you want to bet, or if you want to bet less than that, then for that, that can be a useful sports book. And you can play poker with that same money, so that can be useful. Uh, and, and they reliably process cash-outs, and have ever since they came into existence 17 years ago. They've never had cash-out issues. They have always been great with that. So those are the positives with Bovada. The, the negatives I've mentioned before about the stupid interface where everything's anonymous and you can't even pick your own table... But the customer service is also pretty horrible. Now, you can call them, which is better than most poker rooms. Even poker stars you can't call. But when you, it's a mixed blessing because when you call Bovada, it, it's the most frustrating thing. It, it's the most frustrating thing, and you just talk to clueless people who are not empowered to do anything, who pretty much read you from a script, and it's very frustrating. Now, what also sucks is their software crashes easily. It disconnects easily. So... 
people are always experiencing disconnections and crashes and other issues while they're playing, which is super frustrating. And it didn't used to be like this. It got much worse since they put up this client, this anonymous client. And this one where you can't select your own table. That's really when it got worse. So on the good side, that if they can determine that either their server crashed or that there was a mass disconnection from the table, they will give you your money back that you put into the pot. Now, you're not going to get the whole pot. Like Even if you were in line to win a huge pot and you had the nuts on the river and then the server disconnected, you're not going to get the pot. They're only going to give you what you put in. But at least you will get a refund as if the hand never happened. And also you'll get a refund even if you're going to lose the hand. So I've done that a few times where I was, by looking at the hand history, I could see everyone disconnected. It wasn't just me. And I called up, and it, it took a little time to explain this to them. If you try to email them, they just give you a form letter, and it doesn't help you. But if you call up and you explain it to them, and you make sure the idiot on the phone fully gets what you're trying to say, uh, after some time, yes, they will credit you the money. And I've gotten credits like $60, $100, things like that. You know, I haven't had to call yet about like a, a one where I put a lot of money into the pot. Like I haven't called up and say I put 500 in the pot, give me 500 back. I don't know if they'll do that. But you know, I've gotten amounts like $60, $80, $100. Not over and over and over, but I, I've gotten it a few times in the last few months. So last night there was a horrible disconnection issue. On, on uh, Only to me it seemed like. And uh, the rest of my internet was fine. It must have just been something between my connection and Bovada. And the problem is their, their software handles these disconnections really poorly. Like the slightest thing goes wrong and everything freezes. So I was just tolerating it knowing that when I get disconnected and kicked off that uh, I know they won't give me the money back because it's only me. But the second to last hand of the night, there was a disconnection where, and really annoying too, it was an 08 hand where I would have scooped the pot, but uh, I got disconnected on the turn and the guy checked and I auto-checked because I was disconnected and the river hit and he bet and I folded because I was already out. He had already kicked me off the table. So I, I didn't fold my... It auto-folded because of that. Well, like, I looked at the hand history, and I saw very shortly after this guy bet and I auto-folded that he stood up from the table, and you can think, okay, well, you know, maybe he just left because I, I'm gone. And the game had just broken down to heads up, so that you could think, okay, he didn't want to continue playing heads up anyway, so he, he just left, or he just thought I left, so he left. But two seconds later, it showed someone reseating. It said, you know, rejoin table, literally two seconds after he stood up. So to me, this looked obvious. To me, and this is very late at night, to me it looked obvious that what happened was I got disconnected, then he got disconnected 20 seconds later after the hand was over, and then reconnected really fast two seconds later. There is no way with that client to leave and come back in two seconds. It's not like Poker Stars where you can do it. Here, with that cumbersome client, there is no possible way to leave and come back in two seconds. So I was sure this was indicative he got disconnected too, 20 seconds later. And I told them I wanted, I had put $120 into that hand, I want $120 back. So they were, the guy I was speaking to kept saying he had to speak to the quote poker experts in the poker department. And he kept putting me on hold while he was asking them to look into the hand. And every time, he kept coming back with a different answer. And every time, the answer was not debunking my point. So, 
this call dragged on and on and on. Then I was told that the person who sat two seconds later was not the same person, even though it said table, you know, rejoin table, it said on the hand history. They said it was a different person sitting in that same seat two seconds later. And I said, well, okay, who was it? They said it was someone from another table where the table got closed and it moved them over there. Now, this doesn't happen in cash games. It doesn't just pick you up and move you. But they were saying that the table got closed and then the person tried to reopen a table and it sat them there. So I said, wait a minute. Tables don't just close on you unless unless you guys are having some kind of server problem or you're, or you're, sh- or you're temporarily like cl- shutting down the server for a second uh, or whatever, like some kind of server hiccup and then everyone gets kicked off and therefore the table closes and then when everyone comes back, they can't sit at that table anymore and it and it and and then you have to reopen, you know, move to another table. So I said, if that's what happened and it happened at the same time I was kicked off, obviously there's some kind of server issue and that proves my whole point. So the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand your point here. Okay, well, let me go ask the poker department again. So he asks them, and he comes back and says, nope, nope, here's what they said. They said that this guy was actually sitting out at the other table, and it picked him up for that reason, and then he went to go sit and sat at your table. And I said, oh, okay, well, you sure about that? He goes, yeah, 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 I see it right here. He was playing, he was sitting out, and there were four other people playing at that table, and of those four, uh, on the flop, two of the four people stood up and left. Uh, Cal, what? How many times have you played online poker and seen two people leave on the flop? Just leave the table. Not very often. And when they do, what would you suspect is the reason they left the table? <laughs> I don't know. Someone tripped over the internet cable. Well, I'm two people at once. Why would two people at yeah, once? Yeah, they're 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 playing from the same location or something. No, no. I, th- I, th- I mean, I I think it would be because of, like a mass disconnect. Like a bunch of people got kicked kicked at once. Yeah, could be that too. So that's what I thought. I thought so. The same minute that I am kicked off of there, someone else or two people from a different table get kicked off in the middle of the, in the middle of the hand, and then they also told me that the two others that were still in the hand left the table after the after after uh, the hand was over, and then the, then the guy who was sitting out was kicked out. I go, well, come on, this this gives me a lot more evidence. This this really shows that you guys are having server issues. Yeah, you you know, no fucking DGen is ever going to just quit the game. On the flop. Well, especially with two right? people. They got right. Well, with, especially with two people, you could say you could say maybe one of them missed the flop and was folding anyway, and then he figured he's not right. going to take the next hand under the gun, or not or the next hand on the big blind. But but there's no way that two people would leave because one of them, by definition, has a free hand coming. Right. So I explained this to the guy. He understood. He said, "Okay, well, yeah, I understand. I'm going to go bring this to the their attention." So he brought it to their attention. I'm going to hold a long time. They came back. He says, yeah, so they looked into that. Uh, your refund has been denied. <laughs> so I said, wait a minute. We've, we've been on the phone an hour. I came up with, with a very strong reason indicating that there was a disconnect. You just told me everything you saw there. What was their reason for denial? He says, I don't know. They said they denied. And I've been on the phone a freaking hour at this point because they, I'm being led down this rabbit hole where every time they give me an answer, I have a better response that this is strengthening my case. And I'm just thinking at any moment they're going to finally give up and reward the 120 to me. So now they officially deny it. They hadn't officially denied it until this point, an hour into the freaking call. So I said, okay, can I speak to them? No, they don't take calls, but I give you a supervisor. So he gave me a supervisor. I tell the supervisor the story. The supervisor says, let me look here. 
She says, oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't see what they're saying here. You, you're, you're telling me they claim this is some third party who sat from an, who got moved from another table. That's, that's not what happened at all. This is actually the same guy you were playing heads up with sitting back at the table two seconds later. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute. That was my first point when I called in. That, that was my very first point in this whole phone call was that if the guy left and came back in two seconds, which is impossible with your client, the only way he could have done that is if he got disconnected. Therefore, we were both disconnected within 20 seconds of each other. Therefore, it has to be your, on your end. Therefore, give me my $120 back. So then she sits there, you know, backpedaling and trying to spin this in another way. And I just keep telling her, look, she's like, well, what, what if he just wants to leave the table and decides to come back? I go, in two seconds, he decides to leave and comes back through a client that takes much more than two seconds to leave and sit down again? How's that possible? So, anyway, I finally got it to cross through how it's impossible. She looked again and said, oh, wait, I'm sorry. It wasn't that guy. It actually was a third party. But it's not a third party from another table. It was the guy you were playing with a little bit earlier in the session who was the third player at the table. Uh, He just came back. (laughs) So I said, oh, my God, there's a different story. So so where did this other story come from about the the four guys at the table, of who's... Two of whom stood up on the floor. Where did that come from? She goes, I don't know. You know, the other rep. I don't know what you know what they were coming up with there. I go, this, this is insane. Uh, the, why can't you guys just give me a straight answer here? So then we actually get into a debate where she denied that she ever told me it was the you know it was the, the person I was playing heads up with, even though she had just told me this minutes ago. She also denied that you know even if my story about the other guy uh, about the other you know person I spoke to there was correct and all the different misinformation I was given that that they didn't really tell me anything wrong like it, it was the most nonsensical conversation so finally I broke it to them I said guess what you know how you guys record all of my calls uh, you know all of any calls that come in which they do they record every single call that comes into Bovada I said well guess what I record it too and I know I recorded because you're recording me. So we're both recording each other. So I, if you can go, you can go back and listen to it, as I will. And I will play this for others on my radio show. I will play this for others on my forum. And they will hear how foolish you sound changing the story constantly and telling me that, that I'm crazy for thinking that you changed your story. Anyway, she sat there denying that anything was done wrong in this call. She was insisting that... that uh, you know, she she just kept giving me nonsensical answers of, oh, we you know, disconnections, those are your fault. And I'm like, no, come on. We're really going there now? So I kept hammering to her. I said, look, this isn't even about the disconnection anymore. This is about wasting my time for a freaking hour and a half about something that should have been answered right in five minutes. And all these different stories I was told. I go, look, after all I've been through here for an hour and a half on the phone with you guys, can you please give me some kind of credit just for that? I'm sorry, sir, you're not due any credit. I'm not due any credit. So you wasted an hour and a half of my time giving me misinformation, and you don't think I'm due anything? She says, "Uh, you're due an apology. We'll we'll apologize to you for this, and and don't worry, we'll we'll, we'll train the previous person you spoke to so this won't happen again. (laughs) I, I hate that response. Don't, don't you hate when you complain to a company and they say, well, thank you for bringing to our attention. We're, you know, we're going to do better training now, you know, and, and uh, you know, now we've improved. Like, okay, then pay me a consultant's fee. Well, you, they're just telling you that, you know, you got fucked and too bad. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I like, I'm supposed to take solace that I've improved their process. They, you've made us a better company. Congratulations. What do I get for it? Nothing. But that, you thank us. You made us better. You get nothing. We screwed you. But the next person, the next person to deal with us will be happy and come back and give us more business. So be happy about that. So she kept telling me I'm not doing anything over and over and over again. Then she tried to have the nerve to tell me that uh, a few days ago, because I got a $60 credit, that I, that I shouldn't be getting any more credit. I said, wait a minute. You, you guys verify that you shut the server down in the middle of that hand. She says, yeah, I see that in the notes. I go, well, then, then how can you hold this against me? You guys would not let me complete the hand because you shut your server down in the middle of the hand. She's like, oh, okay, well, fine, you're right about that. But, uh, but no, you're still not doing anything here. So, finally, she says, okay, this is only after I threatened to publicize this on my site and on my radio show. I will give you a customer service credit of, what do you guys think? What do you think they offered me? $10. 25 bucks. You say 10 Trey Risky says 25 Some people also might guess. 0.0. But CalWatt, you're a genius. $10 is what they, they offered me. <laughs> and I told them, I said, I could go work at McDonald's and make more money in that hour and a half than I spent fighting with you guys about this all this nonsensical misinformation you gave me. I go, look, I understand that there's, there's, you know, there's a, a little mistake or you see something wrong. You spent an hour and a half telling me different things that were not true. That, that if you go back and listen to this call, completely contradict, like the whole call, everything was contradicting itself. Listen, Druff, just shut the fuck up, take your $10 and be a happy little worker bee. Okay. That's what they, they wanted. Might. So, 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 <laughs> so, I, so I, I told them, so, so then basically she gave me the choice. You, you, you can reject the $10 or you can take it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell them to shove it up their ass. So I didn't know what to do at that point, right? I, I kind of wanted to tell them to shut up. You, that's what you do. No, no. So I, I'll tell you what I did. I, I was so like I, I so I, I guess I took the uh, the Matt Kirk thing where I'm going to accept the crappy deal uh, uh, and, and then use it against them. Okay. So, so that's what I did. I accepted the ten dollars and told them, and actually said, I'm accepting this under protest, and that uh, I want a call from a manager. I want them to listen to this whole tape and call me. And that uh, that I'm I'm going to be publicizing this, and then publicizing the fact that they're slapping me in the face by giving me ten dollars after this. I said the, I said this is a great, This is not just telling me one wrong thing. This is leading me on for an hour and a half with with just crazy misinformation. And the only reason I spent an hour and a half on this is I always felt like I was one step away, not one step ahead, but one step away from getting my hundred twenty dollars. And because one hundred twenty is like enough to keep at it. Like that's why I kept if it, if I was calling up because I lost a big blind or something I wouldn't have gone on for an hour and a half, but it was like I'm always just one step away from that hundred twenty dollars and then they just yank it away from me. It was the freaking word. I I was so frustrated at the end of that phone call I can't even tell you. Fedoruski, there was never any chance that Druff would turn down this ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Not someone's a shot. Holding, someone's holding ten dollars out there. Like all right, I'll take it, but I don't. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> And actually, Druff, I want to thank you for them improving their customer service. Oh, you're welcome. I had a situation last week where I I was in a $75 tournament. And, I mean, I, I, you know, I was probably like had eight big blinds left, but then the whole thing just froze. And I went back and forth with this guy in the live chat. He wasn't budging, wasn't giving me anything. I finally called in, and she gave me a $75 Tournament credit in a couple minutes. 
So thank you, Jeff. Well, yeah, and look, they, I've heard this before. Like said, of K's, he he posts, he plays on Bovada, he posts on Poker Fraud Alert, and he he mentioned he's gotten things like that before. And I've gotten cash game credits from when the server goes down or when there's a multiple disconnect. All I had to prove to them was I was not the only one disconnecting within that short period of time. And that once you can show at least the second person at the table has disconnected in, you know, around the same time, they will take your word, you know, they, at that point they give you the benefit of the doubt and give you the money. But, but here they were just jerking me around constantly where, like, everything I kept saying wasn't quite enough proof. And then they'd tell me something new, which makes me look even better. And I tell them, well, look, you've even made my case look better. And then when we get to the end, oh, actually, actually none of this ever happened. Everything we told you didn't really happen. All the stories we've given you so far were actually fiction. So, I mean, it was so frustrating. I still don't know what they were telling me about this this table where with a person uh, where two people left on the flop, and then the guy who was sitting out got moved to my table, and he was the new player. This all, according to them, this was just fiction. It never happened. So, where was it coming from? Uh, Druff, don't get mad at me now, but I'm just hearing you talking about this over the hundred twenty bucks. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that Full Tilt Poker screwed you out of six figures. <laughs> Only because, like, you would be on them like a fucking rabid Wolverine. No, I would have been, be all yeah. over their ass. I would have been, yeah. I would have been. And, and I, that would have actually been entertaining to you. Hey, did you ever call Howard? No. But I have his number still. Oh, no, crap. I don't have his number. Oh, my God, I just realized I don't have his no! number. No, did you lose it in your phone? Yes. Oh, my fucking Lord. Well, I, I, I guess I guess I have to hope he's at my table again next year. Oh my god! Some of these radio listeners are going to be so pissed at me about this because they were on me. Well, when are you going to hear? Call Howard? We didn't call Howard. I, go, I will. I will. I will. I will. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I'm ready to call. Oh shit! My phone that died. That was the only place I had. I think it's the only place I had. It. Well, it, the good thing is if I can dig up his number through somebody else. He won't say, like, who are you? Why are you calling me? But as far as he knows, he gave it to me. He did give it to me. So, like, as long as I get it again from someone or even research it myself, and get, it's not totally lost. I may be able to research his number and get it. Let me get this straight. You can track people down, find out their real name on the Internet, their real name in real life, and all, get history on them and everything, but you can't back up your fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the deal, man? Well, actually, I'll tell you the deal. This is what happened. For unknown reasons, I, I, this was before my phone died. I, I put a password on my backup. I don't know why. I just did. And then I didn't write it down or save it anywhere, and I could not freaking remember it. <laughs> so I said, okay, no big deal. No big deal. I will just forget about that backup. I will, I will back it up again. I'll just throw away that backup whose password I forgot and back it up again. So I hook up my phone to iTunes, and iTunes says, what's your password? I'm like, no, 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 iTunes must be confused. I'm not trying to restore. I'm trying to back up. No. Would you believe iTunes, you have to, you, you cannot ever back up your phone again if you forgot your password. You can't just choose a new password going forward. You have to remember that original password or you can never back up again unless you completely wipe and reset your whole phone and lose everything. Isn't that nice? Mm. Why would they have that feature? And I'm like, uh, there's got to be a way around that. I, I looked, so I looked and I looked and I looked, and there was only one way around that. Okay. A brute force password attack. So really? there, there are programs that obviously Apple doesn't make, but you. The funny thing about this password that they will not let you back up your phone again unless you have is that it has unlimited tries. 
It will, it will, and it, it, you know, there are programs that can just try it at breakneck speed. In fact, some of them right. will take advantage of, uh, of the graphics card in your computer to give it additional processing power. So I, I got one of these programs, and I ran a brute force attack, and oh my god, like, I didn't realize how slow these are. But there was just so many, an astounding number of combinations that there was no way that it was going to, I think it told me it's going to take two years to complete. So I was like, well, this isn't good. So well, it doesn't mean it would get it. It, it could take a lot less. Though, well, it could, you know? but, but I'm like, that's only if it did the complete names. No, I know. But what if it not. takes six months? Is that any better? So, so yeah. I, I said, well, okay, this is a problem. So I kind of just put it off for a while. I kind of like, like, I, I just didn't want to deal with it. I put it off. I put it off. Put it off. Well, then I decided. I, I, one day I said, "You know what?" And this is probably sometime like in uh, in August or something. I said, "I've got to revisit this. I can't just like not back up my phone." So I've, I've got. I've got to find. I got to figure this out somehow. I've got to see if there's a, a way I could try certain combinations. Have the program try certain combinations, and you know where it's not a complete brute force attack with just you know random letters and, and symbols and numbers. So there, I, I did dig through it and found there was an option, like a, like an alphabet attack, where it uh, instead of just trying random numbers, it just tries combinations of words together from the alphabet and uh, along with numbers. So like it'll try, uh, you know. The, the word like grass four 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 for example It'll try things like that to try to you know just come up all with right so so there there is a way now to make a new encrypted backup so I did some research on this for you Drew but it's not going to help you because it says if you can't remember the password for your encrypted backup um, you can't restore an encrypted backup without the password with iOS eleven or later. You can make a new encrypted backup of your device by resetting the password, but it doesn't fucking help you. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, well, it, I didn't need that help because, believe it or not, I I, I tried the dictionary attack and the dictionary attach, attack worked, and I got the password. Oh, you did? Yeah. So I said, "Sweet! So, oh, thank goodness, I solved it." Okay, I'm going to back up my phone. And I'm like, "Ah, I'm kind of too tired right now. I'll do it tomorrow." Then ah, I don't really feel like doing it today. I'll do it tomorrow. And a few weeks passed. You did all this work, and you got the password. And he, oh my god! I, a few weeks okay. passed, and then my phone broke. Uh, yep, that was it. Was pretty bad. So, but since you have the password, can't you access the encrypted backups? Yes, but they're old. It, it mm. goes way back to March or something. So, uh, anyway, so no Howard. So our dreams are shattered. Well, but but the thing is, I, I can look up information on the internet, and like I can probably come up with Howard's number, which he won't. You know, as far as he'll, he'll think, it's just the number he gave me. He doesn't care if I like, go back and look up databases to get his phone number. So I think that's what I have to do. Like at least yeah. I, have, I have permission to call him. So yeah, and he's expecting me, kind of. So I guess I can. Okay, uh, so, so I'll work on that. So here's some people who've been working on something regarding online poker. Diane Feinstein, senator from California, and uh, Lindsey Graham, another senator from South Carolina. They have been uh, at work to stop online poker. So... Uh, 
Lindsey Graham and Dianne Feinstein wrote a letter last week to the U.S. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein telling him that uh, the clarification that the DOJ did for the, for the for the Wire Act, they did this back in 2011, the clarification that uh, basically says that uh, it doesn't really apply to online poker. They shouldn't be applying that old 1961 Wire Act 50 years later to online poker, which obviously was not on anyone's mind when that law was written in 1961. That the... Uh, the, that the 2011 clarification of the Wire Act, that uh, it should be revisited and withdrawn. And if they were to do that, that would make all online gambling in the U.S. illegal, even the currently legalized online poker rooms at the state level. So that was the goal of this letter from Diane Feinstein. What about DFS? That does not apply. That's uh, that because DFS has had a carve out for a long time. Fantasy sports has had a carve out for a long time, and DFS is an extension of that. So that that would not be affected. This is, has to do with online poker and the reinterpretation of the Wire Act from 2011 that they did of the Wire Act from 1961. So th- this is a letter that was sent by Feinstein and uh, and Graham. So, and and I've said this before, that this really is a bipartisan fight on both ends. Lindsey Graham is a Republican. Dianne Feinstein is a Democrat. So they, they got together and wrote this letter. And on the other side, there are Republicans who are pro legalization of online gambling. And there are Democrats who are against it and vice versa. So that, that's important to know here. I'm not even being political here. I'm just naming the politicians involved. So this is not the first time they've done this. Uh, Lindsey Graham has been fighting against online poker for a number of years. Uh, Sheldon Adelson has been behind that. and uh, And Feinstein has also been involved before in fighting online poker legalization. Here's some things that they wrote. Uh, The DOJ opinion had the practical effect of repealing legislation Congress carefully and thoughtfully enacted in 2006 to ban internet gambling. Zero point zero. That's the amount of time they spent they thinking about it carefully and thoughtfully. This was tacked on to the Safe Ports Act in 2006. At the very last minute, it was a trick to get it through. They tacked it onto a bill that had nothing to do with it, that was, an, that was considered important. And it, w- it was right before a midterm election in October 2006. And even those voting for it, many did not like the portion making online gambling illegal, but felt that they, they were either uh, they, they felt that they begrudgingly had to vote for it because they felt the Safe Ports Act was important, or they were afraid if they didn't vote for it, it would hurt them politically. It would make it look like they were voting against safe ports. So they just said, ah, screw online gambling. You know, it's not worth fighting for. 
So it was not thoughtfully or carefully enacted in 2006. It was sneakily enacted in 2006. There's no question. So they go on to say, legislation developed over seven years ago and crafted based upon assurances from the DOJ at the time that internet gambling was barred by the Wire Act and other federal criminal laws. Internet gambling takes gambling too far. It preys on children and society's most vulnerable. The FBI concluded that online casinos are vulnerable to a wide array of criminal schemes, including money laundering and, and ventures by transitional organized crime groups. And as you've heard on this show, uh, at brick-and-mortar casinos, especially poker rooms, there's never a problem with, uh, with money laundering. <laughs> yeah, it's only been like three or four California card rooms busted for that in the last year. Of particular concern to us as senior members of the Senate Judiciary Committee is whether the FBI has the resources to effectively oversee a robust internet gambling industry to assure online casinos are not being used for criminal activities and to protect the interests of states that prohibit online gambling. So, um, that's a portion of the nonsense they wrote. It's it's not clear if this is going to have an effect, but this is what they wrote. They're they're attempting to get the attorney general to to change this and essentially make all online poker illegal, and it will stop the legalization march we have been seeing slowly moving across the country. This is what uh, John Pappas had to say, the director of the PPA. If they were handing out awards for congressional letters, this one would win most misleading in a landslide. Aside from the statement that Pennsylvania authorized online gaming and other states are considering it, there is nary a fact contained within the letter's five paragraphs. Congress has given express authority to states to regulate Internet gambling, a detail that Senators Graham and Feinstein repeatedly ignore. Moreover, they continue to misrepresent an almost, an almost decade FBI, a decade-old FBI letter that does not address the realities of regulated online gaming. I suppose it's easier to conflate reality of the online. Uh, uh, sorry, let's start again. I suppose it's easier to conflate reality with their own bias to continue making the same points that, than actually own up to the fact that regulated iGaming is a responsible public policy. Well, that's a, to be honest, that's not a very good response. <laughs> I'm not very convinced from his response. Uh, the letter, by the way, from Feinstein and Graham, it's a pretty short letter. He calls it five paragraphs. It's like five short paragraphs. It's uh, it's a little bit more than a page. I, I read you most of it, actually. And... Uh, it mentions Pennsylvania, and the very last paragraph says, uh, Concerns about the proliferation of Internet gambling are bipartisan and span the political spectrum. Well, yes, but the uh, the support for it also is bipartisan and spans the political spectrum. They're just saying that neither party is uh, has an opinion on this that's, that's uniform. The 2011 DOJ opinion needs to be revisited and withdrawn with, with the question of whether online casinos should be permitted in the United States and uh, properly returned to Congress to determine. So, this probably won't go anywhere. But as you see, there's still attempts. There's still attempts to stop this. And this was written on November 21st, 2017. Um, I, I think a lot of this is 
kind of bluster and it's not going to, it's just not important enough. And yeah, they've kind of already made their decisions. So I, I think it's going to be hard to turn this around, but there's a chance it's possible. There's still forces attempting to stop the spread of online poker and online gambling in general. So it's not just a matter of the states slowly adding online gambling, online poker to what is legal and then eventually combining and then eventually you have some form of uh, decent online gambling in most of the country. Where There are forces trying to stop that. So we will see. The good thing is that uh, advocates of states' rights are very angry about things like this. They, they hate when there's attempts for the federal government to tell states what they can and cannot do. So uh, that's a wall that the anti-online gambling folks keep running into. Sometimes they'll, they'll go to Republicans and go, hey, you know, see the spread of online gambling, this, the sinful gambling, and it targets children. Can you, you know, join us in, in uh, preventing this. And sometimes the Republican politician will say, oh, yeah, I, I can kind of understand that. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, you know, tell the states they can. They go, whoa, whoa, what do you mean tell the states? They go, what, you're telling the states allow this currently? Well, yes. Well, so we're telling them that we can't do that? Well, no, no, we don't, we don't do that. So a lot of Republicans are very sensitive to that, of, of telling states what they can do. A lot of Republicans are very pro-states rights. So as soon as they hear it's something about tell the states what they can and can't do, uh, they're not interested anymore. So they're having a hard time finding enough allies on both sides because they have the Republicans who get mad about the states' rights thing. They have the Democrats who get mad about the individual rights thing. And uh, they often have a hard time making their case. So they try to keep falling back on the children, the children, the children. But that, that's it's a stupid argument. If, if they really want to make... I know that I, politicians love to use children as an argument to convince people. But really the only legitimate arguments that they could have against the spread of online poker is that uh, you know the, the fact that it could be used for money laundering or, or you know, criminal elements can use it to move money back and forth. That is true. And they could try to claim that it's much easier for addicted gamblers to have access to because they don't have to leave their home and it can make people's gambling problems much, much worse. So I can understand those arguments. I'm not saying I agree that it shouldn't be legalized, but uh, if you're going to make an argument against it, those are really the only two you can bring up. The children thing is so stupid because it's so infrequent. There are very few children who end up getting access like this because not only do they have to get access, they have to have money. You have you have to have money to gamble. So a child can't take uh, you know $52 out of their piggy bank and, and gamble it online. Even if they could, you know, with the, the, the loss they can take is not very big. The children don't have unlimited access to funds. So including the barriers and getting on in the first place, they they have to come up with funds to play with, which most children do not have. All right. Um, why, why can't the PPA give a better response? And that, that response really means very little. 
whenever I read anything John Pappas wrote or said, I'm very unimpressed, to tell you the truth. Do you guys remember the John Pappas response after Black Friday, after those bus came down? Do you remember that? I remember it was very mealy mouth and didn't seem to be in the interest of the players at all. And it was it was from like a basement. It looked like, and he was like, he's like, it looks like he's sitting in his mom's basement, and he looks all disheveled, and he just he he starts out with a stupid statement. Let me be perfectly clear: online, you know, playing online poker in the United States is not illegal. Well, yes, it is. I mean. It's, <laughs> You you can say technically playing it isn't illegal, but but running these sites and accepting real money for bets on it that, that was illegal. Yes. So what's he even saying there? That that's his answer. So instead of saying it should be legal or it, it isn't illegal, he says that that's the way he started. And I, I was just watching this going off. Oh, this is who represents us. So. Turkey. The country of Turkey, not the food. They have a, a pretty robust uh, online gambling community, even though, much like in the U.S., uh, online gambling is illegal. Except here, at least, it's illegal. In, it's legal in some states. There, there, it's illegal completely. But they actually have uh, such a thriving online gambling community that uh, over 10%, 10.4% to be exact, of their total e-commerce in that country is from online gambling, which is amazing. Because if you think about it, think of how much e-commerce there is these days. E-commerce is basically anything where you spend money online. So every time you shop at Amazon, that's e-commerce. Every time you buy something on eBay, that's e-commerce. Anytime you order anything online, you buy anything online, that's e-commerce. So can you imagine that online gambling is so big in Turkey that one out of every $10 spent is an online gambling? So Turkey is actually trying to combat that. Because they, they're very upset that, that it's thriving so much despite that it's all illegal. And the way they're trying to stop this is by uh, putting new restrictions on money transfers and withdrawals and ATMs. Because they've, they've noticed that uh, people have been mostly withdrawing winnings through ATMs. I, I guess that's the way people are paid out, paid out in Turkey. I was once on a poker site. I may have talked about this before, but since this is a story about Turkey, I'm going to talk about it again. Twelve years ago, it was called Bowman's Poker, but it was on the Boss Media Network. And this was a pretty unknown network. And I can tell you, there were, I played on a lot of fishy poker sites in the mid-2000s. I played in a lot of poker sites where the players were horrendous. But I had never played on a site with players as bad as they were on the Boss Media Network. Never before, never since. These were some of the worst poker players imaginable. And the very worst of the worst were always from Turkey. Because they listed where they were from. 
So there were, there were two beautiful things about the Boss Media Network is that, number one, there were very few pros there. Very few pros knew about it. And number two, the players there were horrendous. They weren't just recreational players. They were Most of them were horrendous, especially the Turks. And I sometimes wondered how they could be this bad. Because, like, in Limit Hold'em, for those of you that don't know, uh, once someone is representing a strong hand in a heads-up pot, you're never going to get them off of it. So if someone's got top pair or two pair, or you, you cannot raise them off. You can keep raising them, but eventually they'll just check call and call you down. There's there's no way to get them off the hand. You, you They could play their cards face up. There's no way to get them off the hand. Okay? And this frustrates some people who are used to no limit hold'em, where you can run people off the hand by going all in or by making a large bet. In in limit hold'em, you cannot. Once once you've gotten the idea that someone has a strong enough hand, they're going to go to showdown. Then you just have to deal with it and and play accordingly. Well, these fish there on on Bowman's from Turkey, they would have no pair, no draw, and with something like ten high. So even if they hit one of their pairs, it's probably not going to be good. And they would go four bets on every street with me. So I couldn't believe it, and then I'd say, "Well, okay, maybe the maybe the first time they th- you know they, they they're just uh, establishing a pattern, and then the next time you know, they're only going to do this next time when they really have a hand." No, like every time I'd be facing them, they would do that, as, as if I'm going to be fooled and go, "Oh, well, he's going four bets again." Well, last time he had ten high, no draw. I bet this time he's got something good. I'm going to fold. So what I did against these players, it was very simple. If I had some semblance of a hand, I would go four bets with them all streets. And yeah, it sometimes felt a little uncomfortable when I had middle pair and had to do that. But most of the time I still won. So there could be times where I would start off running really bad on there and, and be way down. And I, I wouldn't lose hope. I'd say, you know what, I'm probably going to come back and win. And usually I would. The only downside there was that the game didn't go every day. It was, it was a 1500 limit game and it, it went, I'd say about three nights a week on average. And it wasn't like all day, all night. So... These Turks were just unbelievably bad. There was one guy there from Turkey who was kind of okay. Like, he wasn't a massive fish. He was kind of just, uh, he, he would be a type of guy who would have gotten crushed in, like, the, t- the Tough Stars games. But, uh, like, compared to the other Turks, at least he kind of had a clue. But he was, like, the best of them, and even he wasn't very good. But the other ones were just horrendous. And I just wondered, like, how are they quite this bad? This wasn't just about it being too passive or, or, or not really understanding the strategy. This, this is just, were, were the novice of all novice players wouldn't be this bad. So that that was my experience in playing with Turks, and provided they're still like this, I'd be happy to play with them again. And they used to have a leaderboard on that site where they'd say, or for that network, they'd, they'd show who won the most money with, with initials. And it was always between me and one of my friends, like just me and... My friend were the only two pros who really knew about that network, so it was always either me or him as number one or two on the on the leaderboard. And uh, so th- those were fun days there. It was also on the Boss Media Network that I learned about the country of Mauritius, because when I called up to re- request my withdrawals, I heard these really weird accents that I'd never heard before. And I said, "Do you, you know? Could you tell me, please, where you're located?" And the woman tells me Mauritius, and I'd never heard of that before. So I looked it up on the internet, and it's directly east of Madagascar. And I go, wow, that's really far. I go, that seems like it's the farthest place on Earth from from uh, 
Las Vegas. And sure enough, I looked it up, and, Matt, and, and Mauritius was the very farthest point from Las Vegas, and from Los Angeles as well. So that's when I learned uh, what the farthest point on Earth was from me, at least as far as land on Earth. Somewhere in the ocean is a little farther than Mauritius, but uh, uh, I've seen pictures of Mauritius that actually looks very nice. It's just it would take a very, very long time to get to. It's 12,000 miles away. So it's one of these places that would do pretty well tourism-wise, but they're just not close to very many things. I guess, the, like from South Africa, it's not that far, but that's about it. So that's you know where I want to go. I want to go to the Seychelles. I, you know, I've I've heard of the Seychelles, but I haven't looked anything up about them. One of the one of the main reasons I want to go there is they have an incredible. I do been scuba diving for pretty much my entire life. And they have an incredible, they've got the world's only shark research center there, and they get an incredible number of whale sharks and other big uh, uh, fish like that in there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's, let me see exactly where they are. I I don't even, where are the Seychelles located? I've heard of them. So you know where Mauritius is, right? Yeah. Go north. Oh, so this is also super far. It's almost exactly due north of that. It's kind of like oh, I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, I see. It is. It is directly due north of Mauritius. Okay, so so that's almost as far for me. For you, it's a little bit closer. <laughs> not much, but not much. Yeah, <laughs> it's still a, a a tremendous trek over there. But you should look at some pictures from the Seychelles, man. It's beautiful. A lot of lot of rich people from the Middle East and Europe and uh, and Africa head over there. It's like a, kind of a Caribbean style destination. But yeah, that's it's, it's just fucking beautiful. And that, that's Mauritius has that reputation too. But yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah. Have, it's just too far for most places that uh, of people who have vacation. So I guess they get some people from South Africa, but like even from Australia, it's it's really far from everything. That's well, it's not that far from Africa. It's not that far from the Middle East. No, but I mean that uh, Africans aren't going to travel. Most people in Africa are poor and are not going to travel. Um, South Africa has some rich people, so they, they, you know, there's be some travel from there. But a lot of these poor African nations, you're not going to get that many people traveling. Uh, yeah, I see the, some dictators that are around there. Got some money. <laughs> I, I see the Middle East. Yeah, it's not that far, like from Saudi Arabia, yeah. Yemen, uh, Oman, stuff like that. From India, yeah. like that, that's, a lot of a lot of big money goes to the Seychelles. Yeah. So. That uh, for some reason Bowman's was based in, in, in Mauritius of all things. I have no idea why, but someone someone started a poker skin in in Mauritius. So back to the Turks, what they're going to be doing to crack down on this online gambling market is they're just going to be watching who is repeatedly drawing to their maximum limit from ATMs and who's. Repeatedly doing money transfers. Basically, they're going to be doing similar to what uh, Western Union did to stop the gambling that was being done through them. They just looked for patterns that are consistent with people using the service for money transfers for online gambling. And then they're going to crack down on it. And they're also they also have new restrictions on it. And so this may start to kill the 
thriving online gambling that's going on there. But I, I wonder if these people are still playing poker that I was playing back then. Like I, I know it's been 12 years, but are the Turks still playing a lot of poker? And if so, where? Because I want to play against them. I want to play. I mean, they may have gotten better, but they'd have to get a lot better from what they were 12 years ago to where I wouldn't want to be in the game. So, I mean, I, I can't tell you how nonsensically bad they played. I, I used to call it mind-bogglingly bad. And I've, I've been against a lot of bad players over the years, but the, these were just mind-bogglingly bad where I can't even imagine what they were thinking. And it wasn't just like one guy. It was like most of them played like that. It, well, not, not all like that. Some were just super maniacal with no rhyme or reason and just would give away money. And then other ones were just like incredibly passive where it's just check call no matter what they have. So the, the only tough thing was it's a little hard to value bet them, but other than that, uh, they, they let you get there constantly. They're, they're never raising you off any hands, and, and it's, it's also just easy to, if you have nothing to check down and get there, so you, you can manipulate that very easily too, if they're, they're never putting any aggression on you. So I got both there, both extremes, these the super passive extreme and the super, super dumb aggression. So, I, I, have you ever wondered like what that type of player thinks after they lose? Like, yeah, after one of those guys loses to me, there does he go, "Oh man, I got so unlucky. I ran, yeah, I raised all four streets with with, with, with ten high, no draw, and uh, somehow this guy didn't fold his top pair." Same thing they think when the roulette wheel, you know, hits black and they bet red. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what is what is he thinking is supposed to happen? What, what was the plan? What was the strategy there? Just that I'm just going to go be put in too many bets. And I don't care how good my whole my hand is unfolding. Or that you know he he's done this nine times in a row, but I haven't noticed a pattern. They're not thinking that. <laughs> They're just. But what is the strategy? Buttons. Man. I know what is the strategy. Like they've got to have some strategy. Even if what it's bad. What makes you str- think there's a strategy? Well, there's got to be something they think is right. Why they're raising? Like you what? think so? There's, there's, there's they've some? been waiting for draft to come back ten years later to the turkey uh, market, and they're going to kill. They're going to crush them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to be going nuts with me. I'm going to go, oh, perfect. It hasn't changed. Then I'll see the showdown top set. I go, shit. And then they'll go, well, I was just lucky. They, you know, fish gets dealt good hands too. And the next hand, uh, you know, they'll fold against me when I have something good. I go, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then I will bust, and I'll go, damn it, nothing good ever lasts. Nothing good ever lasts. So, I want to do the uh, last topic, and then maybe we can take phone calls. Or if anybody wants to call in, by the way, you can call. Very quiet night. 775-FRAUD-55. 775-372-8355. The phone number to the show. Something I have not done tonight is read text messages. So I'm going to read text messages from... I'm going to listen to them as I drift off into sleep, Drew. Okay. Well, you're not missing much. The show's almost over, but okay. Well, he... don't don't forget to read Part 8 of The Evil Empire. I will. That, that'll be the last segment. But uh, right. 512, note to self, never post your license on a form, form full of nerds. Bad decision. Yeah, that, that was Kilgore Trout's one of her mistakes, but that wasn't the main mistake that got her to be uh, caught. Someone said, yes, more prank calls. I know this prank call was kind of a fail, but... Uh, I was what I was hoping is about this ten percent. I was going to ask a bunch of wacky questions about that, but since they didn't know about it, there wasn't much I could go with it. But if if you guys have numbers you'd like me to call, you can you can text me 
775-372-8355 and uh, just make sure it's something that's going to answer it this time, which is sometimes a challenge. Uh, the 205 is mentioning Ted Forrest and his weight loss bet with uh, Mike Mattis out. That was a big controversy. For the 773, um, someone was requesting the final show the end of the year, for whatever that is, the final show of 2017, to close with the All in the Family theme song that has Carol O'Connor singing. There is such a thing. Apparently I played it last year and uh, interrupted it a few times, so they actually this person actually wants to hear it uninterrupted. So yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll try to remember. The very last show of the year, I'll play that one. The 603, hi Todd, bring back the voice changer. That was one of my favorite episodes. The only problem is the voice changer is a different sound card. You know the sound card where it's kind of hard to hear me if you're walking in uh, Manhattan, as Handicap Me complains about? That That's the same one. So it's, it's like to, to use the voice changer, it's part of that sound card. Now, what I need to look for is a voice changer program that will work on any sound card. But I don't know if that exists. This was one that was made specifically for that sound card. But then if I use that, it's going to be harder to hear me, so it's kind of a trade-off. That's why I haven't used the voice changer. I, I, did, I agree, I liked that episode. That was the one in January called Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Maybe I actually changed my voice to a woman voice at some point. So that, that's why I haven't used the voice changer much. I actually used it when I was on the road that time in Lake Tahoe. Uh, can we get an update on your negotiations with the Sizzler? That's from the 774. The Sizzler is, is Jay Searles. And, and believe it or not, I, I can't believe this myself, I'm actually making a financial transaction with him. And uh, I'm actually going to be buying a phone from him. So he's, he's going to be sending me a phone shortly to replace my dead phone. So ho- hopefully that works out. <laughs> so uh, from the 916, call Mandalay Bay and book a room on the 32nd floor. I think I'll probably get my door kicked in if I do that. Like I, I'm not even kidding. I, I think, I think if I write something like, if I call and say something like that, that uh, I, I could see that they'll go, "Oh no, it's a copycat. We we got to report this to the police." I could totally see like this would backfire on me if I did this. Like this is so like not a laughing matter to the police over there in the Mandalay Bay. I, if I did that. Well, I could see the morbid humor in that. I, I'm afraid that they'll think, oh, no, this is someone trying to copycat, and then some bad things will happen. So no, I, I can't do that call. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what will happen if I, if I call up and say I want to ruin the 32nd floor. Uh, from the 915, not the 916, the 915, it's Mumbles Badly saying, I'm not calling in so that Belly Buster can fully enjoy the show. I guess Belly Buster does not like when Mumbles badly calls in. He didn't like Mumbles' call to the Friday show with Brandon. So he's volunteering not to call. So, uh, okay, Raw Wolf wants to call. Raw Wolf, go, go ahead and call in. He just texted me. He's sober and he wants to do a solid call. So, all right. Raw Wolf is one of these people that also calls in drunk sometimes and is, is not always coherent. So I'm glad he's telling me he's sober. And we'll get a solid call out of him. Hopefully he's not drunk saying he's sober. That's possible too. You never know what you get with him. I've had I've had good calls with Raul Wolf. I've also had it when he calls in and uh, just kind of rambles. Hi, Druff. 
Druff, are you there? Yes. All right. I am going to give you a number to call. Oh, okay. If I can figure out this new fucking somehow Skype updated. All right. Here we go. All right. So I'm putting something in the chat here. Can you read that? Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, Raw Wolf, I'm, I'm sorry. We have to put you on hold here while we uh, call this number. Okay. All right. Well, I was wondering what that is. Now I see what it is. Well, we'll take a shot with it. We will take a shot with this. This is a, a cold call, so to speak. We'll see if the person... We're calling a person, not a... Not a uh, Video. Now, did this person say it's okay if I call him, or are we just cold calling him? I said it's cool to call. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you just came up with a number to give to me. <laughs> no, no, no. That would be the number. I'm, I was waiting to hear back if it was all right to call. What's going on, man? Mike Manisau, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. Happy to have you on here. What's going on, man? So, my uh, my co-host here goes by Calwatt. He, uh, he, he had your number, apparently. Something I don't even have. Yeah. And and texted you and yeah. got you on the show and uh, you know I've been following your uh, various uh, gripes and shenanigans over the years and you know I've, I've known you for a long time and we uh, haven't uh... yeah you know I just I tell it like it is you know me yeah yeah you know, it's just uh, I'm a straight shooter I I just tell it like it is I don't like uh, you know I've made some mistakes in my life but. You know, I've, I've owned up to him, and I uh, try and make the best out of it, you know. Yeah, and Mike, I just wanted to make sure you were cool with us giving you a call, but we would love to hear your take on this, uh, what's going on with this Travis guy. Uh, you mean uh, Chris? Yeah, you know? Oh, Chris, Chris. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Travis? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a long story, but it all but you, you, you owned a piece of that deep stack, though, right? I owned a very, very big piece. Gotcha. And yeah. I, um, yeah, you were the lead, you were the lead pro on that thing. Yeah, and then yeah. I got Grinder involved, and I got Tristan involved, and I got, uh, we got uh, just a you know a bunch of people involved, and then um, you know one thing led to another, and it uh, we're basically uh, you know we started off as a teaching site, and then we went to a live teaching site. Uh, and then, um, the market kind of, well, what happened was a long story there, but full tilt kind of screwed us cause they were going to allow me to, uh, we had full tilt, the, not screw though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had something called the uh, deep stack live and we were working on, uh, we, a package with full tilt and making it full tilt live and integrating our brand into it and uh they bailed at the last minute but they allowed me to, they said they were gonna run satellites for me for my camps you know where i could put 500 500 people in camps or whatever off of the thing and one one thing led to another and as you know who didn't they screw and destroy my life while wow, they all have millions and live life of luxury but i don't Try, I don't harp on the full tilt situation anymore. You know, I, uh, I kind of always thought about, 
my good buddy Chris that said, "Oh, don't worry, when I'm done, and we're, we're, I'm going to make you a multimillionaire, and I'll never let what happened to you full till ever happen." And all the while, when I got sick, he basically, in a roundabout way, just stole half the company from me and then sold it from underneath me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to put it. I mean, when you say sold, he sold half the company, are you are you saying that you owned half the company, or that that you're half of the part you owned? Uh, okay, I owned. Uh, what I did is I owned thirteen percent of uh, of the uh, poker tour, and uh, I uh, when I got sick. Uh, see, I was always out on tour. You know, always going all the stops. And, uh, when, uh, they wanted to partner with WPT, I, me and my girl were kind of against it because I didn't want to give up half of, half of what our stuff, you know, but, you know, he, he kind of pushed it that it was a good idea and that the WPT brand, I'd, I'd rather we could get like, I'd rather have half of 300% more people, you know what I'm saying? Which, you know, makes sense. And uh, the WPT brand, you know, partnering with them really helped us out a lot. And uh, then I got sick, and I was always concerned about the company. He's like, oh, don't worry, Janine's running it, Tristan's running everything's doing good, we're making this much, whatever. But not to go into details, really, but, uh, you know, he always send me a, uh, you know, like a monthly how we what we made on each tournament, profit, after you know, after paying everything. Anyways, to make a long story short, uh, those two years when I was sick, all the money that our company made, which was approximately that I know, I mean, that's that I know of, was around 600000 a year, which we got half of. Uh, and uh, that, for those two years, that 600000 miraculously disappeared. And then um, you needed... Uh, uh, 80% to sell to W. PT to have it the, the transaction of the people that are owners, and uh, he he basically got like uh, this one guy who owned twenty three percent, him who owned fifty one, another guy who owned five, anyways, and like two different people who owned one to get around having to have my approval of the sale mm. to WPT and. Uh, then uh, he got around it. He lied to me on the phone about what we were getting, how much I was getting. And then I got, I go to find out that that not only did he cut the company in half when we merged with WPT, but then he lied basically and told me that he was opening another LLC so we could get make sure to get licensed under a clean slate in all these different cities. And basically, he then sold off another all and cut the company into a quarter without basically me having any idea. He told me it was a, it was just a, a front for whatever. And then uh, when the company sold, he he had the audacity out of about uh, I don't know 1.3 million to give me 44,000 instead of the 180 something thousand that was owed to me. So, uh, and now it's uh, going to go to court. So that's basically what happened. But was, see, the thing Mike, is, was that due to a stock split? Is that what he did in terms of uh, when he said well, cutting no, the company he, in he, half? Or? 
Well, he he cut he he made he 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 made a new LLC oh. uh, without and said that that was just to cover so we can get uh, to get licensed, but it had nothing to do with with ownership or anything. But the truth of the matter is, it was all about ownership, and it was all about stealing and lying and manipulating. And but I had to, I, uh, I because of my injury, I was broke and I had no money, and he knew I could not couldn't afford to uh, uh, to um, sue him. Take him to court. Yeah, and. Uh, and uh, what what now, was the, what, what was this I'm getting myself in what, what was this injury the, the injury you had you said you were injured for two years what was the injury that was uh, you dealt with for two years oh I'm still dealing with it really I had a uh, 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 a really bad uh, uninjury related spinal yeah I'm okay I'm almost on the phone uh, uh, injury related spinal uh, uh, Cord. I had a uh, a disc go through my spinal cord, a seven millimeter disc protrusion, oh. and it was almost paralyzed. And the recovery of it was just really, really tough. Yeah, I, I saw you. You were you were riding around on one of the oh, scooters. Honey, I'm the... on the phone and I'm playing. Please. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll be up. Okay. What what, what is she What is she upset about? What's, what's the What's the problem? What is the problem? What What is she What is she upset about? Oh, because she's. I have to be up early because I have to go do a MRI, a CAT scan tomorrow. Because I woke up three days ago with a big lump on the right side of my abdomen, and uh, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I uh, went and saw went to the urgent care today because my doctor told me that if it started to hurt today to go in, and I started feeling a little discomfort. So I went in today, and I uh, there she's like feeling it, and she's like, "Wow, this is weird. I've never felt anything like this." I'm like, "Great, you know how fucked am I?" You know, so uh, I have to go from CAT scan tomorrow on this, and hopefully it's nothing serious because it's like a hard mass. I'm just God, I just pray to God it ain't anything serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, you know, urgent care they they, <laughs> they tend to not always know what they're talking about. So it's good you're getting it checked, but but you don't have to be that awake for a CAT scan. You just have to be there. It doesn't really matter how. Alert no, you are. but I have to get up at seven a.m. to drink this barium because they did it with contrast. You have to drink it, and so then you get uh, you have to get up at seven a.m. and drink it, and then you have to drink it at noon. Another bottle of this dog shit stuff. Now this, uh, so, so, so you, you you tweeted 18 hours ago. If if I'm single and I see a hot female poker player at the table and I tell her how beautiful she is and would love to have a drink with her and she says no thanks, Mike. But I I, I press for the next three days. I see her. Is this sexual harassment? Uh, d- 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 <laughs> yeah, I was being honest. I, I I actually I actually tweeted that because I was being honest. I I, I wanted to. I I, I mean, like this new. Uh, uh, world that we live in is just like like insanity. I mean, you, you can't even. I mean, I don't think you could chase a girl around if you're interested in them without it being sexual harassment. Now, I don't know. Now, now, was was your girlfriend angry at this tweet that you're already talking about being single? No, 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 no. Because we uh, uh, we joke around a lot about it. We think it's all insanity. So I uh, I was basically uh, I was making a point because I don't. I don't. Well, she might dump me. I don't know. I, I agree with you, though, Mike. Like, how 
how are uh, young guys these days ever going to meet a girl? Like they're just going to have to wait around. Yeah, I mean, what, <laughs> yeah. what do they want them to do? I mean, like yeah. I'm telling you, like I mean, I don't want to. This is not to say anything against anybody personal. That's why I don't know. Do you real? I remember when I put a tweet out and then I took it down about which will be the first poker player to be like accused of sexual harassment, whatever. And I, you know, and then Jennifer called me and told me how insensitive that was. And, you know, so, and she's right. You know, I, I didn't, you know, me, I never really think one up before I talk. So I, uh, you know, I kind of took it down, but it's very true. It's like, yeah, a lot of it's true and a lot of it's false. And like anybody could ruin anybody's life. You understand they could pay a couple thousand dollars to two young girls and they could say i don't know name and name top player in poker you know what i'm saying sexually harass me and he took me to his room and blah 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 blah, blah and they could just push this issue and that guy's life is over i mean and, and that's in, in anything well it can happen and you know what, what you, you know what i'll say though is that the the high profile one we've the ones we've seen so far about politicians and actors and directors and stuff i haven't mm-hmm. seen one yet where it, it looks like it's false. Like it, I, I'm waiting for it to happen. That's where, very true. I'm waiting for one to That's happen very, where it's made up, but so far it turns out like all of them that are coming out are either true or highly likely to be true, which I find interesting. So, But but it's, all, it's, it's also this country was founded on innocent until proven guilty. Now because of social media, which is the devil, uh, and the downfall of the whole entire society – uh, because of social, yeah, it's great things on social media, but it is really bad. Um, social media, it's basically you're convicted in the court of public opinion, and that's it. So, I'm just saying, uh, as you know, I'm I'm more right leaning than I am left, but I I am way more centered now than I was during the election a year ago because I realize now that both sides are just evil and crooked, you know, and I just try and find the truth out of and the best I can out of everything. But like, you know, if, if you really watch what's really going on, I, I was listening. I, I heard this person, uh, I can't hold this hand. Oh, are you playing online poker right now? Yeah. Oh, yes, he had a dry ace. Oh, I've got him dead. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, he had sixes and fours versus a flush and an uncounterfeitable nut low draw. And he fucking scooped me. Little oh, PLO my eight? God. Yeah, is, is, that, is it PLO8? $300 pot. Uh, which, 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 no which, which site is this he on? I had to run the, the dry ace through me. Which site is this on? I, the fly had one. Uh, can't really talk about it. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Um, no, I think it's pretty funny. I mean, so I had the flop come uh, six four. I had one two three seven with seven high flush or three diamonds. He bet the pot, and I'm just like, okay. I'm like, well, I got ace deuce three behind it. If he's got it, he's got it. And he had the dry ace with sixes and fours, and the board paired to a four and a high card. <laughs> well, that's good. That's like, but, I, I, I was wondering why you were hesitating. I during, I, I, but I win like twenty or thirty thousand a week playing this game against these people so i guess i could lose one anyways um so uh uh where were we at you said there's some so, guy there's um, some guy that you were talking about and then you got, you got distracted with his hand yeah 
Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, so I, did I get chips? <laughs> no, I, I need to get chips here. Hold on a second. They stacked me. They stacked you. That's not good. So it's all right. I'm winning three. I'm still up like three. Have, have you, uh, six, uh speaking of money here, have, have you, has anything happened with, with Ted Forrest? Have you come to anything with him yet? Or is that, Oh, uh, that's been, that's been settled two years ago. Oh, settled two years that ago. Got settled two years ago. I didn't know that. Yeah, that got settled two years ago. He was supposed to tweet out that it was all settled, but of course, he went on inter- on the internet in a desperate attempt of lying and making up bullshit to slander me because he was going to jail and he needed desperately needed money when he knew that our bet was based on full tilt money if he won, and uh, it was based on five thousand dollars a month full tilt money. But then he was. Yeah, he knew I didn't have any money. And then when Full Tilt went out of business, I mean, there was no money. But then he tried to slander me because he was desperate for money. And then, see, I didn't slander him that all the bad things he's done and all the people he owed money to. So uh, I'll just say that one person that he owed a lot of money to, that he was never going to get a quarter, that he borrowed cash from, cash, like over a million. Uh, I uh, settled with him and paid him 100000 Mm. That was the end of that. Okay. Uh, so uh, when you when you when you hear things on, you don't always hear what you want to hear. And then uh, you know Ted's a you know Ted's a good guy. If I had money, I would put Ted in action because Ted helped everybody out when Ted had nothing. I mean, when everybody had nothing, they also but see everybody forgets where they came from. You see, uh, I mean Daniel helped Ted out a couple of years ago, but I mean if I was I mean, I would do anything I could to help Ted out. Ted, Ted, Ted basically was like, like uh, 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 the backs of uh, the '90s and the 2000s. I mean, he basically staked everybody, helped everybody, put everybody in action, and then you know, uh, Ted got involved with drugs and took him down. And and it's not you know, people are like, oh, he's such a bad player, but they don't even know how good he used to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, what you're uh, talking about about how he um, he was being charged for uh, some checks that he yeah, wrote or something that checks, like that. Yeah. Whatever yeah, ended up happening with that? Did he hundreds? Well, he's yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars time. in checks, right? Oh, yeah, he did jail he's, in, he's in he's in big trouble. I mean, yeah. I don't know the whole scenario behind it, but his last ditch effort was to say that I owed him this money and I didn't pay him and. Uh, to try and get money, like he knew I didn't have any, and and then I'm like, how could you know everybody in, like like in the poker world were like, how could you do this? You know, you you know, and then he he knows better. He knows that when people owe people money, you just it's like a written rule. You just let it go, and you just they pay you when they can. I mean, there's you know how much people how much money is owed to me. I mean, I, you can retire off the money that's owed to me, you know, but. Uh, Whatever, I, I settled something with a guy that he owed a lot of money to, and uh, which the guy was never going to see any money whatsoever. And uh, so um, that worked out good. So, so, now, me. so now the uh, separate question. I, I saw on YouTube the other day, I, I don't know how old this is, but something about you going on like a televised date with Kathy Griffin. <laughs> that's too. That's funny, huh? That's from uh, 2007. Was it that old? Okay, uh, I, I didn't know. Was that real? Old. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really funny. <laughs> I mean, it made me look like an idiot, but it was. Uh, 
it was actually a fun time. I mean, uh, I think it's pretty funny, like all the shit that happened with her last this year, because you know that's what that's what hate does to you when you hate people, hate, 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 hate. It turns you into a monster. Right. That's that's the thing I learned the most about in the last couple of years about politics is like the left, which claims to be the 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 love 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 they they hate 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 and uh that's where the real hate comes from if they if you disagree with somebody with them it's it's hate it's, they hate you for it you know and that's kind of like what Kelly Griffin got screwed for and you know um a lot of uh pulp. now I know why I, I in life they used to say never talk politics and never talk religion and now I know yeah. why. I never understood the politics part because I didn't even know anything about politics, but now I do. Boy, people are passionate on their politics. So but the problem is, is they listen to too much of the bullshit media instead of going out and getting their own opinion. And I did that the first year I was involved with politics. I was I became way more right leaning than uh and then centered. And then when you go and you really realize what's going on, you realize that that the Democrats are desperate for power and they will steal, kill, or do whatever they can to get it. And the GOP who has power has no idea what they're fucking doing and they're just thieves and fucking criminals themselves. So it's, you have to see what exactly you're, what's going on. Hi, Flash. How you doing? <laughs> I can tell that, that say cat. Say hello to everybody. I can tell that cat wants to be petted for sure. Yeah. You gotta... No, that cat, yeah. That cat, that cat wants some loving, man. So the date with Kathy Griffin was, was that was that a a real date in any way or is that just completely for TV? Was no, like, that was for TV. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was actually dating somebody at the time, <laughs> but I mean there was a lot of fun stuff in there, involved there, and where um, in where uh, we even had a strip poker session where they 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 didn't they didn't uh, show that part though. Did she she actually took off her clothes? I had her just about naked. Down her <laughs> <laughs> and her oh my god! Yeah, it was pretty funny. Did you? Were you naked too, or just her? No, no, no. I never lost. You didn't lose. No, okay. I, mean, I, I would. I would think she's probably at a big disadvantage there playing against you in strip poker. So. Okay, so, yeah. uh, so so back to back to Chris Tarina here. Uh, like like. Uh, is it, are the other people who are involved? You mentioned Tristan Wade and these others. Are, are you mad at them, or do you do you think they got screwed too? No, me and Tristan, me and Tristan are, are pretty good friends. I mean, we get along pretty good. Did, did they? But did he get screwed uh, too, or or is it only you? Uh, well, yeah, yes and no. Um, I can't really want to really bring up his situation because, like, he's still working for them and getting paid. Gotcha. Yeah, I noticed. He's, I noticed he's provo- promoting them still. So. Yeah, uh, hold on one second here. What do I do with this fucking hand? Another big one? It's a hand I could have got rid of on the flop. You you better hope the opponent's not listening to this show, otherwise he might uh, might get some tips here. Well... Uh, yeah, so so I yeah, I'm still I'm still kind of curious about wow, this situation. That's an interesting hand. I'm gonna make this massive fold because I'm so good. <laughs> I I remember. So, okay, so go ahead. So, so in this situation, um, I, what I'm just kind of curious about is, do you feel that uh, like a lot of people 
even if you don't want to name the names, got screwed by this, and, and you think Chris Trevino screwed a lot of people, or you think he was just directed at you? Oh yeah, because- yeah. And you know, and the thing is, I look back on on all the things like he's done, right? And he's basically from the beginning when he cut this one guy Ron out from Deep Stacks, you, and then we had DJ. He basically opens up a another uh, what he does is a LLC and then cuts the person who has a piece of the company or whatever piece out. And then he defuncts that company and then he starts another one. And, uh, if you look back at the history of everything he's done and I'll prove that all in court. So, so basically that, you're, uh, you're saying, you're saying done. that you're, you're saying that the deep stacks, it, it, it's, uh, it, it pretty much tra- keeps transferring itself to other LLCs and then the ownership structure changes. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and that, and and he did that with and then he would defunct it and that's what he did with Deep Sex U that's what he did with Deep Sex Poker Tour uh, that's what he did with um, uh, Deep uh, uh, that's what he did with Deep Sex Live and then he did that with Deep Sex Poker Tour that, uh, and, how does uh, he how does he explain this like how does all he explain- the while I had no idea yeah, but- I mean I was just recuperating and he would just send me like. Uh, monthly updates going on, and then all of a sudden the monthly updates stopped coming, and that's when I knew something was wrong. And he's like, "Oh, well, because one of the so and so was giving him a hard time." It, just a bunch of lies. But, but you know, what I'm wondering there really, is like, like I said, I don't want to go into detail about it, but it'll 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 all it'll all come out here really, really soon. Okay, because I was wondering if, if if he's doing that and then creates a new LLC and says, "Okay, well, you have a smaller percentage of this one than the previous one, but it's 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 still the steep stacks." Yeah, how well that would have been fine, but he what he did is he cut me out. He basically ran the entire uh, Deep Stacks Poker Tour that was merged with WPT through a new company called uh, uh, Deep Stacks Entertainment and cut me out completely, and then funneled all the money that we made for those two years into Deep Stacks Entertainment, mm-hmm. and then said, "Well, we sold this much, so you're going to get oh uh, basically half of what I was supposed to get." Plus, didn't give me any of the money from the two years before that he spliced away. Do, do you have any, so, do you, what kind of contract do you have with him? That, that, uh, is it a strong contract? Is there any contract at all? Is it, what, what, what? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I've got it at all, you know, but I, have, you know, the, I just, uh, like I said, I just need to prove in court that he maliciously did what he did and cut it without my knowledge. And I have enough emails and stuff. I feel that I have a strong enough case to, the thing is, is I don't, I really don't care about the, probably he owes me 130000 I don't care about that. I care. I want to destroy him. I will destroy him for what he is. He, nothing hurt me more than what this man did to me because I trust, I never trusted anybody so much, you know, especially after how full tilt fucked me over, how that guy that got me put in jail fucked me over. I mean, I feel more hurt by what this man did to me than, than what, uh, Keon Convey to put me put in jail, or or what any of the full tilt people did. And so but um, betrayal, betrayal will, is a terrible fucking thing. Nothing is worse when you put your entire trust and life into somebody that you believed in. I mean, I'll take I'll give you a good idea what a horrible human being this man is. Okay, when the companies were struggling and he had nothing, I loaned him fifty thousand. Right, he's supposed to give it back to me in two weeks. I got it. I got it back to him when he sold the company with my own money. So he basically paid me back with my own money. <laughs> okay, that he stole from me. Uh, 
uh, never, you know, and um, I'll give you that idea. But I said, how, you know, I'll give you an idea what a scumbag this guy is. How could you do to me what you did to me after everything I've done, after how hard I worked to help the company, how after you didn't have a place to live or a place to sleep, I let you sleep on my couch for a month. How, you know what he says to me? That was five years ago. <laughs> that's that's mm. what kind of a scumbag he is. Can you imagine that? Can you that, imagine that? That's that five years ago. That that is crazy. That's what he said. Sounds like the kind of guy that would and try so, to get poker players to invest in a cube. <laughs> yeah. Cube. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I knew that could never work. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> when I said I heard it, I said, "You got to be kidding." Yeah. Right. You know, I even I even told. Uh, What's his name? I'm like, I, it just can't work. I mean, Dreyfus? It, yeah. It could, it could work if you have. The only, <sighs> hey, Mike, Mike, the only way that would be fun is if mm. all the poker players were sealed in there and you just got to watch them suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, the, the thing is, is what, and, and I will credit, uh, uh, what's his name that's doing, um, uh, poker go, you know, he's invested a lot of his own money. He's trying hard, yep. you know, but even, even with the $10 a month thing, you know, yeah, they're doing well and it's doing okay. But you know, what's going to happen? Like I, I only because I care about poker. Do I leave my subscription? I mean, I don't watch any of it. I watch the world series and I watch the poker masters and I, that's really about it. But, uh, you know, people want to watch characters. And that's one thing that, that, uh, what's his name that owns poker go understands. And that's why he's brought a lot of the old people back from poker after dark and a lot of, uh, you know, I was about to ask, are you going to get back on there? I was already on there. Um, I got absolutely just screwed. I mean, I mean, 150 grand was first and, uh, uh, all you have to do is watch, just watch how it go. go it was, uh, go, I think it was the second one. Uh, oh, you are on there. Uh, okay. Ber- Berkey won it. Berkey played the worst. Berkey played the worst and won it. Uh, and Nick Schulman played well and uh, just kind of just fucked out on me. I would have had 90% of the chips had up against Berkey if, if uh, with one card to come, Nick Schulman makes a straight. But we got it all in pre. I had ace king versus seven eight off, and flopped the king, and he hits a runner runner straight. Or I would have had all the all the chips and whatever. I mean, it was uh, it was fun, and I'm gonna actually be back on poker after dark uh, on December fourteenth or the nineteenth. Uh, well, one of the two. Coming up here, it's going to be a it's a ten it's going to be a ten thousand dollar it's a ten thousand dollar buy in sit and go with basically all the characters you know the the me the me Antonio Daniel Phil uh, JRB you know all the yeah but you're you're totally the, right Mike I mean. Poker, like poker as a game, it's fun to play, mm-hmm. but it really is one it of the most boring the fucking things in the watch. world to watch. Yeah, yeah I never and watched you're it. Right, you're there right. is nothing it. worse than watching poker. I'm telling yeah. you right now, like I watched that Poker Masters, right? And I, uh, 
I was never so bored out of my life. I, I thought, I don't care what anybody says. They can say whatever they want. Oh, they play miles better than you do. My God. Uh, I watch people make plays and make moves and just, and do things that are just so stupid for, I mean, they just, whatever. I mean, they want to fight for every single pot and look, it's all for TV. I mean, there's just, there's poker's not, when you watch these people on TV try and like portray poker in a light that's, not actually the way what it is right then uh you know it's like false and you know don't take away anything from like the germans who win all these things let me tell you something if i and i said it and i tweeted it too and i and i and i'll hold myself to it if i play the same 35 people every fucking every every week like they do and all these high rollers and somebody would stake me and play and i'll play for 10 percent like 90 percent of them motherfuckers do then we'll then then I'll, we'll, we'll see who has the money because I know I I'd win the money. No but but that's the that's the thing, Mike. I totally agree with you that what makes it what makes poker enjoyable as an entertainment product to watch is is characters that are on there. I mean, otherwise it's just fucking boring. And there's there's no it's way the worst. there's no way that poker is ever going to return to anything like a you know a shadow of its former glory. In, unless the no. game is made available to people in a way that they find it actually entertaining to watch, you know, and yeah. I, I think that's what they're trying to do with Poker Go, and I, I hope they they manage to pull it off, but I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I. Uh, I. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, I agree with you 100. percent And I. Uh, like even like I watched the main event, right? Uh, and once like John Hep got knocked out. It was the most boring, boring final final of all time. I mean, it was just brutally, brutally boring. I mean, like, 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 put a gun to my head, boring. You know, and that's that's the thing where what they're missing is they want to they're 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 putting all these like super high rollers and high rollers and all these things, okay? Where people are playing for like these ridiculous amounts of money, so they're just gonna, they're they're going to be they you know they're really super focused. They're they're just trying to you know their, their whole life you know to win, and and there's going to be no characters. What they need to be right. doing because see in the real world, people don't need to see a hundred thousand dollar buy-ins and see oh my god these guys all bought in for a hundred thousand dollars. When you when you say they bought in for ten thousand dollars. It's the exact thing in the real world up to the everyday Joe and Blow. So everyday Joe and Blow, oh my God, this guy put up ten grand. You know how much ten grand is to the to the normal human being in the, in a world. Yeah, you understand know what I'm saying? So they're they're going about it the wrong way. And and I've said this, and I I don't need to say my piece. They could just sit there and have the just the characters, the right characters of poker, and you can have five and ten thousand dollar buy-ins and and, and and televise all these. And it's going to be more than enough. I mean, even if you want a twenty to twenty thousand, like the poker after darks used to be. Yeah, know, I agree. I, 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 I think you, you have a good point there. You don't these crazy buy-ins where nine, like like eighty-five, maybe ninety percent are playing for ten percent or less, and that, it's just like, and then they're making them into the stars of poker. Yeah, right? I, I, I agree. I agree that the, the money probably has taken uh, too much of the focus and, and I, I have heard some complaints I don't watch much televised poker myself because I, I find most of it kind of boring but the 
Right. Well, but the complaints I've heard is that yeah, some of these high roller events are are boring to watch for that reason, and that that uh, oh sometimes they, they care about the money boring. because the, the money is so big, and even if they're not playing for themselves, they they have to, you know they're still thinking about the amount of money and that with their backers' money, and that becomes that takes too much of the focus, and it ends up too much of a nit fest, and gets boring. And Truff, Truff, you might as well put a camera on a CPA that's doing a tax return, <laughs> and it's going to be about as fucking yeah. exciting. Yeah, you know, I mean, for real. Yeah, it's 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 brutal so yeah so they i mean so that's I, I agree that that will that it would spice up poker it should be more about the entertainment aspect of it rather than the the huge money involved because uh right it, yeah you're right that the average well, person is not is not they knows that uh uh, uh what's I'm, I'm blank right now the guy who runs poker go uh carry cats uh, yeah carry cats he he understands that so you know that 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 that's that's why you know they called about doing the ten thousand dollar thing. Now part of the ten thousand dollar buy-in was it's a must drink game. I said, well, <laughs> I'll play in it. I said, but I'm on every medication there is, and there's I, I can't drink. <laughs> you know, I, I can pretend to drink if you want. I mean, I don't want it to be unfair to anybody, but to all them guys, ten grand's like a dollar anyways. You know, so I uh, I just look at it as. Uh, It'll be fun, you know, and I, uh, so that's, I think, the 14th or the 19th. I'm, I'm not quite sure they're supposed to send me a, a thing once it got okayed, but, uh, you know, they, they, they understand that. And uh, it's, uh, it, it's just going to be hard to get the average Joe blow to spend $10 a month to watch poker when there's not enough entertainment value in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. Hey, we got a question from our audience here. Um, Mike, okay. they want to know, who do you think is a better player, Daniel Negreanu or Phil Hellmuth? Uh, I'm a, I mean, Daniel's a better player. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I, I've helped Phil out a lot because he's helped me out a lot over the last couple of years when I was sick. Um, I've helped him a lot with the split games. Uh, that's why when he beat me in that, I don't know if you guys watched that, uh, that stream last year at the LAPC when me and him ended up head up in the 08 study event. Uh, it's pretty funny. I went down there. We, he put me in some of the, he put me in the big games down there and then he wanted to take half of me in the tournament. I said, no way. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not going to leave to half of me in the tournament. I go, I've been playing because I was playing online 08 and 08, 08 every day, so I was really locked in, and I, uh, and, uh, and I, uh, we ended up finishing first and second. Let me tell you something: him beating me in that was probably a bigger thrill than him winning any tournament of his whole life, because he knows I'm the best online eight or better player in the world, and he knows that. But I've been teaching him how to play, and he knows. That in both games. So, but, you know, him beating me was, you know, I never, unfortunately he had a four and a half to one chip lead head up. I just, I needed to win one pot and I had, uh, he made trips on the end, you know, no low draw pair of fours and a flush draw. He made trips on the end and I had aces and a six low draw So at the river and he raised me and I just folded and he told me afterwards what he had. Now, now, uh, about all the hands. What what do you think of the fact with uh, the Chris Ferguson you winning the Player of the Year and and, and the there's people having? Yeah, that's a, that's that's a good question here. I just logged out because I 
Because you, you were, of course, involved with Full Tilt and all that, so you, you, you especially have a, a connection to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you my opinion on it, okay? So, I I think Chris Ferguson is a good guy. I think Chris Ferguson is guilty for letting a bunch of fucking criminals run his com- company into the ground. I think that people don't kind of forget that Chris wanted nothing to do with like, like the everyday running of the, he just wanted to play poker, do his thing on the thing and let Howard and, and what's his name run the company. And when things got bad, you know, at the end, I mean, Chris kind of got screwed out of a lot of money. I mean, it's not like Chris, what Chris is guilty of is Chris, because of his quiet demeanor and not really wanting to be involved, he, it was very hard on him. You know, people call, you know, he's one of the most well-liked people, he's, you know, and all of a sudden he's a criminal, he's this, he's that. And uh, Chris kind of didn't really know how to express himself and how to come out. Now, me, you know, personally... I have nothing against Chris. Do I have things against other people? Yes. You know, uh, but me and Chris, we talked this summer about a bunch of stuff. And, uh, you know, I think, um, I think the way, I mean, I think Chris probably would have won best all around anyways, because even with all those main caches, because he did win a tournament in Europe, he did final table two 10 Ks. I mean, it's not like he didn't like, deserve to be there. You know what I mean? I mean, if you really, if you really think about, uh, who had the best results, uh, I mean, it kind of, it kind of, you, you have to, it's hard to say between, I mean, I had a great world series, but Daniel had a great world series and, and, uh, same with, uh, I mean, what's his name won two, two tournaments and he wasn't even in the top 90 best all around, but, you know, the best all around is kind of stupid anyway. Unless, unless the World Series of Poker goes out of their way since they rake zillions of dollars and gives like a million for the best all around, okay, which is what they should do anyway, so they get people to play more and more tournaments, okay? And, or, you know, they go back to a tournament of champions format at the end of the World Series, uh, which would really be great uh, if the person who won every single event, uh, let's say there's 60, what, 70 events, so 70 players play for, let's say, a $2 million, first million for first, and chop up the other million for the, the other, whatever, five or six people, whatever, four or five people, and then they just play dealer's choice, which is basically all the games that people want to bracelet. So everybody gets to play the game they want to bracelet in. Now you have yourself a real, like, uh, best all-around tournament of champions that would be great for poker and great for TV. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that would uh, that would be uh, interesting. So, so, but as far as Chris, but, I, I know you're kind of getting you're, you're kind of getting towards the, whether the player of the year formula is correct, and there's been some oh, yeah, debate, yeah, yeah. debate about oh, that. Yeah. But, but what do I think of Chris winning? I think it's great. I think they they got what they deserve. I think it's good. I mean, I I have nothing against Chris, so I won't I won't say anything bad about Chris. I think uh, 
you know, uh, the way they put the formula, they, they kind of set it up for somebody to play every single tournament. But I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, uh, what's his name? My, uh, Mike, uh, what's his name from Toronto that plays every single tournament? I love the guy. Super nice guy. Uh, his, his name online is Go Leafs Go. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Um, uh, you're talking about on, Timex, Michael McDonald? No, 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 no. Uh, anyways, he had like his worst World Series ever. Ever. I mean, he lost like yeah, it's, 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 so my, much money. Yeah, Mike, Mike Leah. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Leah, Mike Leah. Mike Leah. Okay. And one of my favorite people in poker, by the way. I mean, super nice guy, plays hard. You know, he does the best he can with some games. Like, there's games where he's like, out talented, but he still gets in there and works hard. But I had a lot of respect for him. But he had like the worst World Series maybe he's had in ten years. Yet he finished like third in best all around. Okay, because he just would go from tournament to tournament. He'd leave stacks and min cash. You know what I'm saying? And, and build. You understand know what I'm saying? And just and a couple of people did that. And it's just that's just ridiculous. You know, I just. I mean, if, if you lost money on the World Series, you should never ever be able to in, be in the running for oh for, for the player of the year yeah uh, yeah I, I can i can believe that too uh, <laughs> well, well, chris, <laughs> uh, let me uh mike here's the thing like i don't know i don't know chris from anyone but i think that the yeah. the thing that people have a problem with is really just that chris well, kind of just, getting, right? he said absolutely nothing he's addressed exactly nothing exactly where i was fucking just getting nothing. to yeah. Right. This is what I was just getting ready to tell you. The problem I have, I have nothing problem with Chris. The problem I have, okay, and this is also because he's such a quiet person and he doesn't like, you know, friction, is to come back to the World Series and just walk in like nothing ever happened without right. any written statement, okay, without anything, I think was wrong. And that's, well, I, 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 and I told him that. You know, that's like you walk. It's, it's, that's like you walk out on your girlfriend, and then mm-hmm. two years later, you just show up at, at her house with a you know a, a glass of wine, and say let's have a drink, yeah. and don't ever fucking say anything about anything. It's just it's kind of fucked up. I agree. You know? I agree. I agree. And I've and I've said that, and I've told him that. You know, but I know, I know how what kind of person Chris is. He he doesn't like conflicts, and this is why he let. These fucking motherfuckers destroy his company. Well, let me let me get, let me get to that. I, I want to ask that. You said you got fucked by by full tilt poker, and you don't have a problem with Chris. Well, he was on the board. So who who are you angry at? Is full tilt poker? Um, I am angry with. I don't want to smear people. I mean, I really should, you know, but there's people on full tilt poker that are cherished and loved in the world right now, today in the poker world that have m- way more of an influence and had just, and had more, just as much as not more of a stake than Howard Letterer that have gotten a free pass. Let's just put it that way. Big name poker players. Okay. And, those are some of the people that have gotten like Howard took all the heat. Now I think Howard deserves to take all the heat, uh, but people like 
Seidel, Jawanda didn't take any heat and they got away with all the money and no heat. And they owned just as much as Howard. They were on the board. They had all, they were just involved in as much decisions and nobody ever called any of them out. All they do is keep making millions and traveling the world with, and like their life's great. Well, I don't know about Seidel, but so, I, I, Juwanda, I, I heard Juwanda was actually very much opposed to Ray Batar the whole way, and then he was part of the group trying yeah. to to combat Ray Batar. So he I, was. so I have to say, I, 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 so so how how is he really at fault I mean, if he was he was trying to fight the person that was the respons- most responsible for all this? The, but the point is, is they were still involved. They were still on the board. They still had decisions. Okay, they. I mean, I can tell you about a time when we were in Austria and we were in this like underground, like din- uh, dinner, like one of the most expensive places, maybe in Austria. And it was like in this old dungeon and we're all the whole group of full tilt was talking there. Right. And I'll have to say, let's see. So Black Friday happened in April. And so this was. I'd have to say November, no, right before the snow just started to start coming down in Austria. So it was uh, October, October, it was right after World Series of Poker Europe, that's right, so um, uh, 2010, and I remember we're all sitting there eating, right? And I'll never forget, see, I'll never forget the statements, right? So to me and Daniel used to be very, very, very close. You know, and um, uh, hopefully one day we will be again. I, you know, it's more political than anything, but you know, I I'm, we had a really a lot of good talks this summer, and hopefully things will change around. But uh, so I I brought this up I, at the dinner. I said, you know, Daniel says that you guys full tilt. I don't know how he knew this. Use poker players' money. To, uh, to at, to advertise your big advertising campaign and that, that you, that you, uh, uh, process it under false names. That you process everybody's money under false accounts. And he says, Daniel's a fucking liar. Daniel's a this. Daniel's a this. Uh, it's not true. He's like, he's just fucking jealous. Da, 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 da. And I remember him said that Ray Batar said to me, at one time we did use poker players funds with advertising, but that's already been replenished a long time ago. So, okay. So I, I, I mean, I believe them. And now, I mean, there, there, there's, there's, there's so many things like, like with full pump, but I never, like, I mean, I, I told, uh, Andrew and I've, I've told a lot of people. A lot of people know that, like, I was part of this. Like, I got a certain amount of money a month, but I also had a percentage of something called a players' pool, and they take what the company made a profit per month, uh, and they put it into this players' pool, and they divide it up, and whatever percentage you have of the players' pool was going to be your cut. Well, the company went up four hundred percent, and I never got a raise. Okay, and finally, I went to them. This is a month before Black Friday with a lawyer and my agent. If I don't get what I should rightfully be coming my way, I'm going to sue you. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm supposed to be making four times more than I was making. Uh, and 
And then I get, I'll, I'll never, I mean, I, I like to bring this up, and I brought it up before, and I'll, I have no problem with it, is I was on a, uh, with my agent, and over at Howard's house, see, that's why when Howard likes to say, oh, he wasn't involved with the company anymore, and that Ray ran everything, no. He likes to say that, okay? Every decision was still made by Ray and Howard, and don't think anything different, Okay. Yeah, he yeah, told he, he told like, me he told like me personally as, as an outsider here, like not being on the inside of this. I look at this situation, and mm. to me, Ray Batar comes off as a real fucking villain. I mean, the guy seemed, He's a very seemed bad to, person. Seemed to be the one that was involved in all this stuff, and then he was going to be prosecuted, and then mm. he, then he suddenly he can't be prosecuted because of a heart condition. Because he got a heart attack. Of a yeah, heart condition. Yeah. Meanwhile, he meanwhile he married a supermodel, and yeah. he's the ugliest fucking fat motherfucker. That with a two million dollar wedding. Oh, right. Because you know how much fuck, money that he's fucker, I saw that with. fucker leaning on like this, like a Bentley, with his fucking supermodel yeah. wife, and he didn't look yeah. like he had no fucking heart condition. <laughs> he don't got a fucking heart condition. It's just like fucking Ralph Hamilton. They all get they live. It's the poker players that allow them to get away with. Okay, this is the same reason why the World Series just consistently robs from us year after year after year, and just fucking robs and robs and robs because the poker players fucking allow it. We we could we could just finish, we can end that in like a, a minute. Yeah, but the poker players are just they're just there's nobody there no there's no stupider people than poker players. By the way, you do know that, right? <laughs> and they are the fucking dumbest people in the world. But to, you know, to, to, the point was so so. Uh, when I went there with my lawyer to, to Howard's house, and, or with my, my agent, and we're on the phone with Rich Vitar and, and, and Howard, and, and, and I, I swear to God on my mother's life, shall God strike me dead, this is the fuck of what they said, and this is why I hold them accountable for my life, you know, why it took a long time to get over it. Mike, there's a good chance that we could lose the U.S. market. We're having tremendous problems processing uh, in the U.S. And what we've done is we've set $500 million away. In case we lose the U.S. market, you'll never have, you'll never have to worry about working the rest of your life. And I said, oh, okay. I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, I, I had heard that they had problems processing. And uh, so uh, I heard about the $100 million that the one guy stole. Now, that's another thing. None of this shit would have ever happened. Black Friday had never come down on anybody. It's a, the greed of fucking these people. I right. said it. I don't know if you remember, but there was a people, people used to say, why do you get paid so much money by full tilt and you badmouth them all the time? And I used to badmouth because I used to say a lot. I said, because they're fucking greedy, greedy, cheap motherfucking people. I mean, the greed of them was something fierce that they thought that the guy that stole the hundred million processing, that they could just go and prosecute to him, and he wasn't going to fucking spill the beans on how they fucking funneled all the fucking transactions. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, yeah. So that guy walked with a hundred million. He never even got put in any jail. And Full Tilt got this. What they think was going to How stupid can they be? I even remember Howard saying, well, we're going to get him when he comes back. We've, look, we've notified the... The, the authorities. <laughs> what do you think he's going to do? Of course he's going to turn on you and tell you how you guys process everything illegally. Right. I mean, and how stupid is that? Well, that's this, what they told me. So, so, so Howard, so hold on. So Howard told you 
a month before Black Friday that that they were having uh, processing problems because he said in an interview right. with Poker News that he found out just days before Black Friday from Ray Batar. Lying pe- mother, I liar, 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 liar. See, I didn't know any of that. See, I didn't. I never listened to any of those tapes that he put out. I just know what was told to me, fucking a month before Black Friday, that they were having processing problems that could lose the U.S. market. And that they put $500 million away, so I'll never have to work another day in my life. And don't worry, you're going to be getting a raise next month. Not as much as you'd want, because we had to put all this money away, but you'll be getting a a raise. And then Black Friday came. I had no idea what Black Friday was. I had no idea, you know, what was going on. You know, I remember the week after, uh, three days after Black Friday hit, on a Monday, I was flowing to Europe to film uh, Late Night Poker, uh, Full Tilt Late Night Poker. And, uh, and and here's what I, when I knew there was, I mean, I still didn't believe there was any problems, but like we're getting ready to film and all of a sudden there's, the, the filming was put on hold and I'm like, well, what's going on? And they're like, uh, well, the check hasn't cleared. I go, well, how much is the check for? They go, 1.2 million. I'm like, one point two million. I'm like, how the fuck did the check not clear? The company was making two and a half million a day. <laughs> how can the check not clear? I'm like, this is a mistake. I'm like, just start filming. This can't be right. And so we're. Just, I'm just like thinking to myself, you know. And then we're waiting. And wait. Finally, it, okay, it gets cleared, right? Or it gets cleared, and we start filming. So we filmed the first two episodes, which I was on. Uh, they filmed all together four or five episodes. I was on the first two. This was like somewhere, uh, oh God, I don't even remember somewhere in your, in London, uh, not in London, but in uh, the UK. And, um, and then I, I filmed my two things and then I left. And as I was getting ready to leave, right. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, they're having problems again. I'm like, they stopped filming again. I'm like, this is ridiculous, right? And then I go and I go, I go home. I find out they never filmed another episode because they didn't even have one point two million dollars to fucking pay for the filming of it. Mm-hmm. And that was that was scary. You know, when when Black Friday hit, they, I guess, Full Tilt had sixty million dollars in the bank, right? Now. One thing I will say, and if you all go to Bank America, everybody says, okay, time, we want to withdraw all our money. They don't even have 10% of your money on hand all right. right anywhere. And legally, okay. they don't have so, to. Yeah. yeah, and they don't have to, right. Yeah. So to, when people call full to the Ponzi scheme, that's bullshit. Full to the business. Full to work hard to be a business. Full Tilt's problem was when they and, and, and was when they were struggling to, to to process. They just everybody should have just stopped taking disbursements for fucking six months. Well, yeah, there, there, that was several. That, that was one of several problems. Yeah, I, I I can't agree with that fully. I, I agree with what you just said that that uh, when they are having these issues, they should not still be dispersing money. That was crazy. But that that was one of several right. problems. First, if they can't deposit, uh, if they can't process, they've they've after a few days of this, they've got to be honest and just stop allowing deposits, even if it's going to hurt the site temporarily. Yeah. They they can't just keep taking phantom money. That 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 caused a huge right. problem. So, second, you do also know that the. the- you, you do also know that the, the and, and it's not again it's not stressed enough. Like 
do I, like, I have problems with the fact that I was lying about 500 million put away and I never have to work. That's my problem. Okay. I don't have problems with the fact that, uh, you know, I have problems that they, they didn't stop taking disbursements when they were struggling and they lied to me. I, people don't realize that there was a, some, there was, they were, they were, they were having so much problem processing that people were getting money were getting put into their account but not take it out of the bank account. And then people would see the, 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 the wonderful poker player scumbags of the world that, that wasn't taken out of their bank account, and then they would cash out, and they literally stole $140 million. Well, no, we knew somebody who did this. We, we knew somebody, actually, who used yeah, to be... Yeah, phantom deposits. Yeah, we, we used to know somebody who was yeah. on, our, on our site that did this, named Yebsite, who used to just, just constantly enter fake bank accounts. He just made up bank account numbers, entered them, would, would, get, would make fake deposits of $2,000, and then dump it to his friends. And, uh, there so, you go. So that was, so, that was going so, on. So, the, so, just, so you, what you just said, these these are these these are scumbag poker players. These are these are criminals in itself. So when people want to attack, you know, everything that happened with full tilt. What my problem, like I said, is how I was lied to. How how they how they could let a company worth four billion dollars be worth zero overnight. Uh, I mean, it's a complication of things. I mean, they had sixty million in the bank when when this went down. I mean, the American uh, the. American people, uh, poker players stole 160 million because they, because of the, what you just were just talking about. Uh, so it was kind of a, the, the, the one processing guy stole 100 million. Okay. I mean, we're throwing around hundreds of millions of dollar numbers like the dollars. I, mean, I, I don't, I, mean, I don't think 160 was, million got stolen by, by people who were recognizing the, the, the phantom deposits. But I, 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 I also heard they only had 6 million when they went down, not 60. But uh, my, my problem with what happened... I'm, I heard 60, I heard 60, but it could be six, because three days later, they didn't have a million, they couldn't clear a million-dollar check. Yeah, that's, it sounds like so more, I mean, it sounds like it was so, more of six. Know, I don't know. But, what, what I th- but my, <laughs> my problem with how they, they spent the player money also is that it's not the same as a bank. They're not a bank, and... When they are supposed to hold money on deposits for players, that's what they're they're supposed to do. It's the players' money; it's not theirs. It's it's a little different than a bank where uh, where people Agreed. are aware of the, there's certain Agreed. laws and rules governing the bank. So with with, with these with so with full tilt, they're supposed I to be holding all the money in that underground in that underground uh, dinner. About he says the money we we originally did that, but we've already reimbursed that money and it's all put in the accounts. See what I'm trying to say? So like. I really, honestly, because it blew up so fast and they were on advertising, as long as they had replaced it, I had no problem with it. You know, and I don't even really think I had a problem with them using that for advertising to get big real fast because there was nothing to stop them from not, we're, we're making two and a half million a day. You see what I'm trying to say? So, um, it, it doesn't really, uh, I, I have a problem that I was lied to and that they were never, that was never like the, the 200 million or whatever the uh, players, uh, players money was never, I mean, how could they have just kept taking like 50 million a month in, in disbursements? Well, that was, yeah, that was one of several problems. That was one of the money. Well, everybody got lied to the, the, the average player got lied to because they were, they were led to believe that their money was there on deposit when it was not. And even after black Friday, they had a, a message up there. Your money is safe. Don't worry. Which was not true. Yeah. Well, because they didn't. Well, because they felt that they could keep the company running in Europe 
because we had a pretty big European uh, thing, and that they that by the time the DOJ came around to allowing, uh, that by the time the DOJ came around to allowing them to release the money back to the players, they would have already made it all back. You, you see what I'm trying to say? So I mean, I mean here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. Like, Full Tilt is a company that yeah. ended up hurting a lot of people. I mean, you're, yourself yeah. included. But ultimately, <laughs> nobody com- got hurt worse than me. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but but ultimately, companies are uh, are people. I mean, it's the people that are there and the yeah. people that are did stuff. And at least from my again outsider's point of view, it seems to me like Ray Bittar, uh mm-hmm. Letterer. And Ferguson were the most involved in this company, and it's you know, and and all of these people, by the way, seem to be living pretty well. You know, they all look pretty well, don't they? They all yeah. look pretty well. Yeah. Everybody, look this way. Everybody involved with Full Tilt's a millionaire, except for me and fucking Eric Lindgren. And Eric Lindgren was a DJ, and Eric Lindgren said some things that. I'm not very fond of, but we all make mistakes. But people seem to always, whenever people rip on Eric Lindgren and say bad things about him, I always defend him because I defend the fact that, hey, the guy made 300000 a month and gave $200,000 or 160000 to his buddies that he staked in 10K tournaments. You know? Yeah, he was staking an insane number of people. I remember that. Uh, and Ling- Lindgren cannot be having a good time right now. Like, there's just no, no. way in the now, now, speaking of the world's uh, of, of the world, I, I want to ask you a question about the World Series. I want to get away from this for a second. Uh, the last World Series, were you staked to enter events, or were you renting with your own money in, in 2017? Uh, no, I was. Uh, I had half of myself and everything. Okay. I uh, I was staked for. Uh, I got staked for. I got staked for. I put up half my own money and everything, but the 50k. And I put up, uh, and I sold off half of myself at 1.2 and all the 10 Ks. And so I was playing for about, I don't know, 65%, maybe 70. So 65%. Yeah. Well, Drew, so, you know uh, that. But that was, he, he had some packages yeah, up on Tasty Steak. Oh, that's right. That's that. right. I forgot and about Druff, that. Yeah. And Drew uh, yeah, had everything his and up I, there too. I got very, very fortunate. You know, I, I met a guy, one of my good friends now, his name's Chris, and uh, the good Chris, we call him. Uh, it's not, it's not and, uh, <laughs> nah. All right. and, uh And he, uh, you know, he had belief in me, and he put up, uh, he put up 30% of the 50K, and I put up 15,000, which was, what another twenty five percent, and then I sold off the rest. And you know, I, I mean, I had a shot. I mean, if I win one or two hands, I'm at the final table of of the fifty k. I, I never won a hand the last like six levels. And it was so crazy. I mean, I never. It was really weird. As good as I played, I never won a pot with two tables to go, except for the dealer's choice when I had took the, when I went from a one and a half blinds and took the chip lead, and then proceeded to go. Uh, the next four hours without winning a chip. I mean, they didn't lose one guy. I mean, we never, every short stack kept doubling up, doubling up, doubling up, doubling up. I mean, the worst I should have done is finish third there. And the way it was all structured, like in the 10Ks, if you didn't finish the top three, you just didn't make any money. 
You know, I needed like one top three to be out of debt. <laughs> and I just kept, or even a final table of the 50 K. So, but it was a good, it was a good world series. You know, I mean, it, it was like, I mean, money wise, it wasn't, I didn't make the most. And would I have made more playing live? Yeah. But when I was pretty much out of uh, my pain level was really good. I was really doing, having good, doing well. And I, I knew that the two years before that I, uh, one year after surgery, I came back too fast. And day twos, I was like a disaster. And then last year, the year before in 2016, I actually had a good World Series. I like cashed like five of 16 with uh, uh, two deep runs and 10Ks. But even the 10K PLO, where I was like fifth and sixth with 45 people to go, and I play a million, of, there's only nine million chips in play. I play a million chip pot with a guy who had three outs. So, so uh, okay. Uh, another question from the chat: uh, What do you know about the Durr challenge? Do, do you know why that ended? What, what was Durr's reason that he couldn't continue it? Do you know anything about that? No clue. No clue. Okay. But, uh, let me no just... clue. I don't know. Listen, I know one thing is, I, me and Tom used to be good friends, and we're still good acquaintances, but. You know, I tried to watch out for him when he had all the money. And I tried to tell him, uh, you know, uh, not to, you know, just trying to warn him about the mistakes he was making. And I didn't want to see him go broke and whatever. You know, everybody has to learn their own their own way. And uh, I'm hoping that Tom's doing well now. I mean, I've heard that he wasn't. Then I heard he was. And I, you know, so who knows? Well, hopefully he's doing well. You know, um uh, I guess the whole poker world's doing well off Bitcoin. I don't own any of it, but uh, <laughs> you know, I yes. could have got I I could have been in a Bitcoin at five dollars. Well, Mike, I've got an even more tragic story. I've got I've got an old computer. Like back in the day mm-hmm. when Bitcoin was mm-hmm. just this bullshit thing, I actually used to run mm-hmm. our whole office mining Bitcoin, and mm-hmm. I, I ended up with a, a bunch of Bitcoin. But it was back when it was like a dollar or less per coin. Right. I, I, actually, I think it was like eighteen cents at one point or something like that. Yeah. And wow. I, I end I ended up having a lot of Bitcoin, and I ended mm-hmm. up uh, just throwing that computer out. <laughs> so there are there's like a small well, fortune sitting in a fucking landfill that could have been mine. <laughs> but, but you have no way to get to. Wait, you can't access. No, this was even this was back before there were even were online wallet services. So you just had the wallet existed physically on the computer and nowhere else. An encrypted wallet was on the computer, and that's the only place it exists. So, so here you want to talk about another fucking like how scam and how I'm like for me not to have for me to be broke and not have a hundred million dollars like for the like the tenth time. Okay, so in two thousand eleven. Okay, I, okay, Black Friday was April 2011. Okay, so not 2011, 2012. Okay, me and the Miserachis, and we, we put a site together called Get Lucky Poker. Okay, and we were going to open a site, and it was going to be run on Bitcoin because, uh, uh, you know, because the, the transactions were illegal, but Bitcoin wasn't. You know what I'm saying? And so we had the software done. We had it all ready to open. Uh, we were advertising it and we got so much fucking feedback and kickback 
you do fucking fucking, you know, cause I got so much shit. Like they, they wanted to blame me for full tilt. I didn't own up any, any piece of full tilt, you know, I had no idea what was going on, you know, and, oh, and now you want to open a Bitcoin, another phony currency so you could steal more money. And we got so much shit, right. About phony currency, Bitcoin that we didn't open the site. Okay. And mm. Bitcoins were $5. You could get Bitcoins for $5 a coin. Okay. That this is, this is fucking five, six years ago, five years ago. Okay. Instead, we invested all this money in the site. I don't even tell you. And like me and my friend, if we would have took the 10,000 that we invested in the site, I just bought Bitcoin with it. We'd be worth 50 million a piece today. Yep. There you go. Yep. There you go. There's your, there's your Mike. There's another Mike Mattis. Yep. fucking success fucking story right there. But Mike, just getting back to full tilt for a second. I mean, when I, and again, I, I got my money back from full tilt from poker stars. Yeah, well, them, so, you know, yeah, it's well, so like, I thought I was getting my money back too. I had over $300,000 online, but they yeah. decided that, Oh, if you were a red pro and, and you work for, you, you don't get any of your money back. That was the, yeah, government. you got, you got double fucked in that regard. I got double fucked because when yeah. poker stars bought this, I borrowed a substantial amount of money from somebody expecting to get paid by, by a full tilt for the money I had online. So when I won NBC head up, I had to pay all that money to the guy that I owed. So I was, uh, <laughs> I, you don't even know, buddy. I can't even describe to you. You know, I could I could do check raise of the devil too, and an autobiography of post two thousand eight. That's even more. That's ten times more juicier than my first than my first book. Because uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I can't. It's just unbelievable, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess my, the only reason I mentioned that is that, you know, I, I don't really have a grudge against them from the point of view that, you know, I, I know you didn't get your money out. I got my money out. But but I still, from an injustice point of view, I look at this and I see fucking people like Ray Batar living the life he's living. And it makes me sick. It makes me sick to see what me? he got away with. I had to sell my house. I, mean, I, lost, I got sick. I lost everything. I had to sell my house. Nobody would stake me. Nobody would even take a piece of me when I'm like one of the biggest winners in like the history of fucking poker. Okay. And so I went out this year without to prove myself. And I, and I just, these motherfuckers play 50, a hundred tournament. They play eight tournaments a fucking week. I don't play a fucking tournament for a year. Right. I final table three, 10 K's. I cast, uh, I, I just missed the final table, the 50 K. I, I cast, uh, seven of, what, what I what I cast seven out of twenty, right? So don't tell me that these motherfuckers I can't fucking play. And all these new pies play so much better. None of them play fucking shit better than I do. Okay, they're just. And I, I mean, I don't I don't put in any reps. I don't I didn't put a rep in for a year. I didn't play a tournament for a fucking year. And and I had almost one of the top ten best all around uh, World Series. So I mean, these fucking people are just. Well, they're living in fantasy. I guess what I'm saying, and then and then I I look at the other two that I consider to be most involved, and that would be Howard and Chris. And you know, Howard mm. came out, did some interviews, and kind of did a you know poor woe was me story. Uh, but mm. at least he tried. Uh, but I think a lot mm. of the the anger towards Chris is that he Chris's attitude. Well, Chris's attitude is just I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I don't owe you anything, yeah. you know? I mean, 
I don't know. Well, I'm, yeah, I understand. I understand that's so, that's, but that's, yeah. it's not the Chris I don't give a fuck. It's the Chris I'm a very, very, Chris always pride himself of being loved and liked by everybody. When this all went down and he took the, and they were giving him the hit for it, yeah. he was fucking like devastated. I mean, he was, I mean, everybody else could handle it, but he was one of those people that couldn't. And I still think he should have came, you know, when he showed up at the World Series last year, uh, he should have made a statement, you know, like, Absolutely. like, you know, I, like Howard wasn't going to be, there was no way Howard was going to be allowed back at the World Series to play unless Daniel allowed it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and then, uh, I don't know. I don't even know why. I mean, none of these guys should ever even. Why they even have to? Why would they even want to step foot? In so, so wait, you th- you think that Howard's return to the World Series was because Daniel talked uh, Jack Effel into being okay with it? Well, Daniel wasn't going to allow it. I mean, Daniel hated his. Do you remember Daniel? Well, yeah, but but Daniel, Daniel and him got got along better later on. They 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 seem to have made up. Well. Because Daniel, he came over to Daniel's house and they talked for like seven hours and they talked about everything. And that's when Howard kind of came clean and took responsibility. And then he showed back up at the World Series because, uh, I mean, unless they had a long talk or whatever, there was no way that Howard was ever going to be allowed to play without Daniel going crazy and, and, and everybody attacking him. You know what I mean? So if you remember, Daniel came with a with a piece saying that me and Howard had a long talk, and yeah, he's accepting responsibility now, and and that's why Howard was a lot back at the World Series. You know what I'm saying? But uh, hey, I, I listen. The problem, like I said, is is uh, you know I, I understand he, he should. Uh, there's no way Chris should ever show up without making a statement, and. Uh, and then he was, it, it was almost like a, like a spit, like, like he was going to do anything and everything in his power to get himself to play, to win that. That's all around this year. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like, like, yeah, he put a lot of time, a lot of time and effort into it. He needed to be, because he, because he, in his mind, he needed to be vindicated because he took all the heat. For well, you know, it was he did was the biggest shareholder, and but he also really wasn't. He really wasn't when any major decision was done. It didn't. They didn't need to go through Chris to have it done. You understand what I'm saying? Or they didn't need to have to go through Seidel or Jawan or whatever. When Howard and them made the decisions, it was they made the decisions, and that was it. You know. Yeah, for him, did he really say that they didn't know nothing about processing problems until the day it happened? Until a few he days, really until that? a few days beforehand. And also, I spoke to Howard personally this Ugh. summer, and, and this uh, this this summer he he told me that he basically, like, starting in two thousand eight, he wasn't even uh, managing anything anymore, and he just was uh, was helping out on the side. Fucking liar! He's a fucking liar. Okay, he fucking she didn't want anything to happen with his name and she wanted him back and their marriage was because she was away. So he came back and basically for the sake of their marriage. Okay. And to help save their marriage and said, I'm retiring from full tilt, blah, 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 blah. And 
raid ran day-to-day operations, but no matter what was said or done, every decision was done. Without, what could never be done unless Howard approved of it, too. Yeah, that that's, that's, the, that's the impression that I got, too. And, I, I mean, out of all of this, though, I think Ray Batar is the one who just kind of slides under the radar because he just left. He just said, see you later, yeah. fuckers. And he's just Batar, gone. Ray Batar, Ray, you know, Ray Batar was the, the, the criminal of all. I mean, he was the biggest criminal of all, okay? But it was all ego-driven. If he, want, he wanted to be bigger than poker stars at, at, at any cost. Right. Any cost. And the sick part is, is once the company got so big, you just pay a fucking guy, a CEO, to two, three million a year, fucking four million, five million a year to fucking run the company, make sure everything's in order. You know, these guys didn't know nothing about business. I mean, Howard was a poker player. I mean, they didn't know nothing about business. Right. How to run a company of that magnitude. You know, how do you just let that happen? I'm not sure any of them actually really did. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they did. I mean, that was a big problem. People don't realize how hard I worked and how hard we worked to build poker up in the early 2000s. Uh, when the WPT, I remember the first one, one of the first party poker million, there was 25 of us. You know, people, we, the, the WPTs didn't just become big overnight. There was a certain amount of us that went from place to 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 help try and build poker up. And see, one of the biggest problems I got with these fucking young kids of today and, and 20, and Phil has a problem with it too. That's why Phil calls, gets all mad when they, they knock him and they, they, and they, they don't respect it. You know what I'm saying? They don't respect the fact that if it wasn't for people like me, Daniel, Phil, uh, going from place to place to place and building poker, they, they, they would have nothing today. Poker would, there would be no chance to make money. You know, right, they could so say the money maker effect. You know, they could say the money maker effect. Yes, the money maker effect was used. So I'll never forget. You know, me and Eric Seidel, we used to be really close friends, and I'll never forget the money maker was had the chips, and we went to this little restaurant right off of by down downtown by the horseshoe. And I go, I can't believe another idiot's going to win the World Series. This was like the year after fucking uh, what's his name won, where Phil shaved his head, and I'm just like. He's like, don't worry, Mike. If this guy Moneymaker wins the World Series, you're going to be richer than you'll ever dream of. And he's right. I would have been if they didn't destroy me. Well, let, but, Mike, uh, let me give you a hypothetical. Let's say that you could go to any one of these people that was involved in Full Tilt. You get to pick one person. You go to them, and they they are going to be responsible for paying you the money that you are owed. Who would you go to? Right now? Yeah, right. Well, I, mean, I mean, like whoever you think is most culpable or most able to pay or whatever, you know, one person. I mean, Ray Bittar. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah that, that was my answer. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, too. I mean, you know, that Ray Bittar, uh Howard, Seidel, Jawanda, and... Uh, I took a side after this Black Friday, and it took me almost two years to reconcile with Ivy because they made Ivy out to be this, like, horrible person that did this, 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 this. And, you know, I've been friends with these guys for years, and I believed them, you know, and uh, instead of listening to Phil's side of the story. 
you know, and uh, I uh, I regretted that for a lot of long time. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, uh, it just sucks that every single person involved with Full Tilt, beside me or Lingren, you know, are, are just never like they're all set for life. I mean, it's just. And, and they walk around and it's just, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I have a problem with some people, you know, that were volatile. So I have a big problem with some people and I, because they're just underappreciated about there's some people that have millions that just, I mean, like they just underappreciate. I mean, how hard I work, how much I did for that company. You know what I'm saying? Like that company went up twenty eight percent when I uh, when my when my tournament of champions aired right after I had final table the main event after I got out of jail in oh five, right? And you know, and they tried to say, Oh, it went up because of party poker's pullout. I said, No, party poker pulled out two weeks ago. Why did it go out uh, why did it go up twenty eight percent the day after my uh, tournament of champions aired? You know what I'm saying? They they never wanted they wanted to keep me down so they didn't and lie to me so they didn't have to pay me what they were supposed to pay me. And I mean, there's, just, I found out so many things later on, like, like certain amount of people were getting paid, like more than way more than me. And a lot of people that I, I mean, just, I don't even want to talk about it. it just, it's too aggravating. I, I got full, I really actually got full tilt behind me, but I don't have this fucking Chris Termina behind me and I don't care what happens. I, I, I mean, I will take this motherfucker down. I don't give a shit what happens. I don't care if I never get a quarter out of it. Uh, what he did and all the lies to me. I, I said, my girl, she kept saying he's lying to you. He's lying to you. He's stealing from you. He's stealing from you. He's lying to you. No, no, he would never do that. He would never do that. We're best friends. He would never do that. But I, I should have got a clue when, uh, when, uh, he got married without me, without telling me. And we were supposed to be like best, best friends. Yeah. That's a sick. So, oh, well, I go, I got, I, he goes, oh, well, it was just a few, a close friend. I'm like, close friends. Do you have a closer friend than me? You know, and I, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, but we're going to have a formal wedding in a couple weeks. Uh, and, I, and then I never got invited to that. Uh, I, 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 there was, there was a lot of signs that this guy was a fucking, a stone cold criminal. And this guy is a fucking criminal of he is a 10 times the criminal that fucking howard letterer or anybody with full tilt ever was trust me when i tell you this so what when is this I mean, court this case guy, when is the court case i mean this well i I'm, it's gonna be a while but uh I, I mean i just basically uh got together with the lawyer only a few days ago uh because i've had no money to really uh to, to fight this, but, uh, the, that guy, that's the guy, Chris, that I told you, I met in some of that put me in a lot of those big events that took happening and everything. Uh, his friend's a lawyer and we had a, some talk and he's going to work on contingency. So that's what I needed really to do. And plus he really likes me and he wants to help me just fucking bury this motherfucker. So, you know, uh, I mean, it, it's a, you don't understand the criminal enterprise of this, okay? My tax lady, and it, it gets even bigger, okay? The, lady, the person who's done my taxes for 15 years, okay, who I hooked up with Chris to do the taxes and do everything with the company, 
she fucking went behind my back and she was behind this whole manipulation of stealing like all this from me. So it's like a double fuck. She's going down too. Okay. It's not just him. She, I want him and her to go down in flames. Were, were they, were they in cahoots against you? Street. I want to see both of them beg on the street working at fucking McDonald's for a fucking dollar. Okay, but were That's they, my goal in life. Do you, do you think they no were in, do you think they were in cahoots against you? No, they were in cahoots to, to, to she got paid all this money, okay, because she, she got the LL, she, she, she was the one behind all the paperwork, you know, to keep all the things in order and get it all flipped. And she was able to want to, to, to yeah, she's, she was behind stealing a lot of all the money from me. She was, I think she was the mastermind of it all, to be honest with you. And she got paid handily, okay? And I'm going to prove it in court, that what, what happened. And when I do, uh, that's it. And if I lose, I'll still fucking won't back down. It'll make a difference. So I'll have to fucking sue me. What's he going to sue me for? I have nothing. What's he going to sue me for? My rental house? My, my pets? What's he going to steal me for? My, my $500 I have in the bank? Don't What's let him have the cat, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. You, you watch. I'm gonna win this court case. You know. And see, oh, I can't. There's so many things I can't even tell you about it. You know. And say, I wish I could. But when it come all comes out, you put me back on. In six months from now, and you put me back on here. Uh, uh, That's what uh, I want, man. <laughs> I want to have you back on when you're doing your victory lap. Well, yeah, and, and, and I, I have and a you're question. Actually, yeah. able to talk about I, it. I have a know? question about yeah. the. Well, Speaking of victory laps, you know, I, uh, you know, I've been living in pain since my injury, like all the time. And then I get, I go through bouts where I'm not in pain. And for some godforsaken way during the World Series this year, I, it's like God watched after me for like, there was six weeks long. For five weeks, I was pain free. And the pain started about the last week. And I was really, really worried about making it through the main event. And, uh, I had, uh, by day three, um, I had some bad things happen and I don't even want to talk about it, but, uh, to make a long story short, they, uh, they decided they were going to put me on what's called a spinal cord stimulator and trial. And so they inserted these wires into my back to my spinal cord. And this was just last week. And, uh, they, you had a little remote control and they, they, to make a long story short, the trial worked and it got me like 90% pain free. Like it was like, like I literally was living a, a whole new life for a week. And it was, I didn't realize how much it had helped me because as crazy as this sounds here, it's like when I take Adderall, it suppresses the pain. Now you can look anywhere online and you won't find anything that helps with nerve pain that Adderall does. But for me, for some reason, it alleviates the pain. So I started this trial and I've been, you know, I've been playing a lot online and I've, you know, I've been, I've done, I've done really well, uh, playing online PLO eight. And I, uh, so without it, I would not, I'd have nothing. I mean, I've made like, I can't even, I can't even tell you what I've made in that playing PLO eight. But, um, uh, Basically, what I do is I make money, I pay my bills, and whatever I have left over, I just pay what I, people I owe, you know? 
Okay, so, so I, have, I have a question about this lawsuit here. Uh, you said you have a lawyer, and but yet you say you're broke. Did this lawyer take it on contingency? Yeah, he took, that's the thing. That's why I've been waiting for so long, because I, I, I needed somebody to do that. Because I did, the, the lawyer, that's why he knew he, he, he knew he could get away with it, because he knew I had nothing. He knew I lost everything when I, from my injury, but I lost my house. He knew everything, so he figured, well, Mike's not going to have a lawyer. He has no money for a lawyer to sue me or whatever, because uh, he knows the lawyer bills are like $35,000 or 30000 And uh, I, uh, you know, and it's basically over, the money is around what's owed to me, about 125000 so you know, is, is there you know, is it worth it you to put the thirty five thousand and win one hundred twenty five thousand or whatever? But this guy is uh, going to work with me, and uh, and uh, it's it, like I said in that tweet, your day of reckoning is upon you. You know, it's coming, and for him and that fucking criminal, fucking thief Teresa, fucking that's going to get hers too. Because yeah. I, I just, you, you just don't even know. I, I, I wish I could just. just outline to you what this motherfucker did and said to me. I mean, I, I, I can't even, oh, don't worry. The co- Mike, just get better, get better. We got it covered. I go, do you want me to start coming to some events? I'm starting to feel it. No, no, we got it covered. Just get better. All the whole time, he was just stealing everything from underneath me. I mean, whatever 13% of 500,000 is plus uh, that's something I know that we made. Okay, that's our, our side over two years. Like I think we made more than that. Okay, but I'm gonna have to once I get to see. The, that's the thing is once I get the books, you know, the the the, the once the court goes, the, once the 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 books of what was made. See this fucking Teresa. She's fucking, you know, she knows how to work the books. Okay, and that's the thing. She could. I I don't know what they've hidden. I don't, I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? They, I know they, 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 she knows how to finagle them off. I mean, she's been my accountant for 15 fucking years. I know everything about her, you know? So I'm going to have to, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I, I'm telling you right now, as God is my witness, the guy that put me in jail, I will never be his friend. I forgive him. Full tilt to destroy my life. I forgive him. I will not forgive this fucking Chris Torino what he's done to me. That's how serious to me it is. And it's over a lot less money, and it's over a lot less things. It's when you put somebody, your trust and your life and trust into somebody, somebody who had nothing that you loaned them 50000 okay, to help keep him on his feet, and you're supposed to get paid back in two weeks. And I didn't get paid back until I got paid back with my own money when they sold the company from underneath me, okay? which was six months ago, uh, you, you, for the man to sit there, it's, I go, how could you, I go, I let you stay on my couch. You had nothing. I was, you know, that was five years ago. That's, that's a, could you even imagine somebody when you had nowhere to stay, let you stay on couch? Well, that was five years ago. Like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I can I can see there's a lot a lot of anger here. So, uh, yeah, you, you seem very dedicated oh, to very dedicated to to getting justice here. I am very dedicated to getting justice, you know. And you know, when the whole thing was going down, and here's the the thing: when they were getting ready to sell the thing, right? So originally he was saying we we're going to sell it for like four million, right? And that was what he was trying to get. 
And then he says, well, he goes, uh, we're in serious talks with WPT, and it's going to be less than two million, but more than a million. I'm like, okay, so like 1.5. He says, yeah, probably around 1.5. Because, and this is when I'm, this is why the, where the anger is, okay? Because it fucked me in so many ways. Because I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got 13 percent, 1.5. That's 180,000. He owes me 50. That's 230. The other guy owns part of the company. Owes me 25. That's 260. Plus the money we made the last two years, which was like. 500,000, which is another 60, so it's like 300. I talked to him on the phone, so I go, that's about 300,000 for me, right? He goes, yep, right? So he knew, okay, why the whole company had already been split into a quarter without me knowing about it, okay? He was lying to me on the phone about this. You, you understand? And I have to prove it in court. Yeah, well, you know, you know what's a good sign? I'll, I'll tell you what's a good sign here. When you can get an attorney to take something on contingency, that means that the attorney yeah. believes in the case. Otherwise, they're not going to waste their. Yeah, if you pay an attorney, they'll take any crap case, and because uh, uh, you're paying mm-hmm. them per hour. But when you, well, when, he's also he, he's also the best friend of of, of, of a guy that uh, that uh, that helped me out this summer, and we we've become pretty good friends. Okay. So uh, and we went out together, and he was really nice. So we'll you know we'll see how that goes. But the point is, is like so you you have to understand this like. Like I, I had borrowed some money from Daniel and I owed him and I told him as soon as I go, Daniel, I could show you like the, the things in, in process of being sold. I go, and you're going to have your money. So not only did he fuck me here, but I promised Daniel he'd have his money on a certain date only to find out this motherfucker fucking gave me, uh, instead of me getting 300,000, I got a whole 44,000. So, so did Daniel ever get paid back? Did Daniel get paid back yet? I owe, I, you know, I've given him some. I owe Daniel still a little bit. Is, okay, but but so I got double fucked. You understand what I'm saying? So now I, be, I look like a, a fucking a liar. I look like a, a thief. You understand what I'm saying? Does Daniel know this whole story? Does, does he know that you got screwed? Nope. <sighs> because my and Daniel's fight became politically. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. So you, so you had a, so you're so, not really, you're not really talking to him much because of, uh, is it because Daniel hates we, Trump so we much? We talked during the World Series. We talked during the World Series after we, we, the, the, we, we, the venom that me and Daniel had towards each other was, was awful. It was really sad. It was sick. It, you know, we, we, we've, we've, we've got in a somewhat talking terms. I think it's all going to work out and I'm hoping to God one day that we'll be closer friends than we were before. You know, um, it's going to be, it's always going to be hard because when you're, like I said, when you're so brainwashed politically and you have such hatred, it's tough to fix when somebody disagrees with you on that. Well, I've now, seen, I've seen that since, since this past election, there have been so many friendships I've watched people uh, lose the people have destroyed. yeah many friendships it's destroyed over this and I th- I think it's so stupid that people have lost friendships over it's this so dumb it's unbelievable and 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 it's just like you know it's like when Daniel makes that comment on Twitter I think it was two months ago month ago we're at civil war and anybody who's on Trump's side is will is no friend of mine and I will kill to do what I, I mean did you remember that statement that I, I, I didn't no, I didn't see that there? I didn't see that but 
And oh, I, my God. And everybody was like, you're the, you're, the hatefulness that you have is what's wrong with this country. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the bitterness over politics, but it's because it's brainwashing. And, like, I'll admit it because when I first got involved with, with it, I was kind of more brainwashed to the right side, okay? And it's once you realize, well, what, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? The left is fucking evil as fuck, yes, but the right, they're fucking lying criminals too, and everybody's lying and doing what they can for power, and, and the whole country's getting played. And once you realize that, and me and Tristan did that. See, Tristan was very left-leaning, and me and Tristan were very good friends, and we would never ever not be friends over politics, but we would always have a problem talking politics because his views were so opposite of me. But then we started talking, and then we started, he would show like like anti-Trump articles, okay, whatever. Now, I would send him back the article, I would send him back a video disproving what he had read. And he would, <laughs> so we could go back and forth disproving what kind of news is out there. You see what I'm trying to say? And if you let yourself get sucked in to what the fake news and the bullshit and you don't look for yourself, that's the divide in the country. Well, and so me and Tristan, me and Tristan have decided that from now on, whenever we see anything negative or whatever, we, we just send each other an article and we try and disprove the negative part or the truth part that he thinks is true that I think is false. And it's worked out really good for us. And we've been able, and we were able to talk and siphon through it. And that's why, if you notice a lot of Tristan's tweets now too, always say, you know, you know, love each other. Don't look through, look through the bullshit. Don't, don't just believe what you see. I I think that honestly, I I think the better solution in these political situations between friends is just if there's somebody who feels very strongly on the other side just don't talk to them about it and that's that's what i have done with people i i i am i'm to the right myself but i don't i I have people who are on the left who i'm friends with i just don't talk about it with them and and they don't talk about it with me and it's fine because they these the, the truth is the average individual almost everybody individually has very little influence over what's going to happen politically. So so you can talk about it all. You can complain about Trump all you want. You can complain about people on the left right. all you want. But you're not going to have any or very much influence on that at all. So why waste so much energy and ruin friendships and drive people away exactly. and, and drive people over away over it? Is, is, is the left could dream all they want that Trump's getting impeached because it's never happening, okay? And the, and, and the base has this, like, dream that's going to happen. You know, and it's never going to happen. And not only is it not going to happen, okay, they, they need to get themselves, like, there's a lot of these things that Gavin says that I fucking hate him for. I mean, and I call it out every fucking, I am not, I will call him out every time I think he's fucking an idiot and out of line, okay? But, like I, like I tell people, he's our president. He's your president. He's everybody's president. They don't want to believe it, but he's their president. And the thing is, is I've, I've become really good friends with a guy named John Garza on uh, Twitter, and he is as left-leaning as you could be, right? But he loves the country, and we have become really good friends, and uh, we talk a lot. We actually talked for like an hour last night politically about different things. And it's funny, we became better friends because he was a diehard Astro fan, I was a diehard Dodger fan, and 
I was at the World Series and we were like, we were pulling for each other. Like, you know, but to make a long story short, and our discussion last night politically was take away the left, take away the right, take away everything, and think about right now the big picture. This guy in North Korea is a fucking madman. Okay, this guy has been like this. these guys. They've been like this for twenty for twenty five years. They have literally hijacked billions from the United States. Okay, billions. Bill Clinton gave them five billion dollars to, to 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 not move the nuclear program. What did they do? They used all the money the U.S. gave them and took it all and put it right into their nuclear program. And now they are within striking distance of an ICBM that could fucking destroy the United States. Okay? So forget left and right. Forget your hatred, these people's hatred for Trump, okay? We are as close to war, and we're not talking, like, war. We're talking a war where millions and millions of people can die. Okay? All because this bad man wants to blow up the United States, okay? But see, ever since the Korean War ended, which it never ended because it was never it was it never actually ended and there was never anything signed, okay, they hold the US and South Korean as their ally and the US is one day all their oh, he's got all his people like brainwashed that one day the US is gonna come and bomb us. Okay? And they're gonna that the US is our is the Antichrist, okay? And so in his country, like, yeah, do they have internet? They have internet to only what they want to see. They don't have internet to the world. They're guarded by only news, like like Kim Jong-un is a god to all the North Korean people. They don't know anything else. They're just, they're just They don't know the outside world exists, okay? It's pretty crazy, but, like, this, this, this ICBM that went 2,300 miles high and 600 miles long, okay, I mean, this is capabilities of reaching the United States, okay? And what they, people like, you can be anti-Trump all you want. Trump has gotten China to do more for the United States in the last six months than any president in the last 25 years that China has done anything for the United States, okay? They got, China is choking, okay, North Korea from giving them oil, from giving them anything. And nothing is going to deter them because they don't care if they starve their people. They don't care. It, 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 the, the, the guy's a 32-year-old kid. He was handed power at 24 years old. Okay? That's why him and Dennis Rodman get along so long. All he wants to do is smoke pot fuck hookers and fucking uh, make nuclear bombs. I mean, this guy's nuts. <laughs> and so what's going to happen now? Here's the thing, okay? If... Trump does nothing, and this guy sends a hydrogen bomb or nuclear bomb to South Korea or U.S. mainland, we're fucked. If Trump does a preemptive takeout, Trump, oh my God, it's Trump's fault we're at war. You see what I'm trying to say? It's so. Where's going to be the patriotism behind the United States because of the divide? You understand? So I well, say, there, there is what, a, there, there is a huge divide. I, I though I I tell you I believe that uh, 
I believe North Korea does a lot of posturing, and I think they just want to appear strong, and they 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 want to actually have the weapons so so they can back it up, and so they you know they they do create right. fear for the United States. I don't think they're they actually do want to attack the United States. I don't think they want to get in a war where, where a lot of them die. This is different than Middle East terrorists, where they uh, they believe that you know they they do want to die and that they have to die for their their cause, and they don't care if if everybody in the world dies. I, I think that right. the North Koreans don't want to die, and I don't think Kim Jong Un wants. To die, and uh, no. they, so they, but they, 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 they want to posture with, with strength, and and okay, uh, so so if okay. they want gentlemen, to, gentlemen, if they want to be right stage, Cal, what? Right now, I want to die because it's fucking. <laughs> I'm on the East Coast. It's like oh yeah, it's almost it's almost five a.m. Yeah, all right. But, so we'll, <laughs> but we'll talk for a couple more minutes, and then we'll go. But, but Mike, like, Mike, I just wanted about- to say thank you for coming on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign off. But thank you for coming on, and I hope we talk to you after oh, you, uh, after you sue these guys' pants off. Yeah, we're, we're losing a host here, Mike. Uh, we, we, uh, we can finish a few more minutes here, but yeah, uh, yeah, Cal, yeah. Uh, Cal, watch dropping off, and yeah. uh, uh, we we can finish All here, right. and then uh, he's just uh, yeah, dropping I just off himself. Say it's like what what like let's just say because I'm you know Trump came forward and said. You know, I'll sit down with Kim Jong-un, and then all the fucking senators went, everybody went crazy. Oh, you can't give this guy any legitimacy. Well, the guy's got a nuclear fucking weapon, a hydrogen bomb, and a fucking ICBM. You got to give the guy legitimacy. You know what I'm saying? If that's all he wants is legitimacy, and, and, and I mean, I'm sure that, that, that the country will sit down and, and like, Drop all the sanctions, give this guy legitimacy if they disarm their nuclear whatever, but I'm not so sure that they want to. I mean, like, China's choked off 50% of their oil, uh, like a week, at, uh, like three days after Trump visited China last, uh, what was it two weeks ago? And they, um, and then they, they, they had this launch yesterday. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's scary, buddy. Yeah, well, it, it is scary, but I, I just I don't see it happening. I, I I don't actually don't I don't think it's gonna get that far. I I you know there has to be some care in the situation, but I, I don't think it's gonna get that far. If you have two sides that just don't want to do it, uh, that want to posture but just don't want to do it, then uh, I mean the way they uh, Mattis talked yesterday, uh, uh, and the way Nikki Haley talked today, she said the. She said we're the clo- we're the closest to war we've ever been. I mean, that's I mean, uh, you don't make statements to the press like that. I mean, that's well, it can mean a lot of things. I just uh, I, I I don't I, think it'll be the thing is is I don't believe it'll be a nuclear war or anything like no. People, I don't. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I don't, Let me tell you something. We have so many spies inside North Korea. Okay, they're gonna they they have a precision plan to take it out if they have to. And it's not, they're not so worried about the United States as much as they are Seoul and Japan. Like Seoul is 25 million people. They could destroy Seoul and kill 20 million people in a, in a, in a blink of an eye. You understand? That's the thing. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, Man. anyway, Mike, it's, it's gotten pretty late. You're on a long time. We got a cat scan yeah. tomorrow. I guess we got end the show, but, but, you know, thank you. Thank you. 7 a.m. also. Th- thank so, you. Thank uh, you yeah, for coming on and, yeah, uh, and, uh, Good, good luck and, with the uh, good. Well, you know, we'll keep in chat. And, and uh, Todd, you, we've known each other a long time. So, we have, yeah. Uh, you got my number. You got my number for get my number from Andrew, whatever. You know, anytime you want to chat, you know, yeah, we yeah, can talk you. a lot. You know. So, uh, all right, man. Take care. All right. And, uh, thank you for coming on. Good talking to you. All right. Good night, Mike. You got it. Bye.
So it's Mike Matisau, the surprise at the end of the show here. Long, long surprise. We had him on a long time. And you heard him. He said he'll uh, be glad to come on again. And uh, I, I will want an update with this lawsuit. Um, you know, we heard his side. We obviously didn't hear the other side. So, you know, I can't condemn the other side without its knowledge of it. But uh, he's going forward with a lawsuit with a, uh, a lawyer who took it on contingency. So we will see. Maybe then we can call him again at some point and have him back on the show. As you hear, Mike Madison likes to talk. I mean, he probably would have gone on for another five hours if I let him. But I, I was starting to get tired. And it, it's funny. It's at the end of the show, so we didn't have anything else to do. Uh, I'm going to save the evil empire thing till next week because I don't really have the energy for it right now. But uh, since it's at the end of the show, I figured, okay, let's just let it go. You know, how often do we have uh, Mike Madison on here? Maybe been the first time he's actually been on this show. I'm forgetting. Sometimes this all blends together between this and the Doc Down shows. It's I, you know there was really only a, a six month gap in maybe a little bit more than six months, seven months uh, in in me doing a regular radio show because. You know, never when poker radio started in like 05 or early 06 or something. And I, I was kind of just a guest on there. I wasn't a regular host. And that was what Mike on did that. And then I think it was in 08 is when we, we started a regular show early 08 on uh, never when poker. And that one got popular very fast. And before that, it was like an occasional thing MyCon did. The first time we had like a weekly regular show was in 08. And so we did it all through 08, uh, all through 09. Then we switched over to Dockdown, and we did the show for two more years there. And and then MyCon and I had our falling out, and I left. And uh, I know the radio continued over there for some time with with MyCon and Brandon. And uh, then MyCon and Brandon had their falling out. And I know MyCon continued the show a little bit on his own, but it wasn't quite the same. And I, I was gone from all these forums between like September oh, September 2011 and uh, until I started Poker Fraud Alert in beginning of March 2012. And then we had our first radio show, I believe, at the end of March of 2012. And I think we've had our first like regular show. Let me I can go see right now. We've been at it for yeah, – it's getting – it's a little bit more than five and a half years we've been at this. But I've been doing a regular radio show other than that seven-month period since early 2008. So we're almost like at the 10-year mark since I started doing these weekly shows on the various sites. So it all kind of blends together. Sometimes I forget what we were doing on Doc Down versus uh, here versus Never Went Poker. Usually I, I, I can remember it pretty well, but sometimes it blends together. So, yeah, I see, I see the very first show we did on this site was on March 21st, 2012. Actually, it was the second show. The first one, I didn't archive it because I didn't put in that capability yet. The first archive show was March 21st, 2012. And then we didn't do another one until almost a month later. So the first real show was on... Uh, April 15th, which was the Black Friday anniversary special. It was the one-year anniversary of Black Friday. And uh, then the first 
but that we were just kind of doing kind of spontaneous shows. The first regular show we did was on May 22nd, 2012, which was with uh, me, Brandon, and Vowels, our female co-host, who uh, just kind of eventually left the site. For no real reason, she just kind of left. So, yeah, we've been at this, and we're going to continue being at this, and I'll be back next week. I assume Calwatt will be back next week, and that will be on December 6th. And we will be doing a show every week for the rest of the year. So we'll have our show December 6th. Next one will be December 13th. Next one will be December 20th. And the next one will be December 27th. We're just going to go all the way through the Wednesdays of December. And uh, we will not be taking a break for the holidays like we have in the past. Not sure about January 3rd. May or may not be available for that. But all through December, we should be here. And uh, I do want to mention, uh, once again, our sponsor, Eric Benzamokin. And uh, Brandon, it's, uh, one second here, please, Brandon. I'm going to play our uh, our sponsors, and then we'll uh, I will take your call here. So uh, this show is brought to you by attorney Eric Benzamokin. Okay, now most of you guys know that I'm very picky regarding which sponsors I take. If I don't believe in the product or service being offered, I don't take the ad. And that's why I lose money on the site every month, even though I'm a cheap Jew, and it kills me to send out that money every month knowing that it is not coming back in. But I'm really, really excited about this new Poker Fraud Alert sponsor because I feel he's providing a service to the poker community that they really, really need. Eric Bensamokin is an attorney and a longtime poker player who provides arbitration and mediation for poker and gambling-related disputes. Now, simply put, if someone owes you money, or if they think you owe them money, he's a fully impartial third party you can trust to listen, understand, and decide who's right. The reason you can trust him is because Eric is a licensed attorney in the state of California and federally, and he's able to arbitrate and mediate for you no matter where you live. So you don't have to be in California, you can be anywhere, and he can arbitrate or mediate for you. What makes Eric perfect for this is the fact that he's an attorney bound by the rules and ethics of the state bar. And he's also a longtime poker player, so he understands the issues of our community. And at the same time, he's an outsider, and he, he's probably not likely to know anybody connected to your dispute. So you're not going to have to worry that he's friends with a guy that you're disputing with, or even friends of a friend. He's really an outsider to the community who plays poker for fun, but knows the community really well. It's perfect, and he's a licensed attorney. You can't do better than that. This means you will get a completely impartial decision from a qualified attorney who understands everything. And I'll be honest, if I had a poker-related money dispute with someone, Eric is the exact type of arbitrator or mediator that I would be looking for. Take down his email address, eric at eblawfirm.us. That's eric at eblawfirm.us. If you feel you're being scammed or if someone owes you money or someone's accusing you of owing them money, just send Eric an email. It's not going to cost you anything. It's not going to hurt you. Just send him an email, and he'll tell you what he thinks of the whole situation, and then he can go from there. Eric can perform both arbitration, where he decides who's right, and mediation, where he helps both of you figure out your own agreement. Keep the email address around, even if you don't have a dispute at the moment, because you never know when one will come up, and Eric is exactly the man you need for the job. That's eric at eblawfirm.us. That's attorney Eric Benzamokin, eric at eblawfirm.us.
Hi, Brandon. You know, it's it's kind of ironic I came on right during the sponsor uh, commercial because I can actually bet spoke with Eric Benzokin, Ben Benzo, what? What is it again? <laughs> Eric Benzamokin is his name. Benzamokin. Uh, I mean, I can't talk about it because I had to actually sign a, a non-disclosure agreement as your one. Yes. But I talked with him. He gave me a free consultation because he knew I was part of the fraud channel. And uh, top, top. Gave me some great advice, and I mean that's all I can say. I mean, you can vouch for this. Yes, I mean, yes, I was there. I was, I was, on, that, I was on, I was on the phone call. Yeah, you're on the phone call. So I definitely, got... I agree. Uh, go with this guy, Eric. If you have any disputes, top top. And like I said, because I'm part of the fraud network, he gave me a free consultation. What more can a guy ask for in 2017? Yeah, it, right? was, it was very good. I was impressed. So I'm at the casino, and I was listening. Uh, I just tuned it in. I hadn't listened all night. I heard. The Manasau interview, I'm not sure which part or how long he had been on. Uh, I know you're winding things down. Yes. One question. With the excellent hosts that were uh, talking with him, did anyone ask Manasau about where it stood with his Ted Forrest with? Yes, yes. He answered and he said that uh, there was some guy that, that was settled, he claimed, and that he said that, that Ted just brought it back up because he was uh, broke and needed money for his legal troubles with the bad checks. He said that uh, this bad checks. You said yes. Be going around him. Right? Yes, it does. It, uh, so Matisau claimed that uh, what happened was that he settled for a hundred thousand dollars with someone that Ted Forrest owed a lot of money to and was likely never to be paid. So basically, the big debt that Matisau had to Ted Forrest was sold for uh, much less to this other party who. Ted Forrest owed money to who accepted a hundred thousand for it. That, that's his claim. I, and Madison basically, Madison basically admitted he's busted, huh? Yes, several times he admitted that. Jesus, that's sad. I mean, it's it's, would, it's been a common theme in his life. I heard I heard where he said that he couldn't get people to stake him or take pieces of him. Why do you think that is? I mean, he, he is a winning live. I mean, I, I know probably online he's a big loser overall. But I would guess tournament wise, he's got to be he's got to be up lifetime. That's what I would think. I mean, yeah, tournament tournaments. Player. I know that's what I would think when it seems like when he plays tournaments, he does very well. So I'm not sure about that. Maybe maybe he was talking about cash. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyhow, how was the? Oh, one other thing, and you got to go. I'm not going to go on one of those tangents. I did look. Uh, you know, I'm here at the casino out here in Vegas. I did look at the the show description, and I saw mention of the San Miguel Casino and LOL, I got yesterday, literally in the mail, a thing from them uh, that, you know, is a flyer, or it's actually in a really nice envelope, I can send it to you, and it stated what you said, about 10% if I, if I get credit approved in fruit play or, you know, whatever their version of it was, and then LOL, I guess they don't have a hotel, they gave me a number to call marketing or a host to get me a complimentary room during my stay at a Best Western, which I guess they're affiliated <laughs> with. So who's selling my information, first of all? Uh, that, that could be a lot of things. Uh, sometimes a, a trick you can do, to, I mean, for the mail it won't help you, but um, sometimes what you can do is uh, have a different email address, like a, some variation. It helps when you have like your own domain so you can do this, but like you, you make a different email address for different businesses, and then if that email address pops up, somewhere else you know who gave it out 
Uh, that's that's one way. Uh, one other way you Nobody can do it. mailed it to me. No, I know. In, in the mail, mail. In, in the mail, the only thing you can do is put small variations of your address. So, like, let's say you live at uh, one two three Main Street, you put like uh, one two three uh, A no, Main but what Street. What I'm saying is, I'm a gambler. No one else in my household got it. No one, none of my friends got it. Obviously, I'm somebody sold. I know, you know I know. That's what I'm trying to say. I know, that's what I'm trying to say. That oh, okay. that the only way to detect this is to give a different, a slightly different address to every casino you sign up with. But I'm asking you, what do you think? Do you think it would be a land-based casino or an online casino? I, I think I think it was online. land. I think it was land-based, and someone stole information. Oh. Uh, Maybe like a host left or something. Yes. And they put all the information on like the USB and got out of there. Yes, yes, I think something like that. Yeah. So, what was your verdict? Is this a scam or is it? If I go there and I get a line of credit for fifty thousand, are they really giving me five thousand? I don't know. That's what Chico, Chico Loco tried to find that out, and they couldn't answer it for him. They they just didn't know. They they hadn't even heard of this promotion. Come on. They they, had, they they hadn't heard of it, and they said that I'd have to call the 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 credit department tomorrow that opens at eight a.m. Who brought this to your attention? If you don't mind me asking, it was Alan Mendelson. Brought you? it. Alan Mendelson wrote an article about it. Oh wow! Oh, I wonder if it was Caesar. Well, no, if it was Caesar's, you would. All right, I'll send you a picture of mine. That's really weird that they don't even know about it. Yeah, it was very. I, I, huh. It threw me off because I expected to do like a funny call with Chico Loco, like like just asking all these outrageous questions about the ten percent and everything. But then they uh, they didn't know about it. It kind of took the air out of the phone call. Yeah, where, uh, where is this casino located? I didn't even look it up. It's it's kind of it's in River it's in San Bernardino County. It's not that far from Big Bear, if you know where that is. It's uh, I mean it's not up the mountain, but it's how many uh, hours from Vegas? Uh, probably Roughly. three you know and something, three and a half or something. It's a uh, yeah, probably huh. three and a half. I mean, maybe it's maybe if there's no catch, you know, it's worth doing. You know, calling them. I mean for. You know, if that's true, and I can get five fifty thousand. That's five k. There's got to be some cash. That's what I was saying before on the show. Like, I can't, I you can't just show up and and you know get a massive line of credit and then just run the free play and leave. There's no way they they tolerate that. Like, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah it, there wasn't any asterisks, you know, under it where you know it said you know these conditions, you know those conditions, nothing. Did it mention? Did, did it mention a? Ma- have you seen it? Did, did it mention a maximum? Posted? No, I haven't. No, he just mentioned it. Uh, was there a maximum? I'll send you a screenshot. Was there a maximum posted or not? No, nope, there was nothing. There's no asterisk, no maximum, no small letters, nothing. Now, now it's possible. It is possible that that, that since they control the amount of credit you're given, that that they just have a maximum of what they'll give you in credit. So maybe that's where the maximum is. But still, you know, let, let's yeah. say you, let's say you can qualify for fifty thousand. That'd be sweet to get five thousand in free play. I, it was funny how they did say it, and again, I'll send it to you. And please feel free to come stay in the beautiful, gorgeous accommodations that are local Best Western. <laughs> <laughs> the the Best Western, it, it's uh, funny. The Best Western was like a big thing in the '80s, but like nobody stays there anymore. I never, I hardly even hear of Best Westerns now. Yeah, I also, if you don't mind, would like a minute to uh, thank everyone that was a part of. The radio show, the holiday edition, as I called it, that I did uh, with Adam Detcourt um, from PFA, Seriously Serious, and, and others, and tons of people called in. Uh, it was five days ago, this past Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Of course, I want to thank you, Todd, for uh, your technical suit help and for making your servers available. Of course, all the listeners and, and donors. And it got such a good response. Uh, I was talking with Detcourt last night, and he was... I'm going to be honest now. You know, he doesn't really listen to the radio. He was actually kind of heartbroken over this uh, thing with the girl. 
you know, yeah, he was even in the he was in the chat. He, I'm being honest, he, he listened he listened to my people. segment about her, and and he he was in the chat. Wow, he was like almost crying in broken accent to me. It was really really sad. Um, but nonetheless, what I wanted to say is uh, we got a tremendous response in terms of how the show came across. So I definitely am back. I'm motivated. I'm not going to say when, but hopefully soon. Uh, we're going to do another show. And I'm, you know, on this PFA network here. So, uh, just look for that. I'm sure the official PFA Twitter account would have a problem promoting it. Check the site, check Twitter. And, uh, that's really all I got. When do you, th- when do you think approximately this next one's going to be? Uh, Dev and I were talking about doing one within like the next seven to ten days. Oh, wow. It could be as soon as this weekend or possibly next weekend. Wow. Okay. Well, you, you guys yeah. are welcome to do this whenever you like. You know, the more shows, the better. There's, there's some people who, who, who get, you know, despite the length of this show, which, which is always at least four hours and often five and sometimes six and more, uh, despite the length of this show, some people get through it and then, and then kind of sit there the remaining days of the week just waiting for the next one. So the fact that there's another show, and one with even a different focus. I, I, I like that on here. Right. Well, you know, let me say this, um, and this is this is the truth. It's not that I've been particularly lazy about doing a show. I mean, it's been a while. It's been probably close to a year. Um, it's not more. But the main reason is that every computer I own in my house, other than the now 12-year-old laptop, does not have a stereo mixer in, which is what is required. The reason why I was able to run it this past week was literally seriously serious. Ran the radio portion from his house here in Vegas, and I just did everything else through Skype. If it wasn't for seriously serious, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. So I'm actually going to ask, you know, if I had a, a, a laptop with a stereo mixer, making it a lot easier. I could literally, on a whim, do radio. So if anyone out there has, you know, relatively new, you know, maybe I don't know, a couple years to five years at the most laptop that they don't use it has the stereo mixer in it and you're willing to sell it to me or if someone can literally tell me a cheap laptop i can buy that definitely has the stereo mixer pm me and i promise you if, if someone can help well me you know there's one other thing you quickly. can do there's one other thing you can do you can get a sound an external sound card that that plugs in the usb and with a, with a stereo mix and uh the the only thing the only problem I have a a, a ninety nine dollar uh, sound card that I take on the road sometimes, and the only issue with that one is that uh, apparently it's kind of soft in how it broadcasts, and we get the complaint from Handicap Me that he can't hear it when he walks around Manhattan. But uh, that was that was the only complaint I've gotten about that sound card. But uh, they so you're, so you're literally telling me I can go just for ninety nine dollars and order. Whatever I need, put it in, put this in through my USB, and that's all I need. I'm, I, I'm ready to go. Provided it has a stereo mix, yes. Like like the, the, the one you I have. Which, yeah. you know which one is that? I, I could probably look up if they still make the one. I, the one I have is kind of old, but I can look up if they still make a version of it. And, and uh, So, okay. yeah, that's something well, you could do. What I'm going to do, I'm going to send you that information to the San Miguel what, and then when you have time, I'll remind you, you know, off, off the radio in a text. You can send that to me. Uh, and still, if anyone does have an older laptop, you know, I, I know what seriously serious Dells commonly have them or the older Dells do. Um, let me know because that's really it. If I can get this, you know, I'll, I'll do a show at least, you know, I can just turn on when I'm feeling, you know, I feel like talking. So, but anyhow, nonetheless, uh, it was a great show. If you haven't listened, it's in the archives. It's on 
I assume on Stitcher and it's on iTunes. Yeah, it's on every it's on everything yeah, it's that just, this it's on everything that this show is on. It's it was a, it was it was broadcast basically as like a regular episode of Poker Fraud on the Radio. It just was not. So everywhere you can get this show, you can get the one Brandon did. Got it. And by the way, uh, I saw this also in the radio thread, and I don't remember who it was, but a user had asked what the status was on Larry Laffer's LOL two digit debt to me. Um, I received an, a message. I guess I can say it, it doesn't matter. I, I received a message from a user on TFA named El Gallo. Yeah, El Gallo, yeah. He said that he was going to be in Vegas uh, firing, you know, just your standard quarter million dollars on football bets. And he said that he would see Larry beforehand and get the money, and then I could come and meet him. But that just seems like too much work that I have to, like, drive down well, I messaged him too. I messaged him too, and I asked him, "Can you just send it to me in Bitcoin or in PayPal or something?" That's what I asked. <laughs> and if he's listening, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I appreciate it, but I just can't guarantee I'm going to drive down for a two-digit debt. Well, that, that's um, what I told just, him. That he, he, he mentioned that to me you know, too. He, the ways you, know, you can move currency, it just seems like too much trouble. What do you think? Yeah, well, that's what I told him when he when he I asked him, "Are you are you really going to pay Larry's debt or or pay on behalf of Larry?" And he said, "Yes, I'm going to be in Vegas. You know, you and Brandon can come get it." I said, "Well, it's, it's, but I don't I don't want to come get it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of turned off about meeting people from the forums right now. I'm not going to lie." He he said he can pay a, a quick pay. I guess he can send it to a, a bank account. I, we'll just have him do that. Well, how about this? If he's listening, or if not, I'll email him. Maybe he could just send it to you, and we could facilitate it that way. That's what I was going to have him do, to send me a, a quick pay. and then uh... Yeah, and I can get nothing towards him. I'm sure he's a great guy. I've seen him on the forums forever. I just It's a lot of work for two digits, you know what I mean? It is. It is. Yeah. So, But anyhow, thank you for taking my call. Uh, is there anything else, we need, any other business we need to talk about? Um, no, no, and as I mentioned, we'll be here uh, every week in December, and, and Brandon sounds like he'll be here uh, at least one of those weeks by himself as well, and if I if I'm around and able to call, uh, I, I will call into the next one. I, I didn't intentionally stay away from this one. It was I really wanted to call in. I just uh, was, I gave was, you ample opportunity. I kept texting you, letting you know we're going to be off an hour. We're going to be off in thirty minutes. You know, I gave you a pretty good update. The problem with the, the hours of of like six to ten thirty are really the p.m. are like the worst hours for me, except on radio night. It's, it's kind of the worst hours for me to be able to do anything. Is this because of just you're with your son, or? Well, yeah, this is when everybody's home because you know my girlfriend's home from work. Like everybody's home, and I, I can't just I I already disappear one night a week on for radio, so I don't want to just vanish yeah. other nights too. And that that so I just I, I I like to wait until everybody goes to sleep, which is around ten thirty, uh, to 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 do all this type of stuff. Makes sense. And, you know, I guess one other thing, you know, I did, I was mistaken. I did actually also listen while I was driving to the casino and I heard your, your story about Bovada. Aren't you afraid at some point? And I'm not saying you've done anything wrong, of course, that you're just going to say, okay, we've had enough of you and ban you and then you're going to be just screwed from your livelihood? Uh, you know, if it happens, the games aren't that great anymore anyway. So it's, if this, if this was like the, 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 Days were just every day. There's an amazing limit hold'em game going, and uh, you know, then I would have to tread lightly. But uh, these days, it's not even. It, I can kind of take it or leave it. So, yeah, uh, it, that's that's the uh, that's the truth. And I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to just uh, 
they, they don't really have a history of doing that. They just uh, they, they they will ban you know, people. Again, I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. No, no, no. I'm know, just saying that. But they have. I haven't seen any like. Never heave, you know. No, I, but I, I but whenever he actually did something. No, but they, they, when they ban people, it's for like kind of hard reasons, like like a, you know someone screwed them with payment processing or somebody uh, uh, violated the. The, the exclusion, like they, they they made a self exclusion and then they played anyway, or they uh, right. they, they multi accounted or you know or abused bonuses, things like that. That's when people get banned. Uh, they don't tend to get insulted is, over in Bovada. They have kind of a thick skin with that. Is does that thirty sixty Omaha still run? It it, it does better? it does run, but it's not that good. Okay. It used to be such a great game like two years ago, two three years ago. It was amazing. Yeah, and I missed the boat with it. See, that. like literally thousand dollar plus pots in a thirty sixty split pot game. Amazing. I know. I, I, I missed the boat with the, with the great Omaha eight games there. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. I'm going to get back to what I'm doing. Thank you for taking my call. And again, uh, I will try to get more notice than I did for the next show. Um, hopefully, Todd, you know, you'll be able to be on. Maybe I'll I'll do a later show or you know because I definitely want Adam on He's nine hours ahead of Vegas time. So that's why we did it earlier. Yeah, you know in that time frame. Well, so. don't worry about me. And in fact, if you start earlier, then I can actually come on probably for the beginning of it. It's just that those hours are starting from like six o'clock get to be tough. So uh, gotcha. But whatever, you don't you don't have to worry about me. That's you know it's 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 a separate show, and and I get ample time on this show as long as I want. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. Obviously, I, people get to hear plenty of me if they want. All right. And again, shout out to Eric uh, Benz. Eric Benz. Eric Benzamokin, yeah. Benzamokin. That's a Jewish name, huh? He, he is a Jew. He's a Jew, just like nice. just like we are. Nice, nice. All right. Well, I think that's all I got. There's really nothing uh, Vegas-wise going on to report on. Um, no, nothing really exciting. They're getting ready to open that. Cons- I mean, not getting ready. You know, relatively that uh, resort world, you know, they're that's starting to get constructed. And you can see when you're driving by it, it's going to be like the what was it, four or five million dollar most expensive casino ever built, uh, at least in the United States. They're going to have like a live panda that they've already agreed to borrow from China. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, have you, you've talked about this, right? Yeah, we have. Yeah, so that's getting ready. They broke ground, uh, you know, I think two weeks ago on the Raiders Stadium here. So that's going to happen. Kind of exciting, kind of exciting stuff going on here. Yeah, NFL football team in, in you know two years. So, anyhow, all right, we're we gonna do the. Uh, we still doing all in the family. Yeah, yeah, we'll do all in the family, and uh, yeah, I guess we're pretty much done here. So, so thank you everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. And thank you to everybody who donated for the free roll. Thank you to Mike Mattis out for coming on and doing a long segment, even though he has to be up early in the morning. For an, how, how did he? Did, did you call him, or did he hear the show? What was uh, that about? Calwatt actually had his phone number and, and texted him and asked him to come on. He said yes, and, nice, and, and it helped the fact. And, and he, he made reference to this that you know, Mike and I have always gotten along, and I've known him for a long time. So while we weren't close or anything, we've always had uh, a good relationship. So he he was uh, so. That also helped, but uh, but he must know Calwatt because nice. they had the, he had his phone number, so that, that was a big factor as well. Well done. It was a great interview. I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to have uh, you know people like that on every so often, and uh, 
he, he said he'll come back sometime, so we'll get an update from him at some point later. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Brandon. Sure. Well, I'll stay on. Oh, you'll stay on for the... Okay. You don't want me to. Okay, no. I'll throw it on here. All right. So, that is the end of the show. And it's a vlog. Todd, did you give a promotion or shout-out for the iPhone that iOS has needed? Well, hang on here. So, okay, so... What were you asking? What were you asking? Oh, if you gave a shout-out for your little iPhone with the iOS that you needed. Because you never know. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm, Jaser, I'm buying it off Jaycerls. Oh, that uh, that did work? Okay. Well, right. so, uh, he's, he's sending it to me. Hopefully it works out. All right. I, I hope it, if it works as expected, then yes, uh, Jaycerls will get some money. And uh, you know, I, 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 We actually said what I'm buying it for. I'm buying it for $250 plus shipping, so... He, he will make two hundred fifty. Right, he'll get two hundred fifty bucks, and I will get an iPhone that, that with with the specs I wanted for the most part, and, uh, and and jailbroken, and I'll be able to survive with an iPhone for uh, a little longer time with the, the jailbreak and everything else, which is important to me. What you should probably do is send the two hundred bucks to uh, Vegas, and then say send Jaycerus a bill for three hundred. <laughs> I, I was th- I was thinking how fucked up would that be if I buy his phone and then just pay Vegas instead, but. Uh, <laughs> No, I can't do that. I, 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 I know. Even even though Vegas deserves it, I, I I can't do it. If I agree to buy it from him, then I have to pay him. So I, I will I will I will not screw Jay Searles. He he will actually get the money as agreed, provided that everything works out with the phone as we agreed. So that uh, all right, hopefully Sounds will good. work. Okay. So December sixth is the next show, which will uh, be around eight p.m. I think. And who knows what will come next on Poker Fraud Alert Radio. It seems like a lot of things are happening at the end of the year here. A lot of unexpected things are happening. Some good, some bad. And I didn't expect this show tonight to go as long as it did. I I actually thought this was going to be a short one, but then Mike Mattisau called in, and it was a very long interview. Interesting interview, but long. So that extended the show, and somehow we ended up uh, well over five and a half hours. And uh, watch uh, twitter.com slash pokerfraudalert, or follow it even better, and you will get information on... I can't hear you, so I'm just going to say shalom now. Okay, good night, Brandon. Good night. For some reason, people can't hear over this... All in the family thing I play at the end. That's a new Skype problem. It didn't used to be this way. But now whenever I play this, uh, it drowns me out. You guys can hear me, but uh, for some reason the co-host can't. It's because Skype has been ruined by Microsoft. And I can't use an old version anymore because it won't work. That's the way it goes. So, that is all for tonight. I'll be back in a week. Brandon may be back in less than a week. Twitter.com slash Poker Fraud Alert will have that information. Thank you to our sponsor, Eric Benzamokin. Our co-host, Calwad and Trey Deriski. Everybody else, I don't know what to say. Shalom.